Just for the Get Fresh crew You review the books Get shaved and dirty looks Now that wrong town just say poo-poo Poo-poo Welcome back to Weird Out Loud The show about DC Comics that's weird I'm America's sweetheart Eric Shea And I'm Jim Warner And this is episode number 236 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast 236, here we go. And you can find us on the interwebs at weirdsciencedccomics.com. We're on Twitter at weirdsciencedc. And we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience, where each and every week we have a bunch of shows. But the big one is the weekly spotlight. And the spotlight this week, picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, is Naomi number six and event Leviathan number two, the big event book that everybody Talking event. Everybody's talking about, but yeah, both of them, Brian Michael Bendis books, but don't be upset. We still have plenty, Brian Michael Bendis, for the podcast tonight. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Uh, yes, but we want to salute. Uh, should we salute the badasses who picked those books for Let's us salute. to talk about? Because I'm telling you, Naomi, uh, I was not as hip on it as most people it seemed but you were right there with me you liked it a little I more was. than me but i was getting a little upset about I was crawling it through the trenches right there with you man yeah here is the here is the roll call these are the badasses of the get fresh crew here eric we got dalton edom christian falds ken halleck francisco l rock the third lady abby john jack nick adams mark jager t funk josh vermilion aldrin stoja Batman Beyond Mark, David Fink, Manship. Did you Man see Ship. that picture I put up of Manship where he sent me a photo of all of his Frisbee golf Frisbees? Grow up, Manship. Brandy, <laughs> Murray, Bobby Bain. Oh, he, he's been told he's not allowed to buy any more of those. He's got like 30 <laughs> of them. I'm like, oh, what do you think this hole would call for? Uh, uh, the red Frisbee? Uh, Reggie is up there. He's doing better and hopefully be back in a couple weeks. Dave J, Andrew Belfast, Kampum Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Ian, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, My Man Pete from NYC, Polly P, Wright Said Fred, Too Sexy for Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, down in FLA, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. See, I realized Ruben. I had time because I ended up jumping Not me. in. I'm sitting here like, you're and playing I, the devil's oh, hand. Oh, no. They, I ended up jumping in. I usually wait for the song to go down in level before I start to, and I realized I had said it. I had a, a lot of time to play with there, Eric, and I think I did a right on and he told job. Some Don't they say stories. that? Don't they? Yeah, really, because I'm telling you, he sent me this picture, and he's like, Oh my, my wife has put, you know, the foot down. No more Frisbee golf Frisbees. And so what he's saying is getting a divorce. It's it's funny too because you know, no more baseball bat baseball bats. That seems weird. The Frisbee golf Frisbees, because you have to spell it out. And he's he had them out. He got them all in his room. He's like got his dead. And he puts them all on the ground to take a picture of them. I'm like, really? You have that many? <laughs> the real you are family ridiculous. photo. Ridiculous. What a the thing I really guy. care about. Yeah, he's like, here's the loves of my life. What's that, Keem? No, get out of town, he says. I- I'm going to mention again, though, son of Keem, don't be your dad, please. Don't buy Don't frisbees. be like daddy. Don't buy frisbees. What do you think Jess is going to put her foot down and tell me I can't buy any more Transformers? 
Never, because she's on thin ice every day anyway. I mean, really, the time (laughs) when she does that better be the time that she gets rid of that freaking abandoned car. Is what she better do. Because if you're, if she she says to you, "Oh, when are you going to get rid of those things?" All you're going to do is, "When are you going to get rid of that piece of shit car that's got the which one?" Yeah, yeah, really. (laughs) Boom, boom. Where is the junk? Oh my. (laughs) Oh poor Jess. But we're going to get on to this episode here. We have a lot of books. We have a lot of books this week. Get ready and not used to it actually, because next week there are no books. But this back and forth thing that DC keeps doing, they really have to. I don't know. Reschedule the way things go because it it ends up being these weeks with nothing. You mean and that's next week. Yeah, really. Yeah, they're not very good at that, are they? I don't know. It's almost as if they don't care right now because they have a big reset coming up. I don't know. Could <gasps> that be? I don't know, Eric. I, I actually had the breaking news saw uh, sound on the soundboard, and I just got rid of it before we did this. I would have hit the breaking yes! news. Maybe I have breaking news on that. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Maybe you're just making wild accusations. My, I was. <laughs> but, but they sound less wild when you have that breaking news sound. But everybody we can go talk about Brian Michael Bendis on Superman. That's some wild accusations. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff going. (laughs) But we're off now to talk some books. No. It's time for the meat and cheese of Num the nums. podcast. We have a bunch of books here, and we have four books in the section because we messed up when we made our outline. <laughs> we done we forgot about up. Batman and the Outsiders, so that's going to be in here as well. But if you want to read uh, reviews of all these issues that we talk about tonight and many, many more, because we are not going to be talking about every single book that came out, go over to our website at weirdsciencedccomics.com and read to your heart's content. I, I will tell you there's going to be spoilers. There's a spoiler alert. I usually oh no. give the spoiler alert every year or so. Yeah, I throw it out there now. for people just We're so CXO. that they know. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm a little down on these books uh, in general, but I'm going to try to pick myself up and enjoy talking. You need help to getting you, picked Eric. up there? You need help? No, no. maybe. I, I, on the on the Patreon news show, I told everybody I need a lot of help, and I'm getting very depressed at having to do this stuff with these books. And I hope that that doesn't carry over to a, a miserable podcast. But hey, 
that's how it is. We don't fake the funk. But yeah, these books are just, they make me just to feel dead inside is basically what I have the feeling of. But I'm going to try to make the best of it. And we're going to start with Detective Comics number 1007, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Kyle Hotz. David Barron and Rob Lay. We get the conclusion of this two-issue mini arc, and it really feels like it was about having the Spectre show up then telling a story. I like Kyle Hotz's art a little more in this issue than I did the first, but I'm losing more and more faith in Tomasi with every story that he tells. And actually, that's a lie, because my faith is usually questions with every story that he ends because they just end. Everything falls flat. Anything he sets up, it, no matter how exciting or how cool it might seem, you know, hey, the well, specter showing up in Gotham. By the end, it just nothing is ever Come on. We, we, we had before during the Arkham Knight arc, the Knights of the Sun cult, the whole thing. Yeah. Going on. We learned so much about him. Obviously, we're going to learn so much about the cult of the divine yeah. hand. He huh? loves cults, <laughs> but he does not love explaining them. There's cold put out an ad to Craigslist yeah. too. It's like, hey, um, I need people to show up here. I'm going to give you a green cloak, and I'm going to need you to put on some white face over here. Yeah. We're just going to say the same thing. Well, over that's again. what it's saying. Is what, it what say are we that? To? I don't know. Yeah, you don't need to know because they are just flash mobs. That's yeah. all it is. They show up. They dance to Thriller. And then they disband and go home. Uh, you tell me there's a cult that's setting up to invade Area 51. That's all you need. That's not a cult. It, it, that's just dumb people. Uh, no, I'm saying you can have the cult now. It's the cult of 51. You end oh up, they show up, and they're like, what are we all about? And we're like, yeah, we're just storming Let's run over Area this 51. Way. That's Whoever it. Shot, because shot. When, when you have this story, you know, there are interesting things. The interesting thing isn't to me the the specter showing up that's the cool thing the cool thing's the specter the interesting thing the thing that you're kind of setting your story Why around because of Jim a mystery Corrigan? and a, a deal is this cult you, you have to know what the cult is about well, to Jim, really we, get invested. We got a good idea of why the specter was disconnected from Jim Corrigan and couldn't find him in this, right? No. We have because we don't know what they are. We, they mystical. We know nothing. Are they just guys that are dressed up? Why do they look like blood, the specter? We, we might be I, doing some weird blood magic in here, but as far as I'm concerned with who these guys are, they just might be doing some finger paints on Jim Corrigan's yeah, chest here around that's some all candles. I think it is. And, and I think that he's relying on the idea of cults being like you know mystical and strange and interesting but by the end i'm like what what are they doing jim jim corrigan is just laying on this table throughout with candles burning and then making bloody hand marks on him but without knowing what's going to go on and the the what is the you know the uh, what's it called the things that are going to come out from it what what's going to come if they end up sacrificing Jim Corrigan, you know, there you go. He's dead. So there is a ramification. But other than that, are they trying to make one of their own guys? I I almost got the idea that they wanted the specter just to work for them, but I'm not quite certain how any of this works because we don't know anything about this cult. It popped up and like a flash mob, it's gone now. Yeah. And then with that, you do have Batman working the case. And I'm I'm telling you, I... I hate porcupine-headed Batman. Well, I don't like Batman's look in this. That's I said I like Kyle Hotz's uh, art a little more. 
Batman is off, but all the rest of the stuff, the Spectre stuff, the eerie stuff like that, it kind of even has like a Kelly Jones type look to it. And I actually like that. Once once Batman's in the cow, I don't mind it as much. Right. <laughs> when just, he's out, when, when he's I don't know. just Bruce Wayne face over here. I'm like, what is wrong with your hair? This looks like porcupine quills yeah, coming up. Yeah, he, he, he has a weird hairdo. And even from well, the point, one thing I really do love in this issue, though, is that big splash page where you do have the, the, uh, uh, Spectre taking over the T-Rex while it's talking to Batman in yeah, the back cave. Cool. I'm like, that looks amazing. But everything else in this is just so dark and pencil heavy. I'm like, you're not really doing well here in my mind for this whole art style. Yeah, and so we haven't had a lot of Spectre in the book. So him showing up here, you know, I guess that what Tomasi is showing us and trying to do is separating Jim Corrigan and the Spectre gives him a vehicle to explain that they are connected. You know what I mean? It's like showing you they're not connected so you know that they are, but it doesn't lead to a real compelling story, no, even, even though... Even the, back, the background that the Spectre gives about how he is connected with Jim Corgan, I don't think it was done very well with the way the art style was and the narration talking about it. I'm like, yeah. okay, you know... I know, you know, you're connected to Jim Corrigan when he was killed as a cop in New York and stuff like that. But just the way it was presented for this double splash page did not really work that well for me. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the story isn't compelling, but these guys, they seem to be compelling everyone with their divine hand. The power you know? of the divine the hand divine hand. Uh, this is the best is when you have these are a two trick party. They switched up what they were groups. saying. By you think that a year from now, anybody, if I went up to anybody at, you know, even in the Slack chat, everybody on the Patreon in the Slack chat, and I'm like, hey, you know, what did you guys think of that divine hand? Do you think one person will remember that that's the cult? Because you don't even get any ideas of them. But yeah, so Batman's working the, you know, he's working the crime scene. He's working the evidence. And even then, it's kind of funny because it's an extended deal where he's like, all right. And it's like minority report deal. You know, bring up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Tony Stark. Bring up the crime scene. All right. Swipe out the GCPD. Um, what What is that going to do? Uh, you know, he's like, get them out. They're, they're distracting. They're too sexy. And I'm he gets you, them out. This new crime scene thing you have set up here, Batman, this might be the most interesting part of the book. Let's deal with this. When did you set this up? What else are you going to yeah. do with this? This looks amazing. Yeah. And, and while this is going on, you have bats watching, Eric. So, uh, like I said, I don't mind the art except for Batman, but still, he's doing this swipe, and he swiped right, he's swiping left. He's like, ooh, Commissioner Gordon, he's I'll swipe right tonight. there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my, maybe he'll like me. Uh, yeah, so as he's doing it, he's trying to figure out, you know, the crime scene, what's going on, this mystery, you know, and I, that is in air quotes, because really all this is leading to is the specter to show up again, Batman to throw shade at him for killing, and then them going off together as a team up with rules. Thankfully, then- Specter, when you blew up that guy, we could have gotten a lot of stuff off of. You did leave a fingertip, so I was able to run his DNA, his yeah. DNA and his fingertips from the blood and stuff like that. And we have figured out who this is, so we can go find out who this cult member is. And even the idea when we go to prison then to go and question his known associates, it feels so weird for Batman just to be in this really tank prison. Like, for some reason, they really cared more about the atmosphere of this yeah. being almost like a it's horror a very comic because the Specter's there the whole than two actually issues. telling a good story. Yeah. And I, I think that that's you. You hit it in a nutshell. There is that they are more concerned. Again, I'll even go with the yeah, idea. This jail cell looks like a dungeon at the bottom of yeah. a castle. 
they're more concerned with the atmosphere and also they're more concerned with just I, I think that you're supposed to leave this not caring as much of the you know the cult not much about the mystery itself but just enjoying the Batman Spectre team up uh, you know but that's going to depend on how what type of reader you are yeah, I, I, have I would to have enjoy some, this more yeah. if there was a reason given for this, this connection that the stakes. Spectre has from Jim Corrigan I need to have stakes I need to have at one point, the Spectre does say, we got to do this quick, but never really spells out any of the rules with it. And I wish that there was something where this cult, where they set up that they're something to be reckoned with, because I don't know that. They, they just seem to have kidnapped Jim Corrigan, you know, and grabbed them. But I need to know why the Spectre can't find him. And I need to know this whole deal with as they're separated they they can't get together later. You know, we only have this amount of time. We can only do this. If they do that, we can't do this. Something like that. But there's nothing because he has the cult. Unfortunately, just repeat lines. It, you need to have the where I think that the biggest problem with this cult is that there's no leader. There is no guy that you say like all of a sudden, it, almost like a brother blood. Where Brother Blood will be there. Yeah, the the blood cult, they can go off and say their nonsense and do their stuff. But you need somebody there to kind of guide you through what's going on, what they are able to do, what they will, you know, what their MO is. You never get that. So you can only rely on, you know, this atmospheric horror comic deal, like you said, which I don't mind. But it it doesn't tell a story. story. Now, one thing I'll give Tomasi credit is. He realized this is only two issues worth of anything. It gets the hell out. But yeah, before they go off to the jail to kind of go with their deal, you do get this weird introduction to the Spectre's origin. He's going to give you the Spectre's origin. And it's very odd the way it plays out. I don't mind it because I kind of know most of it. I'm not a Spectre historian. I, I know from us reading other books, you know, what's going on. So the idea of the Spectre showing Batman through Batman's own eyes there, there's got to be at least three people confused, right? Because they're they're doing it. Yeah. And, and so in this, Jim Corrigan is Batman. And then the Spectre is Batman because he's telling it, you know, making it very personal to make it by the end in a kind of a neat twist of the Spectre saying like, now you feel and know exactly what Jim Corrigan means to me being the Spectre, we can move on. The problem is I don't really get, and I don't get the stakes again. That just leads me back to saying like, well, what's this cult doing? Is it going to end it all? Is it going to, you know, just kill Jim Corrigan? Then he's done. I don't know. And uh, yeah, you just, you just move on. Like you said, you get some evidence uh, that you got from a fingertip that Batman seemed to be able to get with the VR. I, it seemed very odd, the whole deal, but he gets this evidence. He scans the Seven finger from that. Rick Zoller off the grid yeah, it's, 14 it's months. It's so funny, too, so that then it's we go just that associates. one finger. Who are in prison for after that whole thing of killing that, you know, cop earlier and stuff like that yeah. in the last issue. But then we're just get throwing names like the idea of Ray Ambrose. Like, it is. You're still breathing. Where is yeah. Ray Ambrose? You pulled several heists together. My, now we're on the Ray Ambrose. And then we go to Ray Ambrose's yeah. apartment, which, you know, we could have just gone to Ray Ambrose's apartment, I would think, yeah, from just his known associates. Yeah. 
Because, yep. And then it's at his apartment that we find a wood <laughs> a wood remnant of saturated wax candle smoke oak circa 1813. Well, apparently there's only one place in Gotham that's from 1813 because it's an old church that actually has to say 1813 I, I, on it. You want to hear how funny and dumb I was? When, you thought when this address? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was from 1813, so that leads to an address? I'm like, oh, I get it. Now, uh, usually you'll have you know more on that yeah. placard. Some, but older times, you didn't. You just had that. So it made sense. I was like, why would that mean? I sat there thinking, he's going to so think stupid. that's an address. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that is so ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, even when they go to the jail, the big thing of that, again, it's going to keep going back to this concept of atmosphere, as you said. You intrigued me with that, Eric. Oh. You got me going. You got me the yeah, brain. But it's also the idea that you have to keep showing the stakes between Batman and the Spectre and that they aren't best friends, that they have a tenuous relationship, especially here. I don't go for that. I'm the Batsmans. Yeah, yeah. So listen here, I'm the Bats. You don't kill. But that's the thing. The Spectre doesn't care about that. He's trying, but he may go a little overboard and it becomes just straight up horror. And, And this is fine. Like we had the Kings of Fear. We had yeah. that more. You know, some people liked it more than me and you. But really? that was a mini series. That that's what it was kind of based on. This really kind of and the art change that's so drastic in this. I don't know this. These two issues just overall really feel out of place in this Detective Comics run. They feel like an homage to some older things or yeah. whatever. But coming out of a couple things with Colts right away. And then going into this, it, it's starting to really like, boy, this feels like something that should be like a mini or maybe, you know, condense it into one story. Well, for if you an could tell annual. a story in a mini, then I'd be all about it. Yeah, well, maybe it needed more, but you have to set up more. It's such a weird idea that you don't get anything with the cult. Now, like I said, all you need is a leader. You need a guy who he, you know, and when you have Ambrose even mentioned, you're throwing out names as if they mean something you know, and they Walker really don't. And Ambrose looking yeah, for Zoller. They don't really. So this needs something more than just off the, you know, I can see the pitch meeting of I'm going to have the Batman and the Spectre team up. Oh man, that that's cool. What what do you got with, without that? Well, I'll work that out later. I think there might be a cult involved. Like here he goes, Tomasi with those cults. What's up with this guy? And the worst uh, part of the whole cult as well. Without besides for you know, I say the worst part. This is actually a very minor part because there's a whole lot more bad. The idea that we don't know anything about this cult. But when you get into this church, circa 1813, Jim. This whole it was a, I don't even know what if it was circa 13. Uh, oh yeah, it's yeah. 1813. But uh. When you have all of these people here, all dressed as a Spectre, like we had this problem last issue, but then when we have a big fight going on, Batman, Spectre, a whole cult of Spectres, yeah. and then the one thing that Batman does with the only guy who's not dressed like a Spectre here, Jim Corrigan, he throws a battering to cut Jim Corrigan's uh, confines on this altar, yeah. yep. and it's drawn to be a guy who looks like a Spectre's hands because he has the glove on, he has the green, he has the white skin. I'm like, you messed up. Why would you yeah. put this here? It's the only other guy that's not yeah. dressed like a Spectre, yep. and you done and messed up. Yep. And, and and even that as it's going on, I'm even looking like you have it at a church, you know, an old one of the older churches in yeah, Gotham. Yeah, it's circa you have, you, you have, <laughs> It isn't an address I hear. You have the specter. 
I mean, a very religious character. You have a lot of setup to really delve into, you know, the cult aspect and what they're about and, you know, which side they're on and what they're trying to do. And you never, ever get it. They are there well, even as when you a have prop. This, this finger painting thing going on where you might have the idea of a mystical, especially since we, we've talked about it many times since the last issue and even this one, the idea of like what is keeping, you know, the specter away from Jim Corrigan. Yeah. So there might be a mystical aspect to this that we never get to see. But when you do show up, and you have these Colts fight back, they just have machine guns firing at the Spectre, yeah. which they seem to know Shotguns, about. Shotguns, machine the guns. Divine, the, the cult of the Divine Hand will find a new host. But yeah. you should know something about the Spectre here because you're shooting a machine gun at him knowing that it should do nothing. I don't know what you're yeah. hoping to get out of this. They didn't do all the research is, is what happened. <laughs> they should have done some but more yeah. finger paintings. I mean, yeah, and you could you could play with a ton of things. You could even play with the idea that they don't think that Jim Corrigan is a rightful, you know, vessel for the Spectre. You can think that they're against the Spectre and want to purify. Who knows? But they do nothing. So I no. don't even know why I'm, I'm coming up with these ideas because we're really we, – we get nothing. And they hey end guys, up going – the one thing we have besides for these machine guns is big vat of blood. You better blind the bat with blood where they just t- yeah. toss – they treat, and they treat Batman like Carrie White over yeah, here. Carrie. He's just dust in blood. They can laugh at you. They're yelling and screaming and all Sorry, that I think stuff. this is the worst it's been. Remember that story I was telling you about that came out? I think it was like an 89 Batman issue where he's going up against the Riddler who was trying to bring about Barbados and like he oh, yeah, doused yeah, yeah, Batman yeah. and all that blood. He was like, yeah. don't go back in your Batmobile doused in blood. Do something different here, Bruce. Yeah, but it was really. just the idea of him just doused in blood. This is the grossest Batman's ever been. <laughs> he, gets, he gets blood thrown and it blind the bat with blood it doesn't blind him it's funny no. too because it gets him in the face it drips off and then he punches the crap out of the guy uh, it's like then there's they a fire just, going on everywhere yeah, we found everybody just yep, then like the, the, it's the so buildings ridiculous. let's cave in the roof on ourselves for our failure all right yeah, Goodbye, yeah let's let's cold die cold to the divine at, hand. as this goes on batman's saved by the specter making a big hand and slapping the crap out of him out the <laughs> window specter it might as well be freaking hal jordan for this giant hand to yeah, really, it's out. This giant it green goes, hand yeah, and then it goes down, and you do have, you know, Jim Corrigan and the Spectre still separate, and they're talking about, you know, hey, there's someone in there alive. He's screaming. The night isn't over. You better go help. Now we get the Jose Canseco and the Simpsons. He's got to go in and save the one guy who's screaming, uh, you know, and reluctantly, and then comes out, satisfied, promise kept. And then you do see what appears, you know, the Spectre going into Jim Corrigan yeah. again, and then Jim Corrigan walking away, all sexy, covered in blood hand prints and then basically the idea reminds of me of saying, guy Gardner warrior with that freaking yeah. war paint on him yeah it did actually when it was on his face even earlier yeah. and then they're like hey Corrigan, i can't have you continue to operate my city hey been waiting for weeks to get back to new york anyway i, I put him for a transfer i'm gonna be out any cut you know couple days Good. The end. <laughs> oh, you suck, Detective <laughs> oh, Comics. My goodness. You were supposed gracious. to be my saving grace Batman's yes. book. What did you I do? I think that this is where what's happening with me. And I, I mentioned well, Tom King's my not trying. Nobody else is. Hey, I'm I'm starting to get happy now. We're having some fun here. Because earlier that I think that's I think you actually have done get another click there. Oh, right. Eric, check I think you, you've nailed here. another thing is the idea that uh, there's always been books that aren't for me, right? Yeah. We we've had our ups I've and downs. On the two. podcast, but there's always that other book 
that has usually been the savior for me that I like a little more. And I and Tomasi getting on Detective Comics, this is what I look like. All right, this is going to be it. This is my savior, Tomasi. I, I like him. Yeah, he's up and down on Detective. Maybe this just isn't his. I don't know what's going on with him because now I, I read this. I'm like, really? Like I just wasted a month on this. And it just ends with nothing. Now you do get he he does click off the check marks though on the, the to do list. You know you end up having some detective work. It it, it doesn't really lead to much it's except a fingertip that leads to jail, which leads to the guy's apartment. But you do have that, and you do have some cool moments. The T Rex deal. It that was the cool. best part of the yeah. book, and it's funny that that's my favorite part. It's just a page of the specter inhabiting the T-Rex, so that's nonsense, but I liked it. Uh, and, you I'm know, right there with you, you do have some action. You do get the specter. You, you have some, like them. some great atmosphere in this book, Jim. That atmosphere. It's very atmosphere. It just comes it out and bites you. Yeah, it bit me in the ass, thinking that we were going to get a real ending. That's what bit me in the ass. Uh, but, yeah, so with that – uh, there's some things to like. I'm trying to accentuate the positive. The atmosphere is good, but overall, it's just another forgetting, you know, forgetful deal that I, I really don't care about. Yeah. And now we're done, and I'll, I've already forgotten about it. We just good talked about good. it. I'm done. Uh, so with that, I, I like the art, like I said, a little more than you, but I, I'm going to go 5.5. I'm right there uh, with you. And yeah, it, it's one of those. It just keep waiting for them to explain themselves. I'm like, come on, story, explain yourself. And it said, no, it's over next month, next two weeks from now, Joker. I'm like, that's all you cared about, getting to that next two weeks, isn't it? Because yeah. you did nothing with and the specter or the cult of the divine I, hand. I told you, it reminds me of those things where you hear the stories about how, oh, you know, we need to get uh, our copyright, keep going, the trademark on Freddy Krueger. So we'll come out with a straight to video movie. You know, any of those yeah. but yeah you have it a lot uh, from what i see and hear from you from the these movie franchises the horror movie yeah. stuff and but that's what it felt like it felt like they were transformers does it a lot too with all the different characters i have that have to keep putting out some crappy transformers just to keep the one name of the or big like one that. was that uh really bad fantastic four movie that oh, came yeah. out years and years ago that they do i think that that was one of the worst you know examples of it but the, for some reason it felt like that because there, there wasn't any reason but i do think that it was just like the idea of like tom king said for the jokes and riddles when he went in and he said i i went in and i said you know what we've never seen the riddler versus the joker and like man that sounds cool what do you got from there i don't know <laughs> and leave oh. dc seems to go all in with these like yeah you know because this couldn't have been pitched as the full story somebody an editor has to say what about this cult? You know, you don't have any stakes set up. We don't even know what's going on or why. What's going Maybe on? Maybe we don't know what editors do anymore. Him. Maybe they just check the grammar and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they certainly don't check if a guy should have gloves or not when he gets freed with a batarang. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go on to the next book. And again, it just... It's one of those things where this is a problem because it is Superman and you have the deal with if you don't like action comics because you don't like Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis's writing, you're screwed. I think that that's what this is. I don't have an alt book to go to on a lot of these big franchises. But what are you talking about? You got Supergirl because Mark Andreco, he's doing his own original thing over there, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not tied down with any Rogozar Bendis stuff. You're right. <laughs> I, what was I thinking? Superman mm -hmm. number 13 written by Brian Michael Bendis with R by Brandon. 
Brandon Peterson, Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, Alex Sinclair, and Dave Sharp. For this issue, Jarrell tells us about the final days of Krypton and how the circle was behind it. But besides for some Thanagarian assassins and some pissed off circle members leaving a meeting early, you don't get much new out of this except for it betrays Gandel as being reasonable for some reason. Besides that, though, we see Lois Lane getting a gift instead of an offer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny, too, because I hadn't read this up until, you know, a couple hours before yeah. we uh, do the podcast. And earlier today, I was just sitting around. I needed something to do. And I decided I was going to listen to the old uh, Superman radio show, the old time oh, radio. Take a nap. I got you. And the first issue, the first episode, they're only like 10 minutes yeah. long, these episodes. I know you just the put those episode, on before when you go to bed at night just to listen nah, to. this was just, I was just uh, screwing around with yeah. things. And I ended up wanting to hear that. In fact, I was thinking of doing another Patreon show <laughs> with it, but that's where it all led from. Uh, I was like, man, I, I can do together. these old time radio. And then at the end, kind of give a little commentary and, and go with that. And I thought it'd be neat. The Superman obviously is the bigger, you know, the biggest one of the old time radio superhero shows. So. I'm listening and this first episode was the destruction of Krypton and it was the whole deal with Jarrell and Laura and stuff like that I swear to God if you and I may even do this anyway on the Patreon at least put that first episode up for people to listen to and then go back and read this oh my the dialogue not lifted but it definitely seems like when Bendis was writing this, he was taking cues from that. I know that this is classic. I'm you, this is still like one of the most like told that. stories in comic books. People talk about I'm origin stories, you, stuff like that. How many times have we seen Krypton destroyed? The, I'm not talking just the, the origin. Right. I'm talking the back and forth between Laura and Jarrell is very, very similar. And this is the thing. I'm not accusing him of, you know, y- y- lifting it from there. It's just he really has the same tone and even. Even the way that Jarrell explains stuff to Laura is You're really, going to hear you know, first, there. folks. Jim is accusing yeah. Brian Michael Bennett yeah, being no, a thief. No, no, I'm saying it <laughs> oh, really does have that tone. <laughs> but like you said, the issue is we've seen this a trillion times. And, and there's nothing. The only thing that, you know, you get here is, you know, what is well, it? The add, origin of the, the Superman circle. curl? Yeah, yeah the no, origin of the Superman the curl. curl, yeah. yeah oh, they spend a page on I, that. I love that Why Jarrell hates that? that stupid curl. And is like, you have it too. No, I don't. But even yeah. getting into the whole thing, where we're going to add the circle, you know, that 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 freaking yeah. big organization from all these different planets to go around and kind of police the universe secretly and stuff like that. We've seen it since Brian Michael Bendis came on. We find out last issue that Jarrell was a part of the circle. And here we see, after the Science Council has rejected his notions of the world's going to be destroyed, he goes to the circle to try to intervene and do something. But all of them said, look, we had our own science councils going on. Nothing yeah. seems to be out of the ordinary here, which is very odd. It's like because I don't know what we're playing with because I don't know if I should trust the circle or not. Because we know we've seen from all these other things leading up to this that they are kind of bad guys. They did lead to the destruction of Krypton, especially Gandello, yeah. who, like I said in my little blurb there, seemed to be the most reasonable out of all of these people. So I don't yeah. get what we're playing with with that. but. Are they looking towards getting rid of the Kryptonians? And I don't know why they would bring what's, Robo what's Zarya here. Too. Yeah, and what's weird about it is that, you know. And Which you never I see. You just have people, the name drop. Yeah, and I hope that people realize this because, again, some people, if they don't know, uh, you know, a bunch, they may get confused and think that this is – the Kryptonian Science Council, which it's not. No. He's already gone to them and they've they laughed no at him deal. and told him he's no full dice. of crap. And so he's gone to this. Um, it really feels like, you know, it's a it's a 
Illuminati yeah. of the universe. It's this and hidden field. It's funny. Field. It's even talking about the science Avengers with Bendis. If you and go stuff back like and that. watch the Christopher Reeve '78 movie, when Jarrell's talking to the freaking council about pretty much you know exiling Zod to the Phantom Zone, it's actually presented a lot like this. They're just floating heads on a vid screen. It yeah. seems like so it's a lot like this anyway. So anybody who just comes in and doesn't really know a lot about it, they might think this is a science council. You're right. That's what I mean. And it, it comes off, it plays off a little, you know, it's not as great the way it plays off. I do like at one point, am I allowed to hang up the phone now? I'm like, really? Uh, I have my daughter's yeah, so bar mitzvah. That, what? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that, I was like, what? Why are you making jokes on? in this freaking yeah, destruction of the Krypton? And, and so while they're doing that, by the end, when, he, you know, because this is... You know, uh, Jarrell telling this to Superman while they ended up, you know, in the destruction, the ripped apart planet of Krypton. Uh, and, and even then, I wish that that would have been spelled out at the beginning because I'm like, I, I forgot all about oh, yeah. that they ended up going there. But when we go to that, you know, you have this secret council. You have this, like I said, it's kind of an Illuminati. Yeah, A they cabal. mention Rogel Czar. They're doing this. And we, but you said, you don't know at this point, are they on the up and up? We we assume they aren't because of what we've seen since and kind of hinted But it's at, like, it's playing but, like different ways though in the Supergirl book. And I have to assume that Mark and Draco, Draco at least sat down and was told by yeah. Brian Michael Bendis what his story is yeah. like. Are things changing on the fly? Because I don't know what he's doing because when I read his different books at DC now, now, he doesn't seem to know the continuity. I don't know if he plays fast and loose with his own continuity, setting up like something was going along the lines like he had a plan. And then it changed at a certain point where he is now presenting different things as the circle here. Like, uh, was the destruction of Krypton a natural thing or was it all just them? And they're just like playing nice to drill here. I don't have enough story in this to let me know if they're being like on the sly or not, because we're just having it from Jarrell's yeah. point of view. And what's weird and about it is – we, yeah, the weird thing, though, is when it pulls out and you do see Superman, uh, he thinks like from what he's being told here, from what we're seeing, and then Superman's like, how dare you? And I'm like, that seems a little bit of a stretch of him getting this upset just because he was part of this secret organization that was looking into things. Yeah, if we find out that they ended up destroying it, which I do think will happen. But even then, when it comes about, why are they screwing with Jarrell, who's there saying, hey, you know, I need help. This place, you know, Krypton's going to be destroyed. It's going to fall apart. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're and they're so like, no, crazy, no, Jarrell. We, we don't see anything about it. I think you're mistaken. You better look and check the numbers again, only to then just make sure that it destroyed. Because Jarrell seems he's done. He he's going to them because it's going to be destroyed. Yeah. It's going to fall. And so, what bad thing are they doing that's against it already naturally seeming to be going to be destroyed yeah, anyway? Because of so he's get- still on the idea that something's going to happen to destroy Krypton. Because when we first had Man of Steel come up and Rogozar talking about how he's the one that destroyed Krypton, we yeah. thought, man, like this is going to change everything. Where he could still, because even in Supergirl, we had the idea that uh, uh, Rogozar used a device that was actually created by like uh, Lord Zod, not Lord Zod, yeah. uh, Kara's father, and I can't think of his name, Laz. Zorel. <laughs> Zorel, thank you. Yeah, Zorel. A device that was created by Zorel that goes into the center of the planet and actually destroys it. But yeah. is that what's happening? And how would Jorel know about this beforehand? Yeah, and that's and what why I'm would saying. Let natural things happen if he's yeah, already taken readings. That's to what say I'm it's saying. This is what is weird about it is Jorel has already done the research. And as we've seen throughout the whole deal, he's now saying, Yet Krypton's, or, you know, they're doomed. We're process, doomed. And Rogozar's already been hired and is just chilling in the center of Krypton, making this thing yeah, go and up. Yeah, they're just, uh, uh, right, you know, ripping it two apart. Two weeks more to go. 
Yeah, and it almost seems like with this, it's like, is there that whole deal with we have to discredit Jarrell, but then end up doing the same thing that he's claiming that he's gonna it's gonna happen? It just it just runs around in my head of what I'm exactly I, exactly is I going don't know on what he's playing here. with. And then you have like an Indiana Jones Last Crusade then where Jarrell goes down to talk to the commoners. He's gonna talk to the you know the people down below, and he runs in. He's just uh, like to us. The, yeah, and he's running, and it's like he runs into this lady, and like, hey, you know, what's going on? Oh, why are you fancy science council people down here? I just want to know about Rogozar. What are you saying? Get out of town. And I'm just like, I'm Come like, on, Keto. I know you met him years ago. No, yeah. no, no, no. To whatever this <laughs> is, science council sneaking around down here looking for trouble. How about you look around and fix this mess you see? I'm like, well, what does Keto have to do? Like, yeah, you're just what throwing are we Keto out here, and this? she knows Rogel's are just because at this one point when like Jarrell seems to make like a weird threat to the circle, they just say, "Oh yeah, Jarrell, Rogel's are all right." I'm hanging yeah. up now. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, it's like Lacey Chabert. And oh my, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna go find. Then, some, I'm gonna go find one of my neighbors to see if they know about Lacey Chabert because I'm pretty sure they know yeah, about her. Really. Yeah, you better tell them because they're noisy over there. Uh, <laughs> sit there. And, and then she, he's like, yeah, you know, she's like, hey, you got to fix this mess. And meaning, I guess, you know, the overpopulation. A lot of the things that aren't spelled out here that we kind of know from a lot of the origins of Krypton being destroyed and things like that. And then he's like, I'm trying. Uh-huh. Say hi to your wife. We just had a baby. Why? I'm like, oh, I'm that, beginning to ask t- myself the same. Oh, yeah, no. He says that. Oh, my. I, I just want him to say, go to hell. <laughs> you know, really? It, it would be like we just had the, the girl who ends up I used to work with wrong turn, just gave birth to a baby. Yeah. I wonder when she comes back, she's like, by the way, I don't know if anybody told you it's a boy. Why? I'm just going to say that to her. But then, yeah, you get you get the last crusade now where you have Vanagarian assassins now show up out of nowhere. Jarrell's going. It's a long chase. The, the whole issue looks incredible. Yeah. I mean, there it, is it nothing. Looks, I'm telling you, I love the art in this issue. Art. It is the highlight of the book in my mind, yeah. which is sadly – a lot of the things I have to say about a lot of the Brian Michael Bendis oh, books that we have, the yeah. art's great. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah. Just this whole yeah. thing coming back after the Thanagarian assassins and like, look, we got to get Kal-El out of here. And it just doesn't even seem to be about the end of the world anymore. It's about they're going to come for us. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah they're coming for us. It is the end of the world because there's this weird shift outside. Buildings start toppling down. I'm like, maybe Rogel's yeah. are problems. I don't know. Yeah, I love too. It's like it's going and they do play. He plays with the semantics of it where he does mention. And this is the problem we've had with Brian Michael Bendis, where the the whole deal where Kryptonians weren't going out and exploring that, you know, they had. Now we see that he's trying to throw this in, that it was more of a, you know, a flight restriction for Jarrell. Yeah. You know, the Science Council told us that there's no space travel for you. And he's like, well, they said for us. They didn't say for the babies. I said, and even L's. she says, like, like uh, Zorel, he was able to go. I said, no space travel for L's. You can't go. Yeah, Zorel yeah. can do whatever he wants. Yeah, really, just the L's, <laughs> and that, that's what Laura's like. Laura says, I don't know if they're going to go and say that that's the semantics that they were talking about, but it doesn't matter now because all of a sudden the planet starts, you know, coming apart. Buildings are toppling. I love that Laura has to throw in the deal. You think the Science Council will listen now? I'm like, I don't think they care anymore. It's all over. But yeah, they're going to do that. But then he does take time like, oh, my. 
It's all going to hell. Let's go talk to the science, you know, our hidden council again. But now you see that not everybody's shown up. No, they're, but the Skype has. call is not going to be as full here. But Gandello has. And Gandello is, like you said, it's a weird play from what we've seen. Like, but even again, the idea, look, it I can seems make like some he's playing for with you that. and your immediate family and our outpost embassy program. But we can't take anything. Like she is trying to help refugees of Krypton, it seems like at this point. Yeah. Like, like she should be the one behind all of this to get this yeah. whole, like the idea that she's still playing. Like she didn't have to show up, obviously, because nobody else showed up for this goddamn yeah, call. She didn't have to answer the call. Oh. Yeah. And when she does, the, the whole deal is she says, like you said, hey, I, I, we don't have a lot of room, but we can get some. Then at the end of the issue, Jarrell starts throwing shade at Gandello, saying, oh, we could have had everybody live on these outlying planets in the Gandello deal. And she screwed like, us. Even this and they're super like, this. like uh, my, my people, our culture will all be released. And like, it doesn't. I am excited for you to be wrong about this, Jarrell. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and super like, this is weird whole thing. thing. Again. There's weird thing, weird things to say, but yeah, that seems to be like what they're playing with. That the circle is against with the Krypton before she hangs up the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's the worst, right? <laughs> she's you so, two faced crystal up, bitch. Yeah, and and that really, and that's when you know Superman's upset. Yeah, oh, man, why were the worlds were destroyed under your secret watch, and now years later you, you're trying to kill each other, and, and he's going, and Jarrell seems to just be mad. Hey, and look, he you have a Justice know, but, League, boy. Why are you talking to me about this nonsense? Like, yeah, you go and, and have they, your they meetings in a park. That. And again, semantics. Yeah. And, and I love, though, he's like, you were part of a secret cabal of galactic leaders who ruled from behind the scenes? And Jarrell's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. we were. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen, father? And that's when he says uh, about the Justice Kettle. League. And, yeah, really. And I love <laughs> My boy it was just like me. <laughs> Superman's like, you know, hey, uh, well, we protect people. Uh, he's trying to get away from, with I this whole I just love deal. the idea, though. Last issue with Superman, we went to Krypton's to strike. You know, we, we've had Supergirl go here where it meant nothing except for she got a goddamn kryptonite poisoning going on. Yeah. We have Zora. I mean, I keep now I'm saying Zorro. Jorel going Jor-El. here. And we got here last issue. And then we have an entire story of Jorel telling what happened only to have. So. Why did you bring us to the remnants of Krypton? Because this is where we're all find the truth about things. I'm like, yeah, but but why didn't really? we deal with that this issue instead of Did, you really well, telling this me is nothing? The thing. This is the same thing, and of course, it's in the same book. Obviously, it's Bendis, but in the Superman book, it seems like it's always story time to tell what we already knew to lead to finally. Getting, it's the same with you know John coming back. Tell us what happened, and he starts telling everything that we already knew that Lois had told us Lo- first. Lois could have, all, yeah, Lois already told us and should have filled us in more with. So yeah, this is just there. Well, Mom, even though I know kinda, you were there, let me refresh your memory of what yeah. I recall seven years later for me. Two weeks for you, but this is what happened. Huh? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So really, the only the only thing that really is important here is that Superman now knows of this, you know, secret the council, circle. the circle. Well, you could have just but talked to we fucking already Supergirl. know that. So yeah, really, we already there. know that. Up reading she's all these books. Back. She's on. She's collecting them gems, going all around. But yeah, and and it is weird, like you said. Are we gonna f- ever find out what happened with Gendello that she turned because she, or is it gonna be that she was, you know, stabbing him in the back this whole time and kind of giving this, you know, bitch. nice face <laughs> and then does that? But we'll see. But then we end with the offer, yeah. and this offer is to Lois. And at first, luckily, I guess maybe we'll see. But until we saw the top of this box. 
boy, I thought that this was Green I'm Arrow's bus. Like, how did they get thinking. that from the Green Arrows? Because the Green Arrow just <laughs> left it in the freaking forest where he yeah. took off. Yeah. So, but it doesn't have the no, markings on the top. No, it doesn't have that mark because I actually thought it was the same thing, the thing that will destroy the Justice League. And it actually yeah. makes me think about the whole thing because, you know, when the World Forger was creating that, you know, that uh, six-dimensional future world, the idea that Lois yeah. Lane at one point became, you know, on his side and was against everything that the yeah. heroes believed in, it kind of goes along those lines to me if this was that same box where it's like, Lois Lane, I trust you to do the right thing when you realize that justice yeah. is going to lead us astray. Yeah, and, and even if it's one of those where the twist is, again, that Lex is for the side of Doom, but he knows that he can't, you know, he doesn't want this box Doom's to fall in the wrong hands yeah. and end up his plan would end sooner than later then and not by his design. If somebody just but it happened turns to walk out, through that we, forest. We don't know yeah, if I this thought, is the same yeah, box or not. No. As far as we know, it's the whole thing that they had in Pulp Fiction because she just opens the yeah, box. It's you get a glow on soul. It. Yeah, it's what we know. It could right be at there. this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lois just lost LA privileges is what I heard happened there. But yeah, I actually thought that this would be a cool deal though if it was or if it is still uh because lois would be somebody that you would trust uh to do yeah. the right thing even with one of the people being her husband but she is somebody that's for the right and and the whole deal there but yeah it's it's another one though that you're not really getting much of no you know the offer it's just her offer seems to just be can you take care of this while i'm while i'm out and about uh but yeah, this just, I don't know. I read it. I wasn't mad. No. It's just one of those things again. It's just I like, wanted more from right, it, though. Yeah, yeah. And I hope that eventually we get more of it. But the, Brian Michael Bendis does not like to give a lot of answers in a quick and steady pace. We've been doing this for over an a, a year now. We still know nothing about yeah. Rogozar. And that's why I say, like, usually we'll say, and we'll say later when we talk about a certain book that may have something that rhymes with Atman, Eric, but there's certain writers that when you are presented with things, you get wary right away that it's never going to be resolved or it's going to go against. This is the problem. Oh, no, Brian Michael Bendis now, again. <laughs> Yeah, there or, you know, Tom King's Batman. But if you end up having this where we keep saying there's Brian Michael Bendis, we, we don't have a grip on what he's playing with. You don't know if he's playing loose with the continuity. He hasn't finished a single story yet, so I have no That's idea what he's problem. doing. He's been at DC long enough that we should have a grip on it. But everything just seems to meander around. We, we really haven't finished much of anything with him. So how can we trust him yet? Because we don't know. And we're getting to a lot of issues to be still saying that. You know, a, a year and a month plus Man of Steel. Boy, yeah, I, I want to be able to say, oh, man, this is what he does. He makes us think that he's not playing with continuity. And then he twists it back to do a clever twist at the end to do that. No, we haven't seen much of anything. We've seen a lot of, you know, treading water, meandering and a lot of nonsense. Uh, but again, the art is great. In this, Love the so art. That picks my score up. What would you give this? I ended up giving this a 6.5 majority for the art. And, you know. It's the classic Krypton background, you know, whole destruction of the whole thing, but giving you a little bit more, but it doesn't give me enough to really think they're like, oh my God, this well thought out thing. Like it's one of those things we talk about with Jeff Johns where take something old and reimagine it in a way that it makes yeah. sense. Like we talk about a lot, but a lot of times. But you've seen Jeff Johns do that a lot. So exactly. We love it. And, and we I'm, know that I've that's seen the he thing. do it well yeah. and the whole thing where he makes things make sense. So we know about the destruction of Krypton. If he could have weaved this circle in and seen like, oh my God, he thought this all planned out, but it's just they show up, characters seem out of place from how we see them other times. 
And it doesn't really, you know, it's just a destruction of crypto, which we don't even see because we just end with the freaking, you know, the circle hanging up their call on Jarrell. Yeah. And we never see, you know, Superman even get blasted off in the rocket, which you don't need to see the game because you've seen it a million times. But yeah. I ended up giving this a 6.5 out of 10. I could go down to a 6 out of 10. I'm going to 6. That's what I'm going. I'm going a bit to boring. Six. Yeah, I'm going to 6 because it, it is looks one great. of those, like, come on, let's step on the gas here. Yeah, I'm it, it sick of being a no a lot of t- standing oh, around and talking. Great. Yeah, yeah, it does. And for uh, some so, reason, yeah. just to get your action quota in there, synthetic Aryan assassins, you know. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next book in this long section. All right, and the next book is another Batman book. It's Batman and the Outsiders number three, written by Brian Hill, art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Clayton Cowles. Batman and the Outsiders takes a little time for some team building, and while I'm glad this might get Duke out of his rot, I thought the whole thing with Karma was overplayed anyway. In the meantime, Sophia is getting turned to the dark side by Rachel Gould, oh, no. and it feels odd for Batman to be doing nothing about that. And he spells out at the beginning why he cares so much and why they need to go help Sophia after pretty much saying, oh, well, she's being indoctrinated, transformed. Let's go and play in the, in the sewers. Let's go to the waterways. Uh, I'll meet you there. It's and such a weird though- idea that she's being indoctrinated and they know this because right away... They killed her father, and I, I know that you know Raish had set up this whole arc program to create metahumans, so obviously he wants them, but it really seemed like when Ishmael showed up, he was like taking care of the trash that was left behind by just yeah. killing her father right away, and it seemed like he was trying to kill her because he even said when he had her, huh, this doesn't work on you, and then throws yeah, her. Threw her. So the whole yeah. idea, I'm like, I would just be really afraid, especially from an outsider at this point where I like – I'm a part of a team that was sent to protect this girl, and now she's been taken. As far yeah. as I know, she's dead already, and we're fucking sitting around and playing goddamn yeah. tr- like you and, know trust exercises. I had I had issues with this, and I, a lot of people argued with me that it's not a big deal because Batman has a plan or whatever. But here's the thing: Hey, we got to see you know so- Sophia. She's being indoctrinated, transformed. Uh, you know why is she so important? Because I gave her my word, and now when they go, it's not even like okay. Let's get together now. It, it is such a non-concern to Saber that Batman says, meet me in three hours and we'll have this, yeah. you know, training. I got like, to set up some stuff over here at the waterways. Yeah, yeah three hours. Three hours for what gets set up is number one. Ridiculous. What, what is this waterways in Japan? It's going to take you a while imagine. to get there. We're going to go three hours. Oh, no, he had to go get his, you know, his uh, 3D printer out to make a karma costume. Yeah, that and and get some explosives to put on a bridge. That's all he had to do. He (laughs) got to get them, you know, real. And and the funny thing is, is as this goes and as the wraparound twist goes, it's all been planned before anyway. So it should be like, meet me now. Race me there. Let's see who gets to the waterways first. And meet me in three hours. You've just spelled out that poor Sophia. That's the thing against Jim. Everybody always talks about the Superman Flash race. Nobody ever thinks about the Batman Black Lightning race. And the Outsiders race. (laughs) (laughs) What they're doing is racing to see who isn't going to save Sophia in time. But yeah, you're going to have a team building exercise. In the meantime, we do go off to see what Ra's is doing. And like you said, it's weird. Turns out magic mushrooms. 
Yeah, Ray set up the arc to make, you know, Sophia and her mom and dad into these metas. Her mom already had died, so Ray has that blood on his hands, but doesn't really come out with that anyway. He's going to, when he's doing his own narrative here about how he's the good guy here, he, he neglects <laughs> that part. You know, that that does not Ishmael, help Ishmael, he killed your, your yeah. father, so and he, he says works that for basically, me. So what's yeah, going on? Basically, though, what he says is, yeah, he killed your dad. But he was going to kill you, and I steadied the hand. I stopped his hand there. I'm like, I was you there. Still I remember that happening. I remember he threw yeah. me through a gas truck. You, you know, it was in an earpiece. But yeah, so Raish is going to spin his deal here, and he's going to use basically it is Luke Skywalker, and you know, being Raish was side. the emperor this entire time. That's all I could think about is yeah. Return of the Jedi. This entire thing is yeah. like well, strike it, him down. Yeah. Your anger and, and makes with you stronger, and that's what it is. And then Ishmael, he's Darth Vader. You know, you no. strike him down. It's it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. Except she doesn't, you know, undo her lightsaber and put it away. She actually goes no. to do it. And I thought that this was the the part that kind of annoyed me a little. Though I strike know him down why. and take your place by my side. Yeah, your weakness is your your faith in your friends. I need him to say at least one. But while this is we going on, fully operational space station. <laughs> it was. It's a trap. Uh, You have this going on, and while you do get Sophia doing the act that is going to satisfy Raish, you don't have her kill Ishmael only because, in the end, you you would guess that she's going to be saved by Batman and redeemed. So you can't have her be a killer. You can't have blood on her hands, but with that, it kind of is a little, but it kind of is a little bit, you know off then i think that he now, they should have had him kill, why do her, we have kill to, ishmael why do we have to have this whole thing go down except for a very cool visual during this whole hallucinogenic no, no. freaking dragon mouth dream that they're having no it seems very odd to have he, this well really we've seen kadeem it's a shithole it, it doesn't really spell out that she wants her to spend her life nice. in a shithole so he's gonna impress people he is gonna end up you know he's trying to spice up life here and spice up the place by making them have a fight in a dragon's mouth drugs? In a dragon's mouth. No, I'm saying this is almost, if you want to say what I think it's like, go back to Ben Percy's worm and the dark web. This, this is that nonsense that they made everything look cool, but it, you've, it wasn't you've real. You've convinced me, Jim. My place, yeah. is, it does look kind of like a shithole. A I'm going to go do some heroin. I mean, really, do you want to try to indoctrinate her in a regular just rundown room with a bunch of rocks? Or do you want to have you be giant just facing her in the mouth of a dragon on the tongue? I mean, really, you know, this, this is all <laughs> I'm you, it smoke makes and for some very cool visuals, but it feels odd. I, I will tell you why they did it, Eric, is for some cool visuals. Because this issue... Yeah. Is a lot that the main part and the part that is the, the the most important in my mind. I know that some people the say, well, look at uh, Duke gets out of the whole rut he's in with karma. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. The big part of this is is <laughs> Sophia and Raish, and they are just standing around talking. So you need something a little more visual than them just in a, a room. They did spruce it up, and it looks cool with the sprucing up. Uh, but yeah, it ends with basically uh, Raish saying, hey, listen, uh, you know, Ishmael there, he he didn't kill you because I told him not to. And right now he does anything I say because he's given himself to me and my cause like you will eventually. So I, I'm going to let you kill him. He's not going to do anything about it because that's part of being 
eat with me. This is part of being part of my you know, organization. You, you could have ordered me to die at some hey, point. I don't need that. He does start going. And I wish that – I think that if we would have gotten a little more with Sophia, this would have played out a little better because she does already – she seems to be somebody who wants to you know, do what she wants to do. She wants to get revenge. But also – but Raish is saying like you basically – you go with me. Nobody's ever going to hurt you again. They won't be allowed. And, and we'll go and we're just going to rip through anybody that, you know, are bad. Me. <laughs> That's the thing, though. We haven't gotten a lot of our background. Her and her father seem to be on the run at one point. Her mother, yeah, was the art program that he made. He doesn't want to say that. But she did seem to be, again, in a cliche, an outsider. And oh. he's, you know, separated from, you know, society with these meta things. And he is telling, you know, he's singing the tune that seems to be something that oh, interests God. her. That, but we don't get enough of her before. well. But if I'm Sophie and I'm being indoctrinated by the demon's head here, this whole thing, like, you strike this guy down who killed your father, he ruined your life. Okay. No. And then he goes and says, no, takes these backsies and says, you yeah. can't kill him. And then has Ishmael beat the shit out of me. I'm not joining this goddamn cult. No, well, even then you had, like, she beats the shit out of Ishmael. And then out of nowhere, you have a... Uh, uh, Rache, like, okay, get her out of this dream state. And you're like, why was she even in it? Like, nothing you did really relied on that. Where I <laughs> no, think that. That's the thing is, what he did to get her out of the dream state was punch her in the face. No, and, and well, yeah, well, and, and slam her into a wall. What I think that's that, what, what I think Brian Hill's playing at here, though, is, well, she asked her, she's going to die. But also with this, it seems like also like she has cuts and and scars. She's obviously had a very tough upbringing, and I think that what Brian Hill's trying to play. I think that's all from the at, gas truck. No, I don't think it is. I think that we saw that before. Uh, well, uh, even if we didn't, what he's doing, what Raish says at the end, is a hundred percent. Uh, what a abuser says to somebody who ends up be continuing to be abused. Like say you're an abused wife, husband or whatever, what they end up saying, what a abuser will say is I'm the only person who will ever accept you. I'm the only one who will love you. Everybody hates you. You have to stay with me. This is a hundred percent. Man, abuse. that just rolled off your tongue. Well, it's a hundred percent. This is because, <laughs> yeah, it does. You know why? Because my wife has a disability <laughs> because of being told this her whole life by everybody in oh, her life growing I, up. I, I'm just trying to make a joke that you're the, abuser no, calm down no i'm there. telling you this is a thing <laughs> that and when i saw it that's what he's playing with but he doesn't really spell it out she has been abused her whole life with this meta stuff she has a hard life and race is taking full advantage of it and i'm telling you when he says i'm the only person who will ever accept you that is one of the most evil lines that we've had in the last year because he knows that she will go with that. She's pissed still. Look at her. She's looking. But this is why when people say, like, why does a, a woman go back to an abusive husband? And there is no explanation except for the, the mind control that these assholes have on them saying you will never be accepted by anybody else. You're you're a, you're pathetic. You're worse. Nobody will get you. You know, you're this thing. And I think that that's what they're playing with, that that's why she's going there, because she doesn't have anywhere to turn. And she's kind of accepting this abuse. And it's awful. So that and I like this part. I think that that shows that Raish is just evil to the core. And he's going to take advantage of anything that he can do, because even as you see, he says psych. Yeah, well, even then, I mean, even that's why I'm saying she didn't even let him kill Ishmael with the deal, but she's still, you know, going to go. But I do think that she's just going to go against him by the end. Uh, with this, though, the other thing is Duke, and Duke is there 
And, uh, you know, they're in the under the waterways where Batman wants to train you know, the them old waterways. because we have to heal ourselves. And it, the whole thing is it has just kind of been Duke who's been signal, the jerk. heal thyself. Yeah. And it, it's been signal kind of being a jerk. And yeah, I, I understand, you know, they're worried Man, he about it. In this book. But to do, yeah, to do this ruse, to have him go through this, where number one, I mean, he, we don't know really the extent of Duke's powers, you know, and you kind of get a hint of this. I'm, I'm saying still that, waiting. Ba- Batman, you better watch out. I mean, things can go wrong. This is one of those, like, you're that's, punking that's the somebody. Worst part of this book for me, when they throw that smoke grenade and he, like, you know, his eyes light up, he's like, you know, I can see through this whole thing, just like, yeah. You do have light powers, don't you? I would like to have them fully explained to me because that seems like it could be yeah. really cool besides for you just being able to see through smoke. Yeah, yeah. And it's just – te- you're funny. What what happens if somehow if somebody trips and, and hurts it? Like th- there's a lot that can go wrong with this lesson of a le- – and, and again – So you're talking re- about how – why they don't have scare tactics all well, the time that TV show because too many things can go this wrong? Is, yes, this is what I'm talking about. And even the case of if you, if you think of this and you think of what's going so on. Zach Braff is going to beat the you, shit you, out of you. you. Yeah, you have had the issue where Signal, Duke, does not think he's worthy because karma told him that. Said, and, and repeats, Batman repeats the lines here as karma, saying like, Batman doesn't trust you. You're pathetic. But this is what he already like, And then to just have him say that, to just have the outsiders come and save him. I'm telling you, the wraparound to me is Duke sitting there like, I still couldn't beat him. I mean, <laughs> this didn't prove anything. I always, he, I don't think he ever thought they didn't have his back. I thought that the problem was he was upset that they had to have his back. He wasn't strong enough himself. He ends up being saved again. I think that at the end of the season, like, you, this, this whole it. lesson too, not only that, but it turns out this whole lesson where he just dresses up like Karma and blows yeah. up a bridge and beats the shit out of um, yeah, you're kind of you're kind of the weak link of the group here. Yeah, this like, is you what know, I'm saying. Because I'm only focused on you. Yeah, I don't think that this lesson is as good as some people are saying to me with this. Because I, it just- I, I do like the whole thing, though, where Cass apologized. Because I do like the connection of, you know, Orphan and Signal like this, where she says, look, I'm sorry. I told him, please don't hate me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I like that. And then he just, you know, lifts up his mask and they hug. I'm like, I like this progression of the it's character. Okay. Work. I hope we get to see more it's of it. It's okay. I just, I think that number one, you're resolving a problem that seemed ridiculous all along. This whole karma thing has seemed very forced, even when it started in Detective. So, so you end that. But yeah, it's Cass coming and saving you know, Duke from Batman karma. And it just felt weird. If that's the lesson to beat him up again and having somebody else save him. I love though, where you have, uh, you know, every caliber You're comes good by goes, yourself, kid. You need yeah. a team. A caliber shows up and goes, I got him. Katana bang, bang. I'm like, look, now it's just goofy. Really? <laughs> you just say that. And this is where I was like, at this point, I actually thought that maybe they're not all involved. Like this was going to be a lesson for all of them, but they must be involved. Their caliber would have shot him right there, but you can't have him kill Batman. So he just says, bang, bang. And yeah, Batman takes off the caliber or the karma mask. And it's like, hey, I'm proud of you. You know exactly what we know what you're feeling. Uh, I'm not embarrassed by you. I think that you're worthy, but you could have just had Batman go in and tell him that. And it seems like he's pointing out, like you said, pointing out what, what he, he was shows afraid his love of. through fists. Yeah, he, but yeah, fist questions, fist answers. But yeah, by the end, it, it seemed weird because it showed that he's weak again. 
this should be the idea that you get at the end that I want to have the idea that Duke realizes he's not a one man wrecking machine and he would accept their help but it, it just ended up being very odd it, which it was i guess we kind deal. of get as well it just felt odd that he they single him out for this whole exercise just to say look you have a team please rely on them because i don't need you crying through this whole thing by yourself yeah it, it's just the idea when it just ends with him saying i need help and then black uh, black lightning say you have us and them hugging that that doesn't really change anything of what he was feeling just because you had a fake fight with a fake karma and lost. You you should have just sat down and talked about this while you're flying to Kadeem to save Sophia. There, there was no real. It just was odd. It was a very odd thing that it, it seemed to be something that Brian Hill really thought he needed to address before we move forward. And it just, it would be like all of a sudden in the Teen Titans book that, you know, what Duke is doing in this book in, in a lesser degree feels like Kid Flash over in there. He's always bitching him on. He always has a problem. All of a sudden they have a team building exercise to get rid of that. Well, you, you didn't have to write that in. It just seemed odd. But yeah, in the meantime, Sophia seems to be indoctrinated. And then you go back in the past a little bit earlier where you see the, the offer, offer and the offer is Lex giving an offer to Raish and the solicit of this issue Which would have been great really if spells we, spelled out, out better what this was because we even had the question you mainly said why is Raish in Kadim? Where is yeah. the you know the League of Assassins? League of Where Assassins. are all these things? He's just in Kadim by himself with Ishmael and it's it pretty much spells his daughter's out. place. Yeah, and you have the whole deal of, you know, in the event Leviathan, you know, they wiped out, whatever, let's get some info and and tie that into this where Raish only has Ishmael. He's running scared. He doesn't have the League of Assassins. So when when Lex shows up and offers him, you know, this opportunity to shape the world, because that's what Raish is all about, that it is something to get him back on his feet and going. That's fine. Then that even goes more with why hard times. Yeah, and why Raish is getting these metas. Why Sophia is so important and things like that. I'd like to see some money in this art program. Batman burned it down. I need some backing. At the end of at the end of the you know the night here at the end of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the Batman book, and in that Raish has disposable silent ninjas. He's sending out all over the place. So what's going on in the whole? Well, yeah. So we don't know though. So what's going on in different books? Some seem to tie in and kind of, but there's loose ends and things that aren't spelled out that I wish were. But you know. Like, Raish is going to go with anything that's going to benefit him. And especially you start saying reshaping the world. You are playing yeah. his song. So he's going to go with it. Uh, but by the end, I gave this a six, five, just because you're kind of just standing around a lot. And, you know, you're doing a training exercise when you should be saving a girl that, you know, and have spelled out as being transformed, indoctrinated. And you say she's so important because she gave and me she's you know, I gave her the main word. mission here. Yeah, and so you're just going to have this thing with Duke. It just felt off. It felt off to me. Um, but yeah, I give it a that six. That felt five. like what an issue seven. It? After an arc's done, we might now, actually deal with the whole thing of Duke not feeling like he's capable enough. We might yeah, deal with that I, as a yeah. single issue after an arc. But like yeah. to have it here felt odd. Especially, I'm telling you, I like this issue for the most part, especially the visuals. I love Dexter Soy. Yeah. I think everybody I'm looks great to, in this whole I'm thing. I'm starting to get a little off of Dexter Soy. And I, I realized when I was looking through – 
uh, it's more of the regular faces, I think. When there's when there's uh, masks and stuff, I still love it. Like you said, at that one point, you know, you had the uh, with Duke signal, and boy, right. it looks awesome. It, it's weird, and I know that people are probably be like, "What the hell is he looking at?" Because even in my review, I said there are people down with Dexter Soy. The more I'm reading this. Just his regular faces outside that they all look related. Everybody kind of has that same look. And it is starting to get to me a bit, but uh, it's still, I, I have to admit, when I'm looking through this, it does look fantastic. So I'm going back yeah. on my word because I told you, man, it's kind of getting me the more I read it. But in my review, I even said I really like it, but that's more of the action and all of that in the big panel. So yeah, I just want them to make the individual faces without masks look a little different. Not everybody looks like brothers and sisters. Uh, but yeah, what, what did you give it? I interrupted. But the whole thing too, with the whole idea that we have, you know, Duke having this training exercise kind of to the same degree that, you know, what Sophia is having her own kind of situation over in Kadeem, it just felt to really go nowhere in the end for what we were doing with it. It was like a down issue in my mind that I still enjoyed. So I'm going to give this a seven out of 10. Yeah, you're a little more positive than me. Maybe that will reverse itself in the next issue that we're talking about. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking about what are we saying next? Young Justice number seven, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by John Timms, Dan Hip, David LaFuente, Gabe Altieb, and Wes Abbott. Our Young Justice team is flung throughout the multiverse as they try to find a way home, and while this could be fun and enlightening, it's all played up for laughs and even makes the Kingdom Come universe look like a joke by the end of the issue. Thankfully, the art continues to be the highlight of this book. Yeah, and you're, you're, you were doing Rachel Ghoul's song earlier, you know, singing his tune. You go to what the chibi cartoony universe here at the beginning of this book. Now you're singing mine. And I have and to I, assume that this is the chibi universe because yeah. it looks – because of the art style in this. This is actually the biggest problem I have with the art of this whole issue because we have a bunch of artists like I just said that in the uh, credits there. Yeah. But this whole art style for the chibi universe, it almost seems like a – like I have to assume it's the chibi universe just for what we have. But – more of a cartoony universe that's not that that's separate yeah. just for the art style and it doesn't really do much we show up at this whole thing the justice league the chibi justice league is there which doesn't even make sense for what we had because that superman it's should like be the, dead yeah. from the freaking super doomsday we had True. before in grant morrison's yeah. action comics run but and even in multiversity but it doesn't do anything it's just played up for a joke hey we're here oh my god i'm having a stroke ah! Yeah, and then and they get sent away immediately. I, I even like it because, you know, it looks like the little, you know, the LIL, the little Justice League right. thing. And it, so you yeah. don't really get anything anyway. But what throws like me off. Like a little Gotham or a JL8. Yeah, yeah, the little Gotham or JL8 or even the uh, t the Tiny Titans. That, that's what it really right. reminded me of. And I love that. Uh, but the problem is, is where you're playing the idea of then what throws it throws me off when you see the Young Justice team. And then because they're just they're in done the in a style. little teeny cartoony deal that's a little less, but they are, but they aren't. And so I'm like, I, I don't get it. The the problem I have is this this book should be fun and everything in yeah. it points towards fun. I just think yeah. that the jokes don't hit. And the big joke in this is get in my belly. And I'm like, really? Like, stop. You don't have to keep going with this one. I'm going to eat them up. Don't say that in post. Bart, They're going to get upset. Say that. I'm going to eat you all up. Uh, come on. Don't say that. They're gonna, You're going to get in my belly. I'm like, well, why are we going with this, you know, fat bastard joke here? It's not hitting with Bart me. Allen, I'm like, think really? about 1999. Yeah, I'm really like, this is what you think you have to extend this because the problem is. We, that's all you get. 
you get out of this universe as they're doing this because as it's going on, the the you know the chibi little cartoony Justice League here, Batman's yelling, Cyborg, get him out of here, get him out of here, get him out of here, and then they do. So all you get is cute art, which I love. Did you send get, them home? Well, hey, I just sent them away. Yeah. That's all you told me to do. Cyborg. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, yeah, really. Wah, wah, wah. That's really the cyborg. There you go. And that's going to continue on. That's what you get with Dr. Fate. It's so ridiculous. It that's ends up what you being, get with pig iron. Yeah, really. It ends up being just a goofy thing that I can have fun with. But don't sit there with the, I want everyone in my belly. I, 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 what, well, then what I'm the telling hell you, what, are you doing? when we get to the Zoo Cruise universe and like we get there and Bart's still having a great time because now we're in the, oh, the cartoon universe of Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew for you know Earth 26. But now we have Superboy because last before, besides for Bart just screaming, get in my belly, we had, you know, Ginny Hex and the Teen Lantern yeah, just screaming the entire time. Now they're here. They're still screaming. He's still doing the get in my belly. I, everybody's cute as hell. Superboy now. I'm not talking. I'm not I talking. Refuse. I Yeah. Just not talking. I'm out. And I'm like, I'm, not I'm glad I'm you're not, here, Superboy. You bring a lot to this book now. Yeah, yeah. And and so what this issue is, obviously, it's a fun romp through the multiverse. Now, with that, I don't know about you. I, I still have a lot of questions about some of these characters. I have a lot of yeah, questions about I what's going do. on. And, and the best is, is that Brian Michael Bendis, even through a character later, pretty much says that this whole book has been mired with character work at one point he had like really what book have i been reading because i have tons of questions here and instead of giving answers you're just gonna go through different multiverses that mean nothing nothing and make a joke out of it even keep and as we saw before in this whole run before he likes to keep making the marvel references so when bart even talks about the goddamn you know infinity gauntlet in this infinity gauntlet stop just, just, Please just tell stop. me why Bart Allen makes sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. And also with that, you have a problem where Pig Iron shows up because he's got the multiversal hammer. You know that purple hammer he's got. No, 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 no. It's that's not brown and wooden. Yeah, the multiverse mallet. Well, what is he going to do with that big purple hammer? No, no, it's it's no, no. Brown Pig Iron's wooden. purple. That's, now it's that's, not. That's, that's that's messed up. You, you, you've done messed up there. And then he's like, all right, you know, here we go. You have also where I don't know how or why. I really don't understand people nowadays. Am I getting too old to get with these kids and be. their straight fire talk and they're lit? But I'm on Twitter with people, seeing people who are my age as well, going on okay. throughout all the things. And boy, they think, no, I'm telling you, they think that this multiversa thirsty is the most hilarious thing. Yeah, it's multi-verse thirsty. I mean, you you don't just multi-thirsty. There's still the B-E-R. Multi-verse thirsty. And everybody on Twitter, I've seen at least 10 people saying that is the most hilarious thing they've ever seen. I want to know if maybe they just got their eyesight back and haven't seen anything before. Yeah, they're on Uh, Rumspringer. I just yeah that that's the greatest thing ever. It's so hilarious. I'm like really like the, these are these are the jokes, folks. Well, technically, you guys, like them, Captain Carrot last saw Superman during the multiplicity, not multiversity. So calm yeah. down with all this yeah. continuity. Yeah, really. <laughs> but you know that's the thing is he's so goofy because he even says I'm Captain Carrot and this is my League of Shadows. I mean Zucro. It's one of those for sure. All right, whatever, whatever you all say. All right, Captain Carrot. Thanks really, for showing uh, up. I, do, I have my multiverse thirsty phone now. 
Hey, pig iron, you there? You got that hammer? Hit me over the head right now, please. Stat, just hit me over the head so I can like this like all these other people. Uh, so you, you go, and then they end up getting sent out, and it's the same thing. Like, oh, are they going to go back home? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, pig iron. And, and it's the whole thing. I guess the idea of <laughs> you cast, I cast you home, go home once you swell, smell came. I mean came. Does that mean came means kingdom come? And that's the joke that it came. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I did not I, look I into out. anything from the, the dialogue of the zoo crew. Cause I'll tell you, it was this all kind of weird cartoony nonsense, which I'm telling you first, I, I don't remember the characters talking like this. The last time I was reading something on the zoo crew, but I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't really care what you're saying here. It's a big hammer. That's going to send them to the kingdom come universe, which at yeah. first seemed great when we first got here yeah. on earth 22, yeah. but uh, the whole, well, it like, seems you know, like all of a sudden serious. you're going to get something that means something. It's gonna. It, this exactly. is gonna be something we can go with and learn some things. No, just no, the idea we, that we the people are actually scared now. The whole thing, like, oh my god, you're wearing a Superman shirt after what happened, yeah, you know, from King of Come when he killed Shazam. Yeah, and the whole thing, even when the, like you know, the Just League showed up, and Superman's like, "Are you wearing that shirt out of protest?" And then like, "No, I'm I'm the clone of uh, you know, Superman and Lex Luthor of who?" And I'm like, this whole yeah. thing, it felt really strong. I'm like, oh my god, what is going to happen in this fucked up, you know, a future version of yeah. this Earth? This whole thing because. I don't, I don't remember if we've seen that much past the kingdom coming. Cause I know, I'm pretty sure the kingdom was a prequel and I'm just trying to remember how the different stories work. Cause I haven't read the kingdom come since yeah, 2001. So I'm looking at this, which, yeah, which does so, yeah. nobody cares yeah. about that. I'm not going to bring that up, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but this yeah. whole thing though becomes a joke. Once we actually, I don't even, not even first, it doesn't become a joke until after we fight the sons and daughters of the bat. And that again felt odd to me. Cause I don't remember that part of the kingdom come book either. If that was a thing or not. And it actually felt more of a, a continuation of what we would have had in like, you know, the dark Knight returns and stuff like that from the, you know, the bat boys and stuff like that, who went after, who left the mutant stuff behind to go join Batman and Kelly, uh, uh, Carrie Kelly and stuff like that. Yeah. But when we just have the, we are the sons and daughters of the bat. So a bunch of people drop out of the sky from an aircraft and they're going to fight the justice league and young yeah. justice and the justice league. They take them on and it's, we don't even get to see the fight three minutes later. No. They're all apprehended. Yeah, I guess over. we can and trust that you people. To be the, and we can that send you home. to be the fun thing uh, before yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Have that going on. But even while this is going on, you, you get this deal where, you know, it's one of those things I even bring up a lot where you have wonder woman there. So you have Cass is like, hey, if you don't believe us and you don't think that we're on the up and up, just use the lasso, Hit me with that lasso and, yeah. and, and ask me what's going on. And so they do end up doing that. And, and that's where she she ends up going really, uh, you know, telling the whole story, you know, all these things. And you kind of go all about details, quick. Wonder Girl. <laughs> yeah. And, and Wonder Woman's just like, man, you know, I didn't need all that detail. And this is where Cass goes, well. There's a lot of overlapping character work, and I'm like, no, there wasn't. Stop it. No. Stop your nonsense, because we, we haven't gotten shit. You told us that we were going to get all these answers by the end of issue six. Well, I don't know about this. I think this is issue seven. We still don't know crap. So you, you sit there and try to go through the multiverse and your fun little nonsense and mention Marvel things and all that. You, you can go to hell. And, and then you end up getting the, you know, sons of the bed, daughters in bed. They come. That's cool. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, this is yeah, cool. I got interested because I didn't get recognize it. that. And just then it's just to, gone. Do you, Next page. Does Brian Michael Bendis, does somebody have to tell him what's interesting and what's not? Because recap is not interesting usually. 
you know, these new things that you might even be expanding upon the Kingdom Come universe, even in a jokey issue. That's awesome. That's what we need. I don't need references to Marvel. I don't need recap. I don't need people yet in my belly. You actually have something here that actually could go down as something really cool and really something that you have a chance to expand on. And it's just there for nothing because it's not even important enough to show the fight or even to see what they're all about, things like that. And then we just get the goofiest, stupidest Dr. Fate. I'm telling you, there's, I hate what they did to Dr. Fate here. When he event, when he uh, essentially came into this issue, though, to whole, work the multiversal map and stuff like that, yeah. when he first shows up, he has done really cool. The idea that he senses something in Ginny Hex's trunk. And like, you know, this is actually yeah. my favorite part of the book where he's I like, there are energies the emanating from this that are pretty much guaranteed. That's not like, you know, and he opens it up. He's like, what is it? Let's get it. And then the hell out of here now, please. Yeah. I'm like. I like that part a lot because that gets me excited for what's in Ginny Hex's trunk. But then when we have them just go, like you have a little quick bit with Teen Lantern and Alan Scott talking about the idea of hacking into the energies and whether or not, you know, if if I came across you, would you give me a job? No, but definitely like an that. internship. And I'm like, that's I fine. Like that. that works okay. Yeah, it's just that, that was a nice now, moment in my mind, but yeah. we, we it doesn't get you anywhere. I just no. like that she's been nervous this whole time and she still wants to go and get an internship at the Justice League. And I'm telling you, Teen Lantern here, I, you know, Kelly, I, I end up not knowing anything about her. So I'm telling you, I will get a, a little smidgen of something. And that's something that imp- not impresses me, but I want because, yeah, it's kind of funny. She, hey, you old, see that scene you know, there where she is talking to Alan Scott about the internship and she actually has her mask down. For some reason up until this point, I don't remember ever seeing her with that mask down. It's always been almost like yeah. a headband. I yeah, like her has. with that like little mask yeah, I like down it too. like that. I'm like, I like it, it looks cool. I want to see more about this character yeah. as well. And like Jenny Hex and the T liner, and I want to know more about on top of the fact that I want to know why all these other characters that I do know are actually make sense in the continuity that we're dealing with. But I, I have a lot of questions for that. One of the questions though I had was what would happen if Dr. Fate was a numbskull because he sends them home? Yeah. Oh, I blew that one completely. I feel bad. What'd you do? Forgot to carry the zero. We'll get him back. Yeah. Can't use this machine again for 52 hours. Oh, 52. I'm like, 52. All right. <laughs> why, 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 You're why an are we idiot. Everything jokey and time with wah, Dr. Fate. Wah, wah. That's so Dr. Fate. That's how you end up. Oh, it's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> And, it's just uh, yeah. so bad at the end. And then the and whole so, thing, too, where I, where did you send them? Oh, I sent them to the worst Earth by mistake. And uh, am I supposed to think that we're now on Earth 3 for this whole cliffhanger? Because it looks like I we have an evil teen lantern yeah. there. But my Earth 3 was destroyed. What are we doing now? Yeah. At least yeah. they played yeah, off that. the thing where when John went to Earth 3, it seemed to be in the past. And he finally caught up to the present time when he left or whatever the thing. Yeah. But like, so is Earth oh, 3 and that just back so now? hard he's doing again. But you're led to believe that it's Earth 3 is what you're led to believe. We'll yeah, see if that's the, absolute the case. worst one. Yeah, that, that also is destroyed. So we'll see how that. And again, we talked about it earlier in Superman. We don't know how he plays with things because we still maybe are the, trying to figure it out. Maybe the World Forger went and fixed it. Who knows? Maybe. Well, they, we'll see if that's, you know, explained. Uh, and even so, it may not even be that. Maybe it's something else. But you would think it is. That that's it could what be it is. Else. Uh, yeah. I like the art a lot in this. Uh, I love the I, art. I don't mind having fun. And that's the thing. I, I always yell about liking the, the young, 
heroes and having fun because of that and all that. Yeah, I don't mind having fun, but it has to mean something. It has to have a story. It has to, you know, have something that I can wrap my head around to enjoy it. And where we're getting these characters, you don't have enough character work, no matter what cast tells me. And so I can't get really behind them except for what I know about them leading into this. Nothing in this book. The only character work is Wonder Girl telling Amethyst it's not your fault until Amethyst keeps saying it is and explains why it is. Like, look, I'm not going to keep telling you it's not your fault anymore. Then then she stops. But even that. That seemed to only be here out of nowhere, just to remind you, Amethyst is there. Where she's like, "Oh man, I, I kind of heard them talking about this multiverse, and I kind of knew they'd do this. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault." But really, all this issue is this. Actually, it's great that this is you know the Wonder Comics because it feels so much like all the other ones where everything is about the character like hey you know dial h let's make these neat character constructs there but forget about the story this is hey let's have this cool team and let's have them do nothing you know everybody wants them just to get back to earth and instead of doing that we're going to go through and kind of get fan service moments with these different universes these different multiversal earths that don't really end up meaning anything, anything and even with goes, them, really. goes against the deals anyway where you you do have the the one thing that screws me up in this is hey you know what's so different about this world and they they end up where they're tapping into things where you know you have the internet teen lantern going and it's like oh man look this superman killed shazam all right then they get attacked by the sons and daughters of the bat and then forget everything of what seemed to be a big moment of no this superman killed so all right let's just join up now and you can get us out of here you end up with not even anything about anything here where they're not even nothing it's okay let's move on oh well he's a killer but we'll move on and we'll do this and all that and whatever uh but yeah it just it, it threw me off and it just it was fun looking but it wasn't yeah. as fun reading uh what'd you give this I ended up giving this a six out of 10 and that's mostly because I enjoy, really enjoyed the art. And I actually for like, you know, once we finally got to earth 22, the kingdom come earth, I thought it was being taken seriously. And then up until the point where, you know, I was having a good time with it until Dr. Actually until the sons of the daughters of the back came around and didn't yeah. explain and anything. Then and then joking Dr. Fate. Uh, I, I was enjoying that part. I thought at first it was going to be a great book this week. Cause I was like, all right, we're at this weird cartoon universe. Oh, Oh, they're not doing anything with this. Oh, get in hey, my belly. Zoo- oh, we're not doing anything with this either. Well, here comes the kingdom come. And then I'm telling you, everything was just spoiled by the end because of jokey Dr. Fate. But six out of 10 for me. I want this book to be better because I think it could be fun and serious at the same time. I just yeah, don't I, think I, that I still think decides- that this book. Yeah, I think it could be good. I, I do think that maybe eventually we'll get to something that to is be. good. They just have I to like get these to characters. Earth. Yeah, they have to get back to, you know, the regular Earth and kind of deal with that. It seems like it's being stalled because of something, though. You know what I mean? Like, they want to wait Event for Leviathan. something. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It doesn't Doomsday seem like that clock. would stop it. I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the whole idea of the Legion book. Maybe it's maybe stalling it's the whole the thing of the Legion because... is we got to get Superboy to the 31st century. So, like, you know, John yeah, Kent, so we can I'm have saying. Superboy show up here and nobody can get confused. Or something that they'll do in this, you know, as they go, that will trigger the stuff that will start the whole Legion book to come about. I don't know. Naomi's joining it in issue 10. And you would 
think that by then they would be on Earth, but she can kind of jump between things too. Yeah, so you can't maybe. make that a that's not a <laughs> solid, you know, <laughs> deal. Know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Well, we, we haven't figured that out either, you know, because it was all about character work, as Cass said. Um, but yeah, I'm going six five, and that is a lot of the art. I, I thought the art was great. It's just it just didn't do anything for me. It's it's kind of trying to be jokey just to be jokey. And I need more nowadays. I need something, a a book that I can get invested in and behind, not just the side book that's trying to be funny with jokes that don't ever hit with me. These jokes just, I guess I don't have his sense of humor because I'm not, you know, going with it. But yeah, that's that. But it did. When you add Dr. Fate, find the the box you know of uh Gene yeah, Hex. Cool. i thought that was cool and also I, I will play you a song or at least send you the link of if people want to look it up it reminds me of this and it's an old song it's by phil harris called the thing and it's all about uh-huh. a, a thing in a box and nobody wanting it it's i swear to so god like the, he the actually thing in yeah, but this was from like 1940. So if Creek Show is, you know, way back, way Creep after that. Show. Yeah, I'll end up. Because uh, nobody wants that box song. either. No, no, there's a lot of boxes people don't want. But we're going to go off now uh, to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Boom, it's mail with Jim. And if you want to be part of the mail, like Eric and why over here, you? the star of the show, all his all fans right. out there. He's just telling time. me before we started recording. He's like, hey, can you give me a little more mic time? My fans demanded. I said, listen, what am I here, the captain? Buddy, that's not your kind of piece of shit. Yes. Uh, email <laughs> us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That conversation may or may not have actually happened. Uh, usually, <laughs> Before we start recording, we're like, all right, let's get this over. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. Uh, but yeah, we only have one mail tonight. And and while that usually upsets me, it will allow me to go to bed at a reasonable time. Hooray. And also this happens. And uh, it, it always is. And it's weird this summer. I, I never even thought of it because as we record, and you know this is the, the, the deal, usually at the beginning of each summer, we do have like a little lull where people like decide yeah. they don't want to just sit and listen to things and do stuff. I didn't get that lull. Every year I tell you that. Well, I didn't get that lull until like this week. This week was when it hit me kind of with the deal. And then the one male kind of did that as well. Uh, The one male is from Jay from Canada, way up there in Canada. He has a special day. Way up there. We're still wintertime as far as I know. Way up there. Isn't that like Australia? It's like the opposite that they're in the middle of winter right now. Isn't that that like next door? What up, Jim and Eric? How y'all doing on this great day? Why is it Don't a great day, like you ask? Actually, it's pretty because, great. Just saying here. Yeah, really. She's camping. 
She seems more of an indoorsy type to me, but hey, I don't know. Uh, she her her, uh, her rundown cars camped out out there on the road now. After you were told it for a while, after you were told it wasn't allowed to camp There's out. Another one the, camped out at Pet in Boys. The, yeah, in the parking uh, in the parking lot, you were told you had to get it out of there, so you just put it on the road. Now it's so now I it's moved town it ten problems. feet away on the street. Yep, it's town's problems now. I'm really yeah, afraid have, to go walking past to see if there's a ticket there yet. Yeah. You also have that car that basically you took to Pet Boys and never picked up. That's crazy. Which I didn't realize that's something that we did, but apparently that's what we did. Yeah, you found out about that. And then Jess needed to get a battery for the car that's in the parking lot because that battery was dead. You went over, got the battery out of the one at Pet Boys, never seeing if it worked. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. She did that because oh. if I had been there, I would have had her try to turn the engine over yeah, to see she if didn't the battery turn, was still charged. She didn't even try no. to start the car, so then she got the no, battery out, brought just, it back, didn't really fit great in the other car, and then it didn't turn over because it was can dead. Can you believe this shit, too? <laughs> Freaking, she, had, she got some wrenches. I don't know if she just bought a single wrench at Pet Boys then because yeah. she had to go and wrestle this battery out to see, which is a bigger battery and does not fit in the cradle of the car that she was trying to move, yeah. but- she was upset because she could not find her socket set that she knows she had in her car at one point, and she told me, and I wasn't about to go and buy another one. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you sure she, the thing that will help you now? I ain't about to buy yeah. another one. The hell with that. You, you don't told make her good to decisions, take, lady. You should have told her to take that uh, freaking battery into the name pit, Derek, maybe. But then again, she didn't have a live one, so it wouldn't have worked. There you go. She'll end up finding out that you uh, buried it in the desert while she was sleeping, pretty much because that's all day. Oh, my. <laughs> it's turned into a chest. Fucking nonsense. I'm so uh, angry with her. Uh, and she only decided to do anything with her car the day that surrounding towns of ours were actually – the traffic was stopped because – it was flooding so bad that it was actually going yeah. over the roofs of cars around this area. That's when I had mother, to push the car into the street. A mother and her son died in, in Quaker Town. I did see that. When that was happening, yeah, because they just got swept away. Do not drive in the floodwaters, folks. Just didn't care. Keep to keep. A, <laughs> don't get divorced for the kids, folks. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, what, what, what are we doing? Why is it a great day, you What's ask? Because yeah, tell me why. It's his birthday. <laughs> Oh, happy birthday, birthday, Jack. I probably have to work, though, because I'm finally breaking into the writing industry a little bit. Because you're a man? What are we oh, doing here? My. You're an adult? What is this? He's a fancy writer. He says, my long-term buddy got signed to a studio, and his debut album is dropping at the end of the year. I said that on the uh, news podcast last week. Dropping, Eric. That means it's coming out. Did you know that? That's what the kids say. <gasps> oh, wow. Look at the lingo. <laughs> Uh, yes. He's commissioned me to write a short story for each song on the album, so I'm pretty pumped. I've already written the first draft for a novel, actually, so after I'm going to go back to it and try to get an agent. This sounds, what is this, uh, time travel? It sounds like a young Eric Shane. Just saying. <laughs> you guys are in there on the thank you page. Much love from Canada, indeed. On oh, nice. to the books. Wait, crap, this is just DC only? Uh, Miles Morales was amazing this week, right? Shit, no, that doing? won't work. Thor made me tear up yeah. because I have daddy issues, right, Eric? No, uh, no, uh, can't uh, do I that. I know about that. Well, Red Hood was all right. And Batman the Outsiders looks beautiful. Right. The story, though, eh. and I'm excited for City of Bane. Dang, writing about DC grow books up. right now is hard. I know it's your birthday, but grow up, yeah, Jay. Yeah, really. <laughs> you and Manship, grow up. I've got to read the new Bendis Batman still, so hopefully I'll enjoy that. That is not bad. That's actually pretty good. I'll be honest with Hickman coming to X-Men, Absolute Carnage coming up, and all the new titles popping out of the War of the Realms, I'm making mine. Marvel, he says. 
Oh my! Damn. But, but Tom King doesn't work over at Marvel. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, yet. I did really like Young Justice and Naomi made my girlfriend. Oh snap! No, she's my fiance. Now listen, I did say earlier about dropping. Does anybody say "oh snap" in the states anymore? I think that might be no. still in Canada. <laughs> you so like we're Yankee things blue come to Western Pennsylvania, freaking like ten years after yeah. the fact. Yeah, it's like the fucking Eastern Bloc. You and your Yankee blue jeans. Oh, snap. I say too much is what they say. Uh, She screamed when she realizes this was the last Naomi for a long time. But like you just said, you like Young Justice. You better watch what you're married if she screamed over that. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah, really. What are you? Martha Wayne? You you end up with Young Justice. she's very emotional, your fiance. You're going to have Naomi show up in Young Justice in a couple issues. So you're going to have the best of both worlds for you. Not for me. Yeah. Uh, but I know it made you scream for different reasons. It did. Uh, yeah. I basically, yeah. the, con- the conceit of it, Eric, is all I kept saying all week. The conceit of it. <laughs> I actually liked Event Leviathan as a huge Jason fan. But can you please explain? Well, the, right what there did is. Jason do for you there? Weird. That's what I was going to say because you're a huge Jason fan as well. I, I mean, Halloween, Eric, right? Jason from I'll kill Halloween. You. Eric, this is where you have the continuity kid <laughs> over here. So he's listening to Sword and Scale, the uh, the yeah, crime, true crime podcast, true crime podcast that he really enjoys. So they're talking, and they have this confession. That was an old episode, guy. yeah. And they have this kid in this confession. Now, this kid was part of a murder. He's now doing, you know, he's being grilled by the police. He's laying out his confession. And in the confession, he's talking about his friend is hacking at this girl. And he says she he turned around with the machete and he looked just like Jason in Halloween. Eric had to turn off the podcast, was so angry. He was so (laughs) angry that they didn't, you know, strike that evidence. Why didn't the officer officer stop him right there and realize he was obviously not in the right state of mind to be given this confession? He, he, that's Eric's insanity plea. He thinks Jason was in Halloween. He's gotten away with murder, obviously, uh, because he's not talking straight here. He's not capable to be under trial. There's no way. He's too dumb. (laughs) Eric was so bad. He just kept sitting there. And then I I got into it, yelling and screaming at Eric. It was funny though. Uh, but yeah, he says, Can you please explain the funky chicken and tushy burp? No. Part? No, no, we couldn't. Nope. I said on the Patreon, nope. I said, That's just That's nonsense. It drove me nuts. Is this an attempt to be funny while failing miserably? Yeah, I think it yes. is. And it really pulled me out. Again, though, this is where you're going to hear later, or actually, you already heard it the way it's set up. Uh, that's why the get in my belly, like it, it just throws me out. These dumb jokes that don't hit, or referencing Marvel, or, you know, all these things just throw me out. I, I can't deal with it. It ends up bringing me out of the story. All right, guys, time to eat. Right into the Marvel podcast, which he has, and get to work. Last thing I'll say, there's an amazing pizza place one city over. It's the best pizza I've tasted in all my travels. He, he says right here, it's called Little Caesars? Is it Caesars? Oh, my. It amongst the realm. So what am I going to do? We're going to ask if they'll accept $30 cash just to deliver it to us, despite time's call for our desperate times call for desperate measures. So he wants to get his pizza and deli- why don't you just drive over get, to you? Get your Seriously. ass in your car and drive over yourself. Much love from Canada, Jay. And that's from Jay. And thank you, Jay. And Jay was the only male tonight. So that's, that's funny it too. Because the, the whole thing about offering money for this best pizza and stuff like that, I'm just thinking about what I would do. Well, it's a shame I'm not going to get to eat that pizza being in another town over because I'm not yeah. going out. Yeah, really. Well, that's the thing now is he says that he's desperate. He's going to call. You have informed me that you thought you had enough cigarettes 
to get you by uh, for at least tonight, if not tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. in between one of the recordings tonight, you terribly, went over to your wrong. smoke shop we have over right near down the street. You. Can walk yeah. there and within three minutes. It was, it was already closed, so you have no yeah. way to go. So now, would you pay thirty dollars, Batman? Would you pay thirty dollars to get? Get cigarettes no. delivered to you right now. Would you, would you pay twenty dollars to get cigarettes? No, Look, I got these $20. goddamn growths on the bottom of my goddamn feet from the tendons. I'm still gonna walk my ass over to a freaking house. I'm, saying, about two now, miles I'm away. saying twenty dollars. That includes the price of the pack of cigarettes. So you're only gonna be paying about twelve dollars. Yeah, about delivery. ten bucks. Would you go with that? I think you're going to start thinking about it, right? <laughs> no, just, I'm going to start thinking about it. Yeah, I know you would. And then it, they'd show it up. It's pretty and, hot you know, and sweaty outside. And then they'd come up. I don't know if you want me to reveal, but they, they would show up with, would you get one pack then or would you, you know, triple down or something because you're already No, no I'm just going to buy one pack. You're just going to get one pack. Fiend. So you're going to call them up and this is, this is you know, I don't know if it's stepping over bounds to let people know, but you'd call up and say, yes, uh, one pack of Virginia Slims, please. I didn't know if you wanted people to know. <laughs> <laughs> you Anything saw. slim. <laughs> <laughs> Did you were you wondering what the hell I was getting at with that I was over that over long Now imagine intro. this though. Imagine uh, this though. Say when we you've get come done this whole way, thing because baby, and, is what the guy's going to say. <laughs> and the way this whole thing is, we're going to get done this mail section and I am going to go walk those 2 miles to the Hess and it's right now 9:25 at night. What do you think? How bad is it going to be if I get there and they you're, say, you're can I see do- some ID? You're not doing that I, in, in, a, in a deal. I will go get you cigarettes. I will message you. No, no, you. no. I don't need that. Well, I'm going out anyway. We're going to uh, Taco Bell. So <gasps> oh I'm going to be going right by your place. So Worldly I will get you. The, like you? I, yes. I will get, I promise them Taco Bell. I will get you the cigarettes and then I'll bring them and then I'll I'll message you right when I'm there and I'll hand well, you I the don't, cigarettes. I, I can't pay you tonight. I just want you to know. Yeah, I don't have any cash later. on me. Yeah, really. But okay. Wait, as long as you understand. The, the cigarette version. I I wouldn't have. That. You could pay me back some time. Cancerous wimpy. Yeah, really. The, the cancer-ridden wimpy we got over here, boys. Oh, uh, yeah. well, there you go. I will See, gladly I told you, pay you I, Tuesday I, I for a pack before, of Marlboro Reds tonight. I, I told you before that uh, when we when we have a lot of mail, we we sit there and like, oh man, it's going to take us so long. I'm not going to get to bed. But I did tell you, this is where the nonsense does happen. When we could kind of let loose and not worry about these books and have fun. So there, that that is an incentive <laughs> for people to mail in. So you hear more of this crap. Uh, but yes, that is it for the mail. I'm going to hang that up. I'm going to go get your cigarettes, Eric, and then I will message you when I'm near your house. But yeah, we're going to go off Thank now Hell to a, a bunch of books. Enabler. So close, no matter how far Gentrifuse comes straight from the heart Forever trust in learner's words Cause Gentrifuse matters Jim never opens himself this way I like to kill him to his wife, for his family. Let's not forget Eric Shane. Cause his reviews matter. Trust I seek and I find in here. Twelve hours a week we get jammed. Open mind for Cause Jim's reviews matter.
All right, Eric, and we're here with some more reviews. We got that one from the vault, Eric. But it, we're releasing it. We're releasing them from the vault. We're like Disney tonight. It's coming out of the vault, people. Uh, but we're here with a bunch of books tonight. We've already talked about some. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, this section with, I think this might be the most positive section. Really? Of the podcast, yeah. Really? I, I'm, yeah, really. I, I'm looking at all the other things that we're going to be talking about later, and I know that nothing I don't know. later. Section three is seems pretty it. hardcore to me, yeah, right? No, yeah, no. It's the uh. old version of the goat. Ay, ay, ay. But here we go, Eric. We're going to be talking about what might be the goat of the podcast. And I don't know which one you're going to say that is. You can decide on your own. But it is The Flash number well, 74, written by Joshua Williamson. And art by Howard Porter and Hi-Fi and letters by Steve Wands. Year One continues, and it's all about inspiration and a little perspiration. In a Uh twist, the future Barry inspires his past self, but not in the way you'd think. And in the end, Barry is going off to face off against turtles. It's the turtles, Eric. I I should even have that. I like turtles. I don't like turtles. By the end... He is going to have to face off with that. Obviously, at the end of last issue, we had the turtle showing up from the future on his, you know, cosmic treadmill there with his still force chains working the old flash servant, old Barry Allen. Yeah, old Barry Allen. Old Barry Allen's a little older. It's spelled out here, not just because of the time that he's been gone or from the future. It's also because he's being pretty much sapped of all of his power and energy as well. So he's his life force, if you will. Yeah. He's dying, and it's setting up a loop, and that there's a lot of things he's going dying, on with the tiny wine. It looks like he's dying of, of liver failure for how yeah, much really. they give him like a, a yellowish color to skin. I'm like, mm, he's got the jaundice he going on. He's got the jaundice. Uh, there are a couple mentions of paradoxes and loops and things like that. I'm telling you, the more I tried to think about the, you know, ins and outs of that, like I said, timey-wimey stuff, it, it started making my head hurt. And uh, it doesn't I don't, work for I'm me. not even, yeah, it doesn't work for me either. But the story itself is okay. I mean, we went back to do this year one. We were worried that it was going to be inconsequential, which doesn't it, it feel probably will end this up is chapter being. five of year yeah. one. Doesn't yeah, feel like, it feels like we've had like three issues maybe of this so far yeah. for what we've gotten out of it. And now we're at year, like, you know, chapter five of year one. I'm like, that's just crazy. And I, for some yeah, reason, didn't realize it was going to be a six issue arc. Yeah. Well, we have next issue, which is oversized for the 75 yeah. that continues. I thought this was ending this issue and then we would start up something new. Next, that's not the case. This issue, though, because of that, because we have an oversized 75 uh, looming in two weeks, you're not going to get a lot of forward progression in this issue. And you don't. It's more putting people into places. It's more of getting a little idea of what's inspiring everybody, what the plan is, things like that. Turtle just kind of shows up and does what he wants. He, he's, he should be on Maury. Because he's going to do what he wants. He's he's na- he's putting a shell around things. He's combining times. Just this I, again, weird idea. That I'm telling you, I complained last issue. And actually, I didn't complain about the still force last year because I made that joke about, I don't know what the still force is, but it, really, if you put me like, you know, a gun to my head, I couldn't exactly tell you what the speed force is. But when you see the still force in this issue has like, you know, Green Lantern type constructs, not only the chains, but he's using energy blasts to knock over buildings, yeah. but then can create a turtle shell around the city to then link it to the future. I'm like the, the still force idea. I'm like, 
you're going really far out here for something yeah. you've never really spelled out. I'm like, yeah. you're, you're pushing it here. You're with this still force nonsense. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, when this is going on, the turtle does show up and he's, you know, he's yelling in the, the town square, Flash, let us finish this once and for all. He's got the older Flash there. And Barry sees it and he's like, oh my God, you know, Barry's scared, but Iris is going to run right into that. And he's like, and she's the one who makes the connection. Like, eh, that turtle looks different from the one in Iron Heights. The thing that makes me laugh is I want Barry to then pull out that big giant board, the whiteboard he had with the picture of the turtle and cover it up again. Confidential. <laughs> because she knows all about it. It's funny that yeah, but this she is still, right still from believes there. That this is the actual turtle of this yeah, time. Because but it's why funny would you think just otherwise? because she's like, hey, he's locked in. Like she knew everything thing about what barry was doing yet barry still was trying to cover it up from now, her but she now says tell me this here because this feels like a weird turn here i am iris west hot upcoming reporter and stuff like that i want to get the scoop behind everything here we have an invasion of the turtle who was just like you know arrested a couple yeah. months ago robbing a bank he has all these foot soldiers that seem to be actually everywhere now i thought it was like a couple last issue yeah. no it's an everywhere army. in yeah. central city now I'm going to get to the bottom of this by going someplace else where the story's not happening over Iron Heights. No, I'm like, it's, it's weird. I don't think that – I think that that's, well, that's weird. But the weird part of it, it to me is, number one, how she's getting in Iron Heights because they would never let her in there. That's ridiculous. She should have went with Barry. At least Barry usually has some in Power there. But also, the also the idea where she looks, she does say like, that turtle looks different and her – the way she's going as the world, you know, Central City's greatest detective here is to think, okay, I got to see what's going on with this other turtle. And maybe she thinks that that's the key, finding out this the other turtle. And maybe he has some information about this other. She's not making the connection that it's a future version. That's too wacky for her to just jump the conclusion. Well, he should there, be but- in Iron Heights, though. He must have escaped. I'm going to yeah. get to the bottom of this over there. It's almost like this. Man, there's a serial killer on the loose right over there. Yeah. I can see him. I better go to the just library to get her and out research of the way. about his birth. And, and the thing that gets me here, because then by the end, you do, you know, she gets captured. But uh, yeah. in this, this is it. It's a turtle. He should be locked up in Iron Heights. How did he get an army? Iris, where are you going? Iron Heights, there, there has to be answers. It's too dangerous. He grabs her. Her explanation of why she's going to do it has nothing to do about saying, no, it isn't, Barry. I'm okay. I'm not, no, she's just like, no, I got to find out the truth. Someone has to chase the story. No, no, it, it, it's dangerous. It, that's all he said. He didn't say, you can't be snooping or that's not your job or, you know, you're always doing this, trying to one up me, woman. No, he says, don't if go. You it's stand too still dangerous. The crazy, the crazy will come for you, yeah, Barry. Yeah, she ends up uses it, but it's still too dangerous. <laughs> I think that Barry's still like, you said all that. That's fine and dandy. I hear you, Joshua Williamson, from above, but it's still too dangerous. I'm trying to stop her because she's going to get hurt. So then when she goes off, in my mind, Barry should get the suit on. And go get her first because so it's what? too dangerous. It's she, it is too I, dangerous. But from the paradox we have here, where we have the future Barry come back in time, he's now the manservant of the turtle. And we find out in this issue that this is the point where it all happens, where Barry then does not defeat the turtle and the things, no, they things go to hell pretty much. And this is the future is created at this point that we saw like 35 years of the future, how many years ago. So yeah. either we have Barry Allen, the Flash, is either the greatest superhero in the world or the worst superhero in the world because it's this point here where he decides he's not going to fight that the whole world <laughs> or just Central City. I just don't – where are all the other heroes in this? Yeah. Because why does nobody take down the turtle and why is it only Barry Allen in his first year able to go and yeah. do this one? And, and also – Years and years of this yeah. awful future. First months. You know yeah. what I mean? And that kind of that kind of plays into something that's, that's a little nitpick works, coming Jim. up as well. Well, I'm saying though, this <laughs> idea of 
Flash left us that. I'm scared. Is everything going to be okay? Flash hasn't established himself enough for them to be like, oh my God, Flash left Don't worry, us. baby. I'm sure he'll come back and yeah. do some graffiti on no, that he's, wall yeah, over there he's and like, then come I back don't later know, and clean son. it up. What? You mean that, that <laughs> Flash that they really just came up with the name and people are still calling him the Red Blur? That guy? You know, the guy who stopped three bank robberies? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know that what we're going to do, pizza son. In 30 minutes or less? Yeah. It's it's too early for them to just be like, I don't know what I'm going to do, Dad. I think that that's like, I'm calling Superman right now. Uh, I'll get a hold of all these other heroes that have been around. He goes off. I like it too. There's the board with the uh, the the towel or the curtain thing over it. They, you know, confidential. But he's yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, listen, I'm gonna die. I'm old. This is the older Flash, and you just have to give it up. The only way we can win this is you not engaging. You got to get the heck out. Don't fight him. The only and, way to win is to lose. Yeah, it's the only way to win the game is not to play at all. And and he yeah. basically says, "Lose Central City." And Joshua Williamson did now, and and lose Central Ooh, City and win the I world. See what happened. And More so games. he he's explaining, you know, what's happening with the turtle and how he's, you know, siphoning off the energies. And he to complete this full circle deal, he does need Barry's energy at this point as well. But yeah, he's pretty much, and he but says, why? "I wish we could change this, is, but is we that, can't break is that the loop." To complete the, I'm sorry, that's to complete the link that somehow, if I suck the powers off of young Barry, because I've sucked the powers off of old Barry. And a previous time, you know, be, and I've created this turtle show here that's going to connect to the turtle show in the future around the city. This will somehow allow the turtle to take over the multiverse. No, like, he wants to destroy the multiverse. He says he wants to slam the multiverse shut and stop it. He just needs more power. And we're not going to know how. And this is the, you know, the juxtaposition of liking this book. You can like the big moments, but Joshua Williamson is never really going to explain things to you. He's not going to, he, he doesn't hold your hand, which some people like, but he throws concepts out that are just concepts and never come to fruition not to fruition but they're never explained fully for you to get a grasp so all you go from this is oh turtle bad wants to destroy the multiverse i don't even know why he'd want to destroy the multiverse uh, but he seems to want to and do that for some reason that whole thing with it is like you know if i have your speed now only then will the forces be mine and i'm like all right, so you're trying to put in the whole Sage Force, Strength Force, but we still don't know what that yeah. means. And if you're going to go for the, what is it, the Infinity Force at this point? And, like, and, and I'm my mind, the turtle yeah. from what we have going on in current day stuff doesn't come to a very good end by the end of this year one. So the fact that Lex Luthor needed to clone a baby to have the still force no. around. So I'm guessing the turtle did not have a good end no, at the end of this. No, and, and with this, I, I don't know because he says – you know, we don't want to complete the loop or that'll, you know, cause the paradox, but maybe that's the thing that, you know, the turtle wants. He's trying to create that to destroy the, you know, the multiverse that when he has the older Flash's speed force, if he combines that with the younger Flash's speed force, that's something that should never happen. And that's going to get the, you know, the wonkiness of the multiverse down. But I don't know why he wants to do this. I have no idea why so he wants to get involved with heart, that. Though, when we had the Godspeed arc, we're just going around stealing people's speed. Yeah. Yeah, that's all he's doing. And he's there. And now, you know, you always have to have something where you have a bubble around it, a turtle shell around Central City so that you can't sit. Where's Batman? Where's Superman? Well, they can't get in right now. It's going to be Barry. But- I'm wondering where they are for 35 years after I know. this. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the older Flash is basically like, you, you got it. You can't play along. You got to go. But that's where he ends up. Huh. Looks like you got mom's old comics. Oh my! And, and then he starts paging bigger through. things to worry about here. And old he's me. even like, "Really? You got to? Hey, you should bag and board these, Barry. I'm pretty upset with you. Like, yeah, you got other fish to fry here, older Flash. Um, but 
it's very reminiscent of that Mark Wade uh, Flash Number Zero, the Volume Two Flash Number right. Zero from '94, where you ended up with the future Wally coming back Wally and inspire West. himself to tell him, "Keep on doing, keep on liking the things you like, because you know eventually it's going to pay off." And you know the superhero like thing. Don't yeah, worry, yeah. you'll like him even yeah, more. You'll like him you even more. Older. You'll see. And Who so when you, he's weirdo? paging through, get out of my room. This is the opposite version because this is the version saying, "Don't do this." He's trying to uninspire Barry. So what Barry does is take that and instead of getting the inspiration me, from his future self. If I go self, back in time and look at my younger self, like, don't even try. It's not worth no. it, kid. Hey, Just no. watch your horror movies and play with your action figures. Nothing's yeah. ever going to get better than this. Yeah, really. Goodbye <laughs> forever. No, and then you're killing yourself. But yeah, so you have I this. Right there in front and, of uh, him. Yeah, he's like, thanks. Thanks, uh, Eric Shea of the future. Uh, so what Barry ends up doing then is taking so inspiration is from what he wants. Now, I'm inspiring, inspiring my younger self like Barry is here to show him, don't be like me. Do better than me well, no. because then you'll just go back in That's time and shoot yourself is, in the head in front of yeah, your younger no, self. It, it, the problem is, is that unfortunately, unlike you, and I'm saying this not knowing who's listening, Eric, but <laughs> Barry has strong women in his life that's going to inspire oh. him because Barry then says, no, no, no. That's not what my mom told me. Uh, Iris obviously just told him. It, and I think I'm paraphrasing this when she said, if you get the crazies when you're crazy, you're going to be damn right crazy. Isn't that what she said? But he ends Pretty up repeating much what that. what I took is that the way I live my life isn't good because some crazy's going to break my goddamn door down yeah, and come really. after me. I'm telling you, when she said that, I'm running the opposite way. <laughs> She's like, you, you got to go for the crazy. The crazy comes for you. Ah, the crazy. You know I just I, run away. I don't like the way you're living your life, Iris. I'm yeah. out. I'm like, I, this is not inspiration. But he takes that as inspiration but takes like again it, it's a good little aside that the inspiration he's taken are from the the women in his life which you know are his mom Mama. and iris so iris. he takes i you know his mom's advice of you know you got to be a hero heroes do this that's why these characters and these comics are so great and why i you know we share these is you do the hero's choice and things like that and that's never just doing nothing and then iris with the you know not even just her crazy talk is she crazy but the idea that (laughs) you have it set up and that's why i it got on my nerves a little when she goes off to go to iron heights Barry says you can't. It's too dangerous. That's only a setup to show that Iris looks danger in the face and laughs and goes off. But Barry should have stopped her. Barry still should have stopped her or went to help her. But you can't do that because Barry Barry has to sit there and think, well, Iris did that. She just goes right into the thing. Like she's the one, the kind of person you only meet once in a lifetime. So brave. No matter the rest, she always runs into danger. As he's saying that in his monologue to himself, thinking of Iris, she's getting captured and, and might be dead. Because it's the, it's the craziest little, you know, scene where she's, she's running right in the danger that then captures her and takes her to the turtle. And he even says in one of the things I did like was, you know, maybe she should have been the Flash. She she probably would have been yeah. a lot better than me. She would have handled a lot cooler than Nerdy Barry yeah, Allen. Nerdy and Barry this Allen. whole thing when he's trying to inspire himself through the ages at this point because he's inspiring himself, future self and self it is. To the idea, it gets really forced for me. They didn't need this here where he is finishing up putting on the, like creating the flash ring with the little yeah. suit. And I'm like, how did you make this by yourself? Even the little suit, but it even seems like the new 52 suit where he had that, that yeah. uh, speed force kind of, you know, suit that came around him. Yeah, around like it formed around. I'm like, this should not have been in this whole thing. Like it'd be cool at the end if he creates that flash. And that's ring the, the thing. It's, it's one of those things that's on the checklist. 
but it, yeah. it comes out of nowhere. It, it's almost like what the turtle came back from the future and has everybody in prison and he's got people in I shackles. I this ring with a flash symbol. I couldn't get this done, but now I'm inspired. It almost seems that way. Like it's something that, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, projects that a guy or a gal has in the garage and they, they keep not doing it. I'm, I really want to put that old jalopy back together. And then all of a sudden, Oh, what? There's a riot downtown. Looks like it's time to hit the garage. Starts doing this jalopy. All right, let's get this hot rod going. Time for my grease monkey montage. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> it does that. It's such a weird idea of the inspiration only to just give you the wow fan we service to, moment of you, the we, ring. We, we, we have two paddles. I'll be one paddle of him fixing the or creating the ring, one paddle of him holding up and then just running off and then putting the fucking costume on. I'm like, this was not worth it. Yeah. That would have been a cool oh. ending to this whole thing. You did not need it here. Because it doesn't my make favorite. sense for this version of this no. uh, Barry. It should have been be something that as he's doing this, I think a clever way would have been as he's going around and doing this, he realizes, boy, I can't just keep putting on this hoodie. It's not working out. Plus I need something for quick changes. And then after this, makes it in an epilogue, you know, that. But I love, too, is that Joshua Williamson wants to make sure that you realize that he's not just doing it now. This has been a project he's been working on for quite some time because at one point, he, Barry's just there being talked to by older Flash while he's reading the comics, and he stops to turn to look at that claw with what was the start of his project. Then you go a right. couple panels later and Joshua Williamson frames Done. the thing again so that you see it and wonder what it is. Cause, well, what's that? I even thought, like, what's that? That's weird. And, and then all of a sudden, zibba, zibba, zibba. so it, he thinks that he set it up fully. Zibba, zibba, zibba. And he thinks that he set it up fully that it's been being worked on all this time. But, you know, it's nonsense. You won't. And, and again, a lot of times with this are things that you'll point out sometimes with this is the idea of where does he have this technology? This is Barry Allen CSI. This isn't Barry Allen Ray Palmer. Know. You know, this isn't Barry Seriously. Allen Gadget, you know, King. This tiny folded up suit that goes in the ring. I'm like, yeah, you know, anybody could just go and do that because they're a CSI. Yeah, that's I. you don't realize that's the real superhero of him, the CSI. But he goes off – you know, Iris has been captured. She's been captured by the turtle and he's going to try to, you know, see what's going on, try to stop everybody. And when he does go to confront the turtle, then there's two turtles because we have the future and the, you know, present at this point. I was actually starting to wonder what happened because we didn't see the, the you know, present like year one turtle yeah. at this point, the entire issue until the I'm like, what happened to that guy? It's like, is he still a Iron Eyes winner? Would you break me out already, you old asshole? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. so, so when he shows up here, it was really cool because I'm actually thinking like there was some weird paradox where things would happen like – he merged with himself when he came back. But no, he said at the end, that's cool cliffhanger to end it on. It's just this whole thing where the old Barry is talking about, you can't do this. And then Flash inspires himself to go and to like go after the turtle. Yeah. He's going to beat him in. Like, you know, old Barry. He's going to be the hero. Upset, like, you know, well, he, he even says at one point. If the turtle gets a hold of you, he's going he's gonna to freaking yeah. destroy everything. So you can't go out there. The only way to win this is to, to lay low and let the shit yeah, happen. Yeah, let Central City fall so anything. we keep the world and the multiverse. The multiverse. But the problem is – what is different now? Because old Barry would have had to go through this during well, his year he one. Even his older version would have happened. He says exactly. that. I was nervous so coming back because I did. The timeline. Yeah. I think it's going to be the two turtles. I think that it's going to be the two turtles together. Well, and that Barry should have had that as well. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I think that maybe what happens is they end up doing something that they didn't do before because it's going to be out of time the way this ends up. I think that that whole push of the loop, the paradox, the still force, the multiverse, all that stuff is to set up. 
that he's going to try to give us something. And I don't think it'll be fully explained because a lot of things aren't in this book, but it's going to break the loop. It's going to break the cycle, something that isn't supposed to happen. We'll see what it is. It shouldn't make sense because everything that happened should be happening anyway. I just think that really Joshua Williamson, he's there and he, you know, he loves, I don't know if he does, but in my mind, man, I love like Back to the Future, but I always love these time travel stories, you know, if it's in Star Trek or if it's in anything. And, uh, but you know, that whole idea of not talking to your past self, the hell with that, you know, they're, they're teaming up all over the place in this, which usually is the thing like that causes trouble and he doesn't care. And I don't think that it's going to be fully explained by the end. He's not explaining what the turtle wants to do anyway. So I think that's because if you he start, wants forces, well, if you start laying down real, you know, concrete ideas, then, then with, especially time travel, you are skating on thin ice. You, you really are. You can really mess up. So he's playing it loose. And I think it's going to remain loose where it's just going to be somebody going, Oh man, we broke the loop. And that'll be it. And then you'll you'll end up now having you just the me of here's a crisis. Yeah, you'll end up having the yeah, really. You'll end up having the, it will. And the future Barry he'll disappear. Thank you. That's all he'll say. I'm trying. You're better than me. Yeah, you're the best. What if I take these comics? And- <laughs> <laughs> They'll be worth a lot. You son of a bitch. They're only rated at an 8.1. You didn't bag and board. He goes off. I'd like to, though, that he, you know, future Barry, listen, you, you don't don't play the game. You know, don't fight the fight. It's the only way to win. The only way to win is to just hightail it out of here. You know, whatever. And like uh, Barry, the our Barry's like, you know what? That's not what I'm going to do. Heroes don't run. And then that's not what heroes do. And punches this old guy who says that he's on death's door. <laughs> that's your future self. He's dying. The thing that's weird, though, with it. You don't see him after this, right? He he ends up yeah. just running, and you do see him like look up as Barry jumps out a window and, and realizes that though he has the speed force, he cannot fly. He does run up the building. It's like infamous now, or prototype. Well, it's like He's running later up buildings. On, we're going to talk about Supergirl. Supergirl forgets she can fly and just slams yeah. into the ground like she swan dives into the I, asphalt. I ha- yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that when you have this continuing next issue – Old Flash there, he got a little of the supercharge there because when you do see Barry hit him, you end up seeing the lightning going into his chest symbol and things like that. Maybe the jauntus will leave him. He doesn't have hepatitis anymore. It's a real dark future for Barry. But I do think it's going to be that's going to be something as well because obviously you have the two turtles. We're going to end with the old Flash coming and I believe he'll end up sacrificing himself to kind of fix this loop. I'm telling you. I think Barry's going to have nothing to do. I think Iris is going to take care of everything well, she's the she, real hero of the book she's Jim, captured because you can't now. run away they from crazy because crazy, crazy will come and find they look you. like they're about to throw her off of the the balcony here also what i do really want and a lot of people have been wanting we haven't seen it in a long long while uh i'd love to see jay garrick again because we had him in the speed force i want him to show up they don't remember his name and he disappears again and he's still pissed i want him coming back angry because they don't remember his name from the button he's been gone but yeah so, so you want him to come back in year one no, and know stuff that's no, not gonna I'm happen he's not going okay. to i'm joking that all they want they won't know his name because they're what i don't know you oh you bastard and disappear. they've got his comic books this would have been a cool deal you know with the uh crazy uh you know 
freaking uh, timey-wimey things to have a Flash family type thing going, but the Flash family is in the shambles anyway. So uh, we'll see what happens. I just think it'll end with just a wonky, the loop's been broken, off we go. You, you're forging your own future now, Barry. Make it count, that sort of thing. And then we'll go forward. And, and like you say, it's, uh, you can tell me all you want that he, they have his comics. Why didn't they remember his name later then, too, in the button? Because he didn't. So uh, what would you give this? I'd end up giving this issue a 7.5 out of 10. I like what we're doing here. I just wish things were a little bit more defined so I could really grab a hold of the concepts that Joshua Williamson is giving with the turtle, the future, the paradoxes, and all this other stuff. But overall, I have a good time with yeah, this I'm issue, and I don't mind how reporters are. Yeah, I like how reporters are, and I'm having a good time with it, uh, more so than we've had in the regular run. We said that last issue. Uh, so I'm going to go a 7.8. Uh, I like it. It's just, it's more of a setup issue for the big finale of this year one. And I hope that if he sticks the landing, if all of a sudden he gives us, you know, a lot of information that we want, then you really have a pretty good story on your hands. I just, it's hard to trust him from what we got before. I can trust him to, you know, give us a story that Barry will end up looking good and, you know, end up at being inspirational and stuff like that. He always tends to do that, but he never really explains major points and then just goes by them and that gets you know a little upsetting but we're going to move on to the next book which is one of yours Hawkman number 14, written by Robert Venditti with art by pat olaf tom palmer jeremiah skipper and starkings and comic craft with Hawkman's returning memories, he's finding that some things are more difficult to remember than others, meaning he's seen some really terrible shit in his dreams. To calm his noisy mind, he makes his way to Kenny to meditate, but things are about to get too loud for him there as he's confronted by Carl Sands, the Shadow Thief, who has taken Alexa's offer of doom to get an upgrade to his Shadow Vest. Yeah. Yeah, we were wondering how this book would continue, because with Hawkman knowing all of his history... Uh, you would think, you know, are we going to move forward? Also, what? he has to atone for all the yeah. deaths that he had had done. And so far since this, it seems that he's like, well, some memories are a little hazy. Well, now it turns he's having out nightmares. that when we were told by his Qatar Deathbringer self, his first self, that you were now given all your memories, turns out it just takes a little while for them all to kick in. Yeah, they're they're not really so sinking in. He's, he's got a downloading speed. It's at 13% right now. Yeah, it's, it's, he doesn't have good Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and because of that, it, it seemed like, okay, what are we going to do from here? Because it did seem to have that really oomph for those 12 issues, getting yeah. the definitive origin of Hawkman. And then we thought, okay, from what we saw the solicits, we thought it was going to be Tales of the Hawkman, where we're going to go and visit some of these crazy Hawkmen that we had seen in, in the big battle with the Deathbringers, especially, you know, are we going to go to Krypton, see the Kryptonian one? Are we going to see this? Are we going to have fun? Maybe Silent two, three night. issue arcs or have all these things. And we're not yet. What we're doing is him just kind of meandering about trying to remember things when he already remembered them. It's it's like you, like you said, now he only half remembers and things. But so last issue, it was, well, you know, some things are a little stronger in memories. Now, now the old journal. Yeah, now it's I have a little bit of some nightmares that must Sometimes, be from the past. Let when me I get hear the something, journal. it'll remind me of some things. That's why I smell stuff hmm. to remind me. But the real terrible shit comes when I go to sleep and the nightmares yeah. come out. Yeah, Those yes, things I don't want to remember all over again. Yeah. And in this issue, it was a weird beginning in my mind because number one, you already had the last issue and things like that. Well, you go into this and it really feels like this is where. You know, they're afraid people are going to jump on. Not reading the first 12 that you really have to stress 
all of the background. I'm really worried that we're going to do this every issue now of, you know, you know, I, I had my memories uh, brought back before I was fighting these guys and I am, but I don't remember quite everything, but I got to atone for all those deaths that I had. And then this one, the twist seems to be like a twist that we would have had maybe 15 to 20 issues from now where you're like, man, when is he going to end up atoning for all of these deaths? And Isn't all of a sudden he, he gives always... you the zinger. Well, then he'd give you the zinger. I think that I might have even had a life before that one that I ended up having these deaths. And, oh, here we go. Like, you know, artificially extending the whole thing with these weird stakes. Uh, Instead, this issue pretty much is... I'm going to bring back Shadow Thief, and that's 100%. That that really is, you know, there's the no thing other is, thing the, going on. For the here. most part, I really do enjoy the idea that we are finally getting to someplace I want in the book because we took a year yeah. trying to tell, as they say, the definitive origin of Hawkman. Now that we're at issue 14, I want to get to some super heroics to feel like Hawkman yeah. going up against some villains. So bringing back Shadow Thief, in my mind, is great. I just wish they would have done a little bit more to actually say, hey, this is a classic Hawkman villain, Carl Sands, the first yeah. Shadow Thief, and stuff like that. I wish they would have put that. Because even when, you know, Hawkman is in this mountain in Kenya trying to meditate where there's all this stuff in there, yeah. like ancient, you know, cave paintings and, you know, uh, artifacts and stuff like that. You know, I yeah, even think Indiana Jones. This is the problem. Is, I wanted more Indiana Jones. That's my I big know. problem is when you're saying that you wanted, you know, the, the real heroics of Hawkman. I, I, that's what I want. That's what I'm saying. This to me would be the tales of the Hawkman. It, you know, even if you have one shots, six one shots in a row. Yeah, maybe by the six, I'd be like, okay, I've had enough of this. But a trade of a Hawkman heroics through the ages and through the reincarnations, I would have liked. Now, where I think that what you're saying, I think that we have a thing that would have been better served here if he ends up having his definitive version, right? right. It's all about his definitive origin. He remembers his reincarnated past, but for some reason, and almost like a Wally West type deal, he doesn't remember a lot of his villains or he doesn't remember a lot of the things that he fought, I think would have been better served because then you would have had him there. He's in a temple that could have even been spelled out to be this, the well of memories, you know, something like that. Shadow Thief shows up. That Carter, he could, he doesn't remember him. Hawkman's like, oh man, who are you? And then you can give a kind of a a different version of. Now we get Shadow Haw, you know, Shadow Thief. I mean, his his definitive version, his definitive origin, spell out for people while Hawkman himself relearns about that as well. He just shows up. And I you're would like, actually oh, be no, mad Shadow for this whole thief. thing. For the if, if for some reason now where he's supposed to have all his memories, now he can't remember just being Carter Hall. I think I'd be furious at that well, point. Well, I'm saying because- it wouldn't just be not being Carter Hall, but he might not remember all the things that he did. He just remembers the reincarnation that at one point that was me, that was there. And so with this, though, tell me how much he remembers a Shadow Thief because all he yells is Shadow Thief and says things. We're not getting anything better that he remembers. I will tell you this, says, though. When, when he's trying to meditate in this whole little thing with all the cave paintings and stuff, like that. It's a place that nobody outside of like ancient people in Kenya would know about besides for him. But this whole thing where the shadows start coming alive. And yes, this is a new power set for this, you know, shadow thief, Carl Sands. But when the yeah. shadows start doing stuff and he has no idea what's going on, I'm like, this is why you're not on Batman's detective squad during well, the that's what I said. He's there. Shadow thief is pretty much, you know, in his top three villains. And yeah. he's sitting there. All of a sudden the shadows are getting wonky and he's like, Oh my God, what's going on? It's as if somebody's thieving shadows. <laughs> uh, it's me, Shadow Thief. 
I didn't know. So that's what I'm saying. If you're going to play this anyway and play it pretty loose, I would have liked the idea that he's now, he remembers his origin. He remembers being a Kryptonian. He remembers being, you know, Qatar. He remembers all these things, but he may not remember everything about them like he's doing with his journal anyway and have him not like, I, I don't really know who you are. And now we're playing with the idea too that we had a different Shadow Thief in the New 52. So you could even be playing Aviva, the idea yeah. that he's remembering some of the versions of people, not others. He's kind of getting, you know, things are a little wonky still. They're all settling. If you're going to do that anyway, but he journal. wouldn't remember his present day life, though. Yeah, well, I'm saying, though, but this isn't even the Shadow Thief we've seen in the past 11 years. It, you know, we've had a different Shadow Thief in this continuity. So if yeah. you're going to if you're going to play well, around, he may not. Because the Hawkman that we dealt with before was the Thanagarian Hawkman. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but in this world where there would be the Shadow Thief that he's in, yeah, this is a, you know, the different deal, but they're still in the new 52 slash rebirth world. And I think that you could have played along with it. You could have played around with the idea that he's getting all mixed up with who things are, what they are, because I, I, it's fine and dandy. And I don't think they're playing this, which they should. It's fine and dandy to remember all your reincarnations. It's, it's kind of hard to sort them through. Right. And that's where I would think this journal would be, not a journal of, I think I just remembered this time where I sliced some guy's throat and I, I was standing amongst a, you know, a plethora of dead bodies. I wish it would have been like, well, okay, I had six shadow thieves. I had this. I had wings at one point, but I don't now. And you know what well, that and means also in this, this, it feels weird that they have this uh, Hawkman symbol on his chest. But in my mind, it should be the harness he puts on where the wings can come out. No. For some reason now, it's just that, that Hawkman symbol and his you know bare chest is always right there. And I guess he hits it for everything to go around i don't like yeah. that at all for when he's shirtless and he wakes up in this kenyan village yeah. it's just for like actually the whole thing with pat olaf on this art because uh the one of the big things i about didn't like this the art hawkman series so far is how great how much we've enjoyed yeah. the art pat olaf on this issue that's actually getting us back to like a proper hawkman villain and might put us on a path of actually some real super heroics on the whole world of villainy and yeah. superheroes and stuff like that this is not the best way to start because there, no. at some points in this the art is so undefined. It looks like a sketch that somebody just blotted some color over it's it. It's funny, too. Uh, I I took it while I was reading it, and the, this is a guy who we're kind of warming up to, so it's it's a odd shade thrown. Uh, but Pat Olaf, it, to me, is a lesser defined Scott Collins, and I'm yeah. not really enjoying Scott Collins' art as much, but that's kind of how it, it kind of looked to me. And yeah, there's a lot of times where it like, is I'm even looking defined. at this one scene when Shadow Thief throws a shadow knife and it hits you know, a car in the shoulder there the harness that actually goes to the 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 hawkman someone says it's not even connected at this one point i'm like how lazy could you get because it's not even attached to the yeah. circle and this chest it's all yeah. you do is a circle there yeah. it looks bad and even that's the whole thing where we have parts of this where the art like the arts is not great at times but now we're on this whole thing where we're introducing shadow thief into the like continuity for people to you know say like okay yeah. this is a hawkman villain not everybody might know this shadow thief he's the original shadow thief because there was like i think there was a oh uh, what the hell was the other guy's name uh like carl hammer and then there was the okay. new 52 yeah, that's what i'm saying shadow that's thief. what i wish they played around with the and idea that maybe even if they didn't go with all of those i would have liked some kind of background in shadow thief because even when he shows up here and you have the, the shadows coming to life on the wall yeah. and attacking hawkman and then like oh my god it's shadow thief nobody who hasn't seen this character before is going to think that anything's different about his power set just at the end you realize no. that oh i got a power boost i'm like well, what could you do before you know he could just turn into a shadow before but now he can control all no, these stuff like, I wish it was defined a little bit more, or even you know, showed you the last time that Hawkman and you know Shadow Thief 
fought to kind of catch people up to let them know who this villain is, that he is an important character in the Hawkman mythos. It's just, yeah, and, it and kind you know of how you do this. Here. I know that it's, it's force foreshadowing. Have him have that dream. Have that yeah. dream at the beginning. Instead of him standing a bunch of, you know, murdered people, have him dreaming about Shadow Thief and then wake up and then it comes to play. And then you at least know, you know, like you said, you've seen it before. And then you see that there's a change because, like you said, that's the offer by the end. But you didn't know if, if I, you don't I know. Just, I didn't know. I, no. I saw it. I'm looking at Shadow Thief. And I'm like, all right, Shadow Thief. There's he's no playing with shadows. But Shadow you know what? I'm, I'm just saying yeah. anything that's called Shadow Thief, if he's doing shadow powers. All right. That, that yeah. seems like it would be. He's where all the I bases think, for me. Yeah, really. Where I think that uh, if, if somebody's going to you know argue with me and say, or both of us about the art, I, I think that where you can tell the art it, to me is a little downgraded, especially since what we got, you know, yeah. with Brian Hitch, especially in this book up until now. And, and, you know, in that first 12 issues, at least when he does go into the cave, this should be something, number one, it should be very impressive. And this is something that is, it, it, you know, right in our wheelhouse, it's Indiana Jones. So when you go in there, you have a lot of, uh, you know, big fire. There's like a fire or glyph that's on the ground. You have these big giant fire, you know, uh, candle torches. type thing. Yeah. yeah, torches. And th- there's not really anything to do with shadowing there. It doesn't even look like that cave is got anything going on. And it's not impressive. You see him standing there with that big giant thing with all the hieroglyph. There should be a lot of shadows involved. And then that would even push more to Shadow Thief then because you'd see it. But it just looks like it's like, okay, here's this color. It also, you know, Pat Olaf does the thing that drives me nuts where I say it's an old school deal, but with a darkness and with a shadow, he's doing it with pencils, you know, where you have Hawkman's just sitting there and he's, he's meditating and it looks like he's got, you know, a hairy back or something. You know, it, you do that. Let the, oh, you art, know Hawkman's got a hairy let back. the colorist though do that. Let the colorist give you the shadows and it, it makes it a deeper look. It just doesn't impress me at all and then when the shadow ends up coming from hawkman from those the fire it, it really looks it looks like a little kid's drawing i hate to say it it looks really bad it Even doesn't look, look good look at his mace next to him i'm looking at it i, I don't know what that is it, it's misshapen it, it doesn't even I'm still look waiting like for the explanation mace. of why the mace comes to him now when he just holds I his know. hand up like he's Thor all of a sudden. Yeah, it's such really. a weird thing. Like the definitive origin of Hawkman left a lot of gaps in what's going on in the yeah. freaking whole thing. It's and, just yeah. at the end though, when we have this, because it's Shadow Thief too, it's like, all right, all my shadows are you know screwing up Hawkman here. Here's a trinket from this you know cave here. I'm going to steal this. This is going to give me a yeah. lot of money. Like He has to steal something, but on top of that, he pulls a Peter Pan and ends up stealing Hawkman's shadow, just I dragging know. it away. I'm like, <laughs> You know He's like, yep. And it's That's so pretty funny. Hardcore. It is hardcore, but it, it, it makes me laugh because he's like, this is just the what beginning. I'll be then? seeing you, but your shadow won't. What are you doing to me? I'm no. thinking, uh, he just now what? People are going to think he's a vampire? I, I don't know. Vampires have shadows. The, the last time they have done, I don't know that. I, what are they going what to, what's this going to do? I don't I know. even know. I'm very curious to find out though. And so, like, if I didn't have a shadow, what the hell does that mean? I don't even go out at night. You'd never, if I, I never didn't know. have a shadow, that means I broke up with Jess. Uh, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> Boom. Where is it? Uh, I'm, I have not paid attention to my shadow since probably I was seven and probably did a little me and my shadow little routine. I look at my shadow every night. I I don't know. Yeah, really. When you tell her good night, (laughs) I'm just going to continue the joke. (laughs) Where's the Jess? (laughs) 
I don't have a shutter. That's my problem. I wish somebody would follow me around. Uh, but yeah, so it's you're there, and okay, took a shadow, and I love it too. No, where it, it, what are you does, doing to me? Why, why, why is why is why is he going after it? I mean, I know he's being <laughs> held by other shadows. This physically hurts him. He's being held by other shadows. I, I don't know that that really holds you. Also, that his shadow is so upset, it's scraping into the ground of this cave. I'm like, just get I love up you and too, I, shadow. I, I love it too when he's yelling. I swear to God, he just saw that the Statue of Liberty was in here, and he, damn you, damn you, the hell he's yelling. He's so it's Charles Heston. When he's yelling there, as the as the <sighs> shadow is scratching the ground, look at the one hand that Carter Hall is holding up. It looks like he had his like hand mangled <laughs> it's, with it's, a sledgehammer. Yeah. It's mangled the other way. That's why he's yelling. His Ah. hands all screwed up. (laughs) Fear the dark, Hawkman. I'm like, no, no. His shadow's gone. He should fear the. That's where you'll find the That's what I think. He should. He should actually be fearing the slightly lit. Is what he needs to be fearing because the shadow's not there. This this feels so backwards because we have this whole new, brand new shadow thief. If you didn't know him before, you don't get anything from (laughs) this whole idea of this. And now that it's all said and done before, now you see shadow thief getting the offer where Lex is like, look, I'll give you a better shadow vest. You can control shadows that cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'll do it. I mean, yeah. And you're like, okay. And the worst part of it is – is we're getting a exposition to explain the new thing from Lex, which is odd, but it's also on the last page. And it's also on the last page. So then you're like, oh, he couldn't control shadows before? Well, that really doesn't affect this issue, does it? Uh, You know, going with that. Also, it's it's going, and and for the most part, we've really been like really enjoying when they, it's goofy fun, but when the Legion of Doom bot shows up this one looks terrible (laughs) it looks so bad midway city what the heck happened to that city and then you you see the bot in the background maybe i i don't know what that is in the background it looks like a jellyfish then it shows up then it looks like r2d2 i don't know what's going on with this it's the mars rover yeah, really. No, it's the R two D two that suddenly can fly and and shoot a flamethrower that we never saw again. Uh, <laughs> How much for upkeep? And, and yeah, well, and here's the thing too. I, I got to give them one bit of credit here because this issue, it, it's one of those things where people have loved Hawkman and yeah. have been like, "This is the greatest thing ever." I can best say that Hawkman does not offend me. It's no. one of those books that I read. Okay, you know, I got my thing, he's yeah, whatever, wings, that's Mason that, we're stuff. going, yeah. hey, you know, he's hitting something, there goes the shadow, he's yelling like Charles he's remembering Heston. some things. You know, he's got his journal, I have my journal as well, you know, Dear. it's. I don't, know. I never had a journal in my Dear life. Diary, it's Jimmy Dear, again. Dear Diary, Don't know if you know me. this, but it's Jimmy again. Jim, can you hear me, Diary? It's me, Jim. You're doing it wrong. I, <laughs> Dear Diary. <laughs> That plan of trying to stretch myself to grow that Bart tried to do in The Simpsons did not work out very well for me. I'm still a short man, and now my armpits hurt. You know what? I do think that I have lymph node cancer. You know what? My mom says I'm handsome. I went. No, she didn't. I I went through a long time during my full out 
uh, you know, hypochondriac deal. I, I would have. end up, I, well, not as much as before, because I'm telling you, I would do the craziest things like, Hey, I'd play, I'd play hockey and I would dive and I would cut my leg. And then somehow I would think that I have some flesh eating bacteria, even though I knew that I cut my leg playing. I, it's nonsense. But yeah, at one point I, I was doing chin-ups. I was, you know, getting, when I was working out and stuff, Come on, I was you doing chin-ups. And I, chin-ups. I ended up straining my lat and a little bit of my one, you know, kind of my rotator cuff. So it hurt. It hurt a lot. And somehow I convinced myself that I have lymph node cancer because of that pain, even though I knew what I had done. I'm like, I am such a crazy cry baby. jerk. Not even a crybaby because crybaby means I would go and tell people. I would just sit there in my own and staying up. Yourself. All, I got I would, you. No, I would just sit up all night and worry. And then start planning, you know, how I I want it all to end and how I want to end it so that my mom and dad would somehow be upset for the rest of their lives because somehow I'll blame them. And, you know, just these plots that I came up with. Uh, Why I like this, though. Thank God for the podcast. How long this free time you had to do this shit's gone. All therapy. All therapy here. I get to tell my stories. Uh, Did I tell you that I I kept that one to yourself? Did I tell you that I thought our toilet was the uh, gateway to hell? Did I tell you that? Uh, When you end, though, I like this that we actually saw a a legit offer (laughs) and an acceptance, not, you know, I have an offer for you. Man, Lex, what happened? Hey, don't worry about that, but you'll like this offer. You'll see. You'll see. That's all it is. And but this one, we see what it is. I don't know from here what you know. You have Lex. Hey, accept Doom. It seems like Shadow Thief just wants to prank. You know, Hawkman. He's like, I'm going to take this great offer. Well, that's the, the thing great is, Lex Luthor. Now I'm going to punk Hawkman. It's, it's kind of a cool thing because this offer is almost like we had. You know, uh, what the hell is it? Under Earth. Well, I'm trying to, um, Underworld Unleashed with Neron yeah. back in the '90s, where you know Neron went around and offered people better powers for their soul. Yeah. And Shadow Thief yeah, was one of cool. those people at that point. And it's the same thing we're kind of doing now. I'm like, you know what? I can get behind that. You're retreading a lot of stuff from the '90s right now, and, and even for the past couple of years now. Again, but yeah. I can get behind it as long yeah, as I don't mind revamping these older characters. I, I wish that it was set up a little better. Like we I said, at, in that beginning, I, I'm even going as far as maybe if you're not going to introduce the shadow thief, because that would be too much of a, you know, forced foreshadowing. Have something where I don't know how, but that temple involves like the ancients used to think that your soul it was in your shadow. And without that, give us something that we're getting an idea what the shadow being stolen means. Is this going to take his memories? Because really all the series is about memories. You still, But I just think he's just going to be inconvenienced at points. And what is the shadow? It's so ridiculous. Is the shadow just going to go on a, a tear and start killing people and then it's going to hurt him? He's got to, you know, all of a sudden the counter is going to go up. I don't know. I, I don't know what a shadow does to Hawkman having it or not. So there you go. Shadow thief. He He's back, Eric. He's ready for the attack. Uh, what did you give this? I ended up giving this issue a 6.5 out of 10. And that's mostly because while I hated the artist issue, I actually really got intrigued with that ending type thing. Like, the hell is going to happen? You steal in a shadow, shadow thief, and also the idea that we're getting back to the whole villain aspect to the story. We're going to see Hawkman, like I said many times, I think already, back to some super heroics, proper style. I look forward to this series becoming that. So six point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm going six, and I have no idea if we're going to see Shadow Thief more than one other issue, and then he'll just disappear again. You know, and they'll, that's fine they'll put as long as we away. just get back to the villain aspect of this uh, story. Or, yeah, you know, I'm just saying that he'll just all. disappear and then we'll get to the next, you know, dream journal deal Gentleman and then ghost. he'll remember something else. Who knows? I don't know that he's going to continue with the idea because it seems like the only reason Shadow Thief is here, not because he thinks that this book needs a villain or we need to get heroics. It's because he had to come up with something that would be the offer. 
And so then Shadow Thief shows up out of nowhere. I would have liked Gentleman Ghost more. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I'm going to give it a six. And I did think the art was off. And that cover, I do not like. I'm looking at no, it again now. it throws now. me off just looking at it. I really don't like it at all. But we're going to go to the last book of the section and a book that I do believe that I will like a little more than you. And what book is that, Eric? That is Red Hood Outlaw number 36, written by Scott Liddell with art by Pete Woods, Rex Locus, and Troy Pateri. Goodbye, Casino Life. You were sure something, as it is revealed here, that that was never a long term. I don't know what the hell I wrote here. Goodbye, Casino Life. You You know it was that was not sure. It was not long term. As it's revealed here that this was never long term. Jason just (laughs) wanted to ruin the penguin by threatening the Euro block and not actually kill him when he shot him in the eye all those issues ago. Goodbye, New Outlaw team. We hardly knew ye at all. Hey, on the dog. Hey, I really hey, wish that hey. Jason would name that dog. I don't. You don't <laughs> want to call him something. Well, here's the thing. That's what happens when you name it, then you keep it. But it just seems weird that, especially in this day and age, I'm telling you just, hey, dog, attack. Oh, my. Daryl you know did her. that in The Walking Dead, Jim, but you that's wouldn't know right. that. I wouldn't know that. And Daryl seems like a real piece of crap to me. That's what I'm saying. That's a hot take. It's called the cops. You're not making any friends with that hot engines. take. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody cares anymore. Then that's old. Nobody old cares about now. you anymore. How do you like them no, apples? With, with the comic, you know, canceled and all that. And that's all done. You, you I heard know, they, that, they, that really relates over the freaking people well, watching TV. Saying, no, really the, over to to me, the comics. The, no, that's why I think it's like you know the whole thing even shows that it's not it's very high. They have three new shows coming yeah. out. I I don't think they'll do well, but we'll see. I just don't hear anybody talking about it anymore. I don't even know who is Daryl a woman. Is that what no, it is? A, no, a zombie it's woman. Us. You know who Daryl is. I don't even know who Norman Reedus is. Who is that? What are the Boondock Saints? How do you not oh, know anything? That guy. I, I, I don't really care for that guy at all. I think that he he looks Didn't like you watch like that I motorcycle say motorcycle show he was doing and make fun of it. No. Why the hell would I look at anything with him? I probably saw a commercial. He looks like he's a little stinky. That guy. He doesn't look like he showers a lot, and no, just looks he really like doesn't. he he looks like kind of a scumbag to me. I'm not a big fan. I did like him in Boondock Saints. Now that I realize who it is, but even then, it's because he was a piece of crap. That's all. There you <gasps> How go. dare Hot you? Take. Hot take. Yeah, you I, want to I've finish watched... my blurb yet? No, I thought you did. No, <laughs> you keep going. You started singing, then went into this whole rant about the Walking Dead. Because you you said something, and I thought you were done. I didn't yeah, bring up said, the Walking Dead. You were Dead. saying goodbye, Eurobuck, and I just told you goodbye, Man. new outlaw team. We hardly oh. knew you, especially okay. Wingman, who's just you quickly revealed to be Jason's father before the outlaw moves on and gets an offer from Lex. Yeah. Yeah, he goes on. There you go. You go now. You tell us about it. I'm going to shut up and not interrupt you. You go. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Yeah. Get out of town. All right. For this issue, we have the penguins show up, guns ablaze, and looking to kill Red Hood, but not really as much Jason Todd for some reason. He's going to kill Jason Todd, but not the. He really wants the Red Hood because for some reason now, because Jason shot him in the eyeball, which was we found this issue is just a blank and not a real bullet. So this is how the penguin survived. A piece of glass from the monocle went into his eye, into his brain, right at the part of memory, I guess, for Jason revealed that he was Jason Todd, the, the ward of Bruce Wayne. Penguin forgets this. So all that stuff we had built up for that doesn't worry anymore. And we can move on. So it's just Jason Todd, who happens to be working for Red Hood, who has taken over the casino. But. Nothing really comes of this because the penguin just wah, wah, wahs his way out of here once Jason tells him, yeah, the Red Hood. He went to the Euro block and said, you know, you screwed them over. They're going to be coming after you. Oh, God, I owe them so much money. They're going to kill me. And we freaking move on from there. Do you agree, Jim? Yes, I do. What happens next? Now, the, the thing that the idea that he shot the penguin 
and that it was a blank. First off, you know as well as I do, as well as Jason Lee knows, Eric. You, get, you can't fool around with them blanks. They, they cause a lot of problems. Yeah, and with the, idea that he, with the idea that he puts it up to the monocle to shoot it so that – and it, it's basically like, what happened? Oh, shards of glass went into his brain and he forgot things and went in a coma? My plan all along. Well, that's the whole thing. That was a happy accident because the whole plan was to get him out of commission for a while so he could enact his plan of taking over the friggin' iceberg lounge. But I'm sorry, that happened way later after he had to come back because, you know, he like he went off on this whole thing and Batman kicked him out of Gotham. So like, was that part of your plan as well to then yeah. come back to Gotham and then take over the iceberg launch? It's just like, okay, we have to make all this make sense. And we have to wrap up this story because we're going to move on to the offer and Jason, you know, training the new villains of the next generation. So like, for as much as I enjoyed this issue for just kind of like giving a fond farewell to this little casino life and the idea that we're moving on. Cause while there were some things here, I would never really grab the whole idea of this casino story and Jason Todd yeah. being the new Prince of Gotham, even that's what his father wanted because too many things were just out in the, like left open, like Bunker goes yeah, with him. I never really understood yeah. why Bunker would go with Jason Todd. Yes. I know you from before when I was part of the Teen Titans, but now I'm going to run a casino with you. Hey, who's that guy? Wingman. What's he do? I'm not going to ask him. Can oh, I ask that's him? That's the thing. No, Even Wingman, ask him Wingman said himself, hey, I'm, I'm wondering why you'd never ask me anything about my origin and stuff like that. We got plenty of time, Wingman. Shut your mouth. You stop your yapping. We'll get to that. Uh, just the idea. And he's like, the shrapnel careened off his monocle, managed to drive glass shards into his brain. Like I knew it would. Um, right? What are you talking about? You, you you really can't control where those glass shards. And you could have killed him. You just didn't because you didn't. Because yeah. you know Scott Liddell had you not. Well, even do though that. Batman, being the world's greatest detective, never looked further into this. You shot the penguin in the head in front of everybody. All the stuff like wow. I think he would have realized that the blank situation and things might have been a little bit different than Jason trying to murder him right there on the spot. So yeah, things and then just you kind of seem Batman, forced to yeah. wrap up here. And you would add Batman like, you can't do these sort of things. The next time you could accidentally kill somebody. But even the idea where you have all this, we did have Bunker here, Penguin in the panic room. uh, And that's how this kind of leads to the Penguin being out and all that. But just the idea of, hey, you know, Penguin's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to take you down. This is going to be great. You know, you're Jason Todd, but I'm also mad at the Red Hood. You have that kind of thing going back and forth. And then when Jason's like, hey, by the way, Red Hood had a meeting with the Euroblock two days ago. And I'm like, this Euroblock was very patient at a point then, because in my mind, the Euroblock, yes, the Penguin was the one who owed them, whatever. I have a feeling that these pieces of crap in the Euroblock, they might then just go to Jason and start trying, you know, it would make no sense, but nothing like this does when you have people owe money. Basically, I think they'd be like, listen, you own the Iceberg Lounge? Well, there's some debts to be paid before you get moving. It would have tightened the screws on Jason. Possibly, they just have been out. Then Jason, hey, by the way, I think the Penguin's alive. You can get your money back hey, penguin ain't got no money right now anyway no I mean, he's, money, honey. No, yeah he's done he he's so it's very odd with that but yeah he's like oh no not them they i owe them so much they're mad men and you know you have all these things going on but then right as we'd have a resolution with this 
all of a sudden then Bunker shows up. And like you said, Bunker was never set up completely of why he'd be there. I did like him I don't him even there. know why Solitary had him in that freaking lab for yeah, Christ's sake. No, there was no, it was, it was never just because nobody's used him we before. We got him and and it's a Scaladel character. So we bring yeah. him over here and now I, I can't tell the difference between you and a serial killer, Jason, or something along those lines. I'll think, and I'm out. And I'm telling you, this whole fight between Jason where he's all upset is like, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. And then he just leaves. I'm like, all right, maybe we'll see yeah. you again in two more years, Miguel. Yeah, yeah. He just leaves with bricks going. He's, he's getting all those bricks. He's you know running. It's it's kind of a cool visual with that. But even that when he's like, you know, the whole explanation of him using his psychic powers, uh, you know, uh, to figure out the penguin was there and stuff. It's a little wonky. But like you said, it never was set up of why he he was just there. Being, hey, I heard about you uh, while I was in, you know, to, with Tim Drake. And all right, we'll do this. But you never did anything with him. He seemed to really take to the casino and really, you know, enjoyed doing some of the nitty gritty, you know, the numbers punching and stuff like that. And now he's just going to go off, like you said, to not be seen again for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you just tie in the way things tie up. They're tied up in such a convenient way, but a weird convenient way because things weren't set up for how they end. And like you said, you didn't get any information of Wingman. Then all of a sudden, he's just there and then reveals at the end that it is Jason's it even dad. Re- it doesn't even reveal it to Jason. It just reveals it to us in a very strange yeah, way because the only way you'd ever know for this whole thing is that he takes his shirt off and you see that Batman tattoo on his arm like, yeah. oh my God, it's Willis Todd. But Yeah, and that's what Anthony Jackson, the- he had said that it would be but even you were saying it can't be we watched him they even confirmed well, the that is, oh, he's down before there it was solitary saying that he was willis yeah. todd i'm not th- this guy does not seem to be will uh solitary I because we know. actually had the asides then before this where wingman was looking for jason todd while jason todd yeah. was making his way to solitary in mexico it's so, just like, weird but this whole thing i don't, think I, we're we ever don't have any idea out. of what happened with that experiments with willis yeah. todd and those two other guys were they separated like you know does does this guy believe he's two other people as well as solitary believed yeah. he was willis todd this he doesn't seem to have any of these weird you know perception powers that we saw solitary have yeah. and even looking at him he looks like this jacked up version of you know jason todd's father willis but why wouldn't jason realize here my daddy would yeah. like because he, he's seen yeah, him without the mask on be? Yeah, that would be crazy. And and so with that all going on, I and that's the whole reason why Penguin's involved in this was the thing with his dad and things. But when you're doing this, like I said, Scott Liddell, if you told me that out of nowhere they have announced just tonight that this book ends with issue 37 – I would not be shocked. I'd be shocked only because of the offer and things like that. But the way this is, you know, you have, but even so, even if they were like, we're just ending it next, next issue, you could, because everything in this whole arc and what's going on in this whole entire series is wrapped up pretty much except for Bizarro, smart, you know, Bizarro and Artemis out and about, but you have the penguin get away. He gets away in a, (laughs) like a jet ski. He's gone. You end up even where, where it's, this feels like such an ending and such a victory lap is the idea that he even references the soul sword there yeah. where he takes it out. There's no Poor reason essence. for him to look at that and, and then say, oh, I remember when you got sucked in, in your there. soul sword five minutes ago yeah, after we yeah, fought. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why is that spelled out? It's so spelled out. No, it is spelled out because this casino nonsense is completely done. He's leaving. Hey, Susie uh, Sue, you're here. Yeah. Guess what? 
Casino's yours. I told you Casino's to move up in the world yours. if you came with me. Hey, that's the best part of this whole thing where it is. We we were upset last issue because Jason was treating Susan and everybody else kind of like a piece of shit because he seemed angry yeah. about things. Now, like, you know, with all the destruction in his, you know, office after the penguin attacked him and stuff like that, he's like, you might want to get a mop and a broom there. Susan's like, why would I do that? I'm not the maid, Jason. Well, you want to have a nice place that like that you can call your own. The whole idea. I love it. It's like, you want a place that you call your own? I was Susie. Susie's like, what? I don't get it. This isn't That's my place. That's a new place. owner of the Iceberg oh. Lounge. You're going to yeah. want to make, take up some pride in this place. You're Susie. <gasps> Me? Owner of Me? the Iceberg Lounge? Me and my sisters? And that's where <laughs> you have Penguin. He's still on the jet ski going around. It's like, you'll hear from my lawyer because this is kind of my property still. <laughs> I, I was in a coma and then I disappeared. And you guys are changing hands at this casino. It's mine. You know, we're, we're going to go to that. I'm going to the court and I'm getting back my property here. And, and really, if we see the Iceberg Lounge in three years from now, there ain't going to be no Susie Sue behind the front desk, you know, running the place. It'll be the Penguin game. Really? doesn't no, make she's a lot of hire sense somebody to do that it while really she sits doesn't in her make a lot of sense though how this is changing hands just by people wanting it and then you know hey you know i'm gonna give it to you Susie. so like you you really don't own it really you have some paperwork but i do think that the penguin's gonna be able to get through that in a you know and be able to take back the property that is his and i do believe he will uh probably off page and, and maybe we'll hear about it in this book but yeah i don't think that other people are gonna be owning this that long uh, but yeah, it's a nice moment though, because we like Susie Sue. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the weirdest thing about all this is that Jason has seen his dad without a mask and he's just there as and wingman. At one point, no mask and he just doesn't get When he finds out it. about Jason's like, you know, plan, <laughs> good job, son. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he says it. <laughs> I, I love it. He's like, good job, son. And oh, thanks, wingman. You know, that's a little personal for you. You're kind of just like a bodyguard friend. I really don't know much about you. All right, boss. Yeah, I know. It's like the day I saw you born. <laughs> what? What? That doesn't make sense. Like, Is that what the you, slang yeah. they say on the it's street now, wingman? Like, <laughs> it's just like what your mother used to say. And Jason's just oblivious. He's like, that's odd to say. You, you didn't know my mother, did you? Oh, man. It's like that first step you took. He just keeps saying things. Jason's like, all right, I'm going to dive into the water right now. I'm telling you, this is the weirdest part of the book for all the four stuff that we have to get to move on past the iceberg lounge mode of Jason Todd's life. This whole chapter is that when Wingman takes him out on the yacht to the middle of, you know, the Gotham Bay and stuff like that, and he doesn't come up to a dock. He just, they kind of park, and then Jason decides... Well, I guess this is my exit. And this jumps in the water and swims yeah. to shore. Like, this I, I looks like it's like three say, miles away. Like, why yeah, did you it do does. that? Well, he needs to work out. Plus, oh. just a little side uh, joke, Eric. And this is an inside joke just for you. I don't know anybody who get it. He must have had a meeting with Bruno Mannheim. He told him how you he swim. He had his swimsuit. <laughs> He's got a swimsuit on. He's got the Mannheim swimsuit on. He jumps, jumps in. And I love the idea, too, where you have that. I'm proud of you, son. And, you know, he's doing that. And then when Jason jumps in, he's like, I couldn't be more proud. And then shows that. I just love the idea, too. Can, can you imagine this whole thing where Jason's gone now? He never figured out that I'm his father. This whole thing. Well, now that he's gone, I'm going to take this suit jacket off so I can admire my tattoo that my son <laughs> had. Couldn't be more yep. proud of my Prince of Gotham. I'm just, yeah, can you he's, imagine he's every talking time about we, the tattoo. Can he you imagine doing Jason. this? Like me and you at work, and every time I, you you go off and do something, like you have to go. Yeah. To the, you're like, okay, Eric, I gotta go take a crap. I'll be right back. I roll up my sleeve and start rubbing <laughs> my Green Goblin tattoo. Yeah, you Prince of Gotham, take your time. You Prince <laughs> of sure Quaker Town. I'm proud of you, Prince of Quaker Town. I also would like to think. Oh, yeah, I'd like to think that when Jason jumps into the bay. 
uh, you have wingmen actually threw the dog in after him. He don't want to take care of him. That in the worst thing that you could ever do. Uh, one of the worst things ever well, is to gift. The dog jumps in with Jason. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. The worst thing to do, though, is to gift uh, a pet. You can't do that. Nobody ever do that, please, because usually those pets end up being given away anyway. So you end up where the tie-in, and again, another tie, you know, a loose end tie Isabel. Isabel, you know, goes and goes into our apartment, and there's the dog, dog with a note Isabel and she's there and I want her to be like keep an eye on dog right. until yeah, I get says, back keep an eye like, on the dog until I get back. back slash J I want Isabel to say does this jerk know I'm a stewardess I mean, I'm not in you town you know my ever. profession he's got I a leave. shit everywhere I'm, I'm at home three days of three months I mean I'm all over the place and you're giving me a dog really yeah, that's, I mean that's the worst good plan in there Jason you made I mean, this entire weird. elaborate plan with the penguin yeah. and all this other stuff but you can't realize that I'm out in town three months out of the year yeah, yeah really like three months it's out of the year with her, give me a dog because she's like, man, all these pets, uh, you know, two issues ago, uh, Jason gave me a cock of two. And now she, he's giving me a dog? I don't need this. I like to wear Where's my the dog sound effect? And yeah, the, the dog's there. Uh, that's one thing, though. Never give an exotic bird because those things live like 300 years. Or a turtle. Don't give a box turtle. But yeah, she's there and she's like, fine. But absolutely no. Right. Licks first. Rules later. <laughs> Who's a smart girl? And I'm laughing because especially you see Jason in the far distance jumping onto that rooftop. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's out. He's like, You're thank God now. I got rid of that dog. Yeah. He's like, I didn't name it. It's not mine. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. The rules. The rules are don't destroy my house and shit all over the place no when I'm gone allowed. for next month. Yeah, really. She, she doesn't know who the landlord's rules. She lives in an apartment. Oh my goodness gracious! What is he doing? Uh yeah. Then you you get the offer. Then yeah, and I, I love the, the train. The new I, I generation. Actually like yeah, I like this offer mainly because you have the uh, Doombot and it's really got to put in some work. It has to follow Jason. It can't catch up to him. He's zooming it's away a fast on his chopper. Yeah, and then it finally goes and, you know, tries to spell it. Now Lex is I'm in his, what I can only right say. Where Batman got it wrong. He's I'm showing listening. up, yeah. He's showing up in his purple Moses outfit, it seems. You know, he's upgraded from the shower curtain to the purple bedspread. And yeah, he's there and like, hey, look at you, Lex. Uh, I'll have to see what's going on. Yeah, but then he's like, go on. <laughs> I like that. I'm listening. Again, it's it's a lot of verbiage without telling you exactly what's going on. It's like, listen, you know, you became a villain, pretend to be a hero, and later a hero pretending to be a villain. He's like, hey, listen here. Johnny flashback. I don't need that. Tell me what this offer is. Okay. The future needs doom. All right. That's debatable, but Uh go uh on. And then I love the whole deal. It's like, there is a new generation. Use your talents. You can learn more from experience. I'm offering you a chance to get that right. All right. I'm listening. Let me hear the offer. I don't need the preamble. Uh, You know, you got four scored seven years ago. You know, shove that to the side. Tell me what you're going to offer. Because in the meantime, with all these people, for the most part, Jason's a busy guy. I'm going to give you Leviathan Tech. What's that? You'll see. Yeah, really. You'll see. (laughs) I actually, uh, there's a funny thing here that I want to pull in that I wish that they had the uh, synergy with. But the other thing is when these offers, where he comes for these offers, uh, if you had been watching the news in this world and your Lex did before he blew it up, say, I'm going to come to people. I'm offering you some stuff. I'm going to do all this. So they know he's going to offer something. And then he just rambles on without an offer. I mean, most of it, are you going to be giving me cash or something? I actually wish though the synergy, which they would never, I guess they'd never be able to do. 
But I wish that when you did have the ending of Event Leviathan number two that we did have this week, we talked about on the Patreon spotlight. I wish at the end when they all start coming at them, you know, you have the whole, you know, bat family and everybody's like, you know, you might not be remembering these things and doing them. I wish that he would have actually thought that they were talking about this offer, not realizing that they meant, you know, the bigger Leviathan thing. I think that that would have been a cool thing to play with synergy where he's like, what? You know, I, how would you know about that? And it almost makes you think, oh, no, he is Leviathan the way he's saying it. And then you realize that it was just this stupid Lex offer. But then that synergy is not going to be had. Uh, it's just this issue. It felt like a weird ending. It felt it like everything, a rush to get to an end. So now we think that me and you said before. Life. Yeah, this to me. And to you as well, it seems more to be in tune of getting him to be able to go off and do this year of the villains. Yeah, we can't have time for him being the Prince of Gotham with the year of the, not even that, not even the year of the villain, but everything we're doing with the Vent Leviathan. He can't be doing freaking Prince of Gotham stuff with him and his daddy. We got to move on. And just, yeah. And just think in your mind, a lot of the people who are getting the offers, we just talked about Shadow Thief. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with Shadow Thief. Nobody knows what that guy's been doing for 10 years, 15 years. He's been doing so much, dude. But you can play around jason though is one of those guys that unfortunately it's one of the few offers that the guy actually has an ongoing book and you have to you know it does seem goofy if he's going to go off and do an offer and also run a casino so you do have to go and uh for timing lex i just gave up my job as the owner of a casino now i did need to move on thank god you're here Yeah, I have a lot of he he has his uh schedule book that he's i hope it's not like pencil you in yeah, I hope it's not like Steve's in American Dead. That's kind of like mine. <laughs> yes. no. Yeah, uh, yeah, but with that though, y- you have to kind of you know get rid of that stuff to go forward with this. So I do think that at points, and, and I don't need the classic Red Hood. I don't need the all right, Lex, I'll do your offer, and then we find out six issues later I was just undercover for Batman. I mean, that's it's basically you know Jason's mo for everything. And uh, even the way the series started off, remember, he said, I'm going to pretend I'm bad again, Batman, and I'm going to get in the insides. Yeah. So if he's going to do it, I hope he kind of is, you know, down with it and thinking that's the way to go. Because some at one point, this Lex offer isn't necessarily like, hey, everybody, go steal shadows from Hawkman. You know, that's a pretty much pretty narrow minded grab and do some stuff. Uh, these other offers did seem to be more of a, you know, philosophical thing, almost like the Leviathan thing that gets everybody confused, too, because they're very similar in the, you know, we're going to change the world. This is what you're going to accept. So we'll see. Uh, what'd you give this? I ended up giving this issue a 6.9 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the interaction with Susie Sue having a big part because she's really almost in my mind, this weird little heart of the book that's been around since yeah, the too. all throughout this whole thing. It's so forced, when she came like on board. It. I really enjoyed it, but the fact that he's like so nicer after shooting, I think she's, he shot her in the head twice already in this, yeah. ser- this and the old series, Red Hood and the Outlaws. But uh, I liked that this is kind of an ending for them to say, this is yours now. I'm going to go off, you know, so long, but I could go down to a six for this issue because of how forced everything feels just to move on. And like, I did this and I had planned for this and I'm like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But I did yeah. enjoy the issue overall and I love the art of Pete Woods here. I just... Yeah, look just forward to where we're going next because you know this casino thing it was okay at times it just never really went anywhere that's why i don't and mind I never it kind of ending like this Man. yeah yeah i'm actually going to give it a seven uh because a lot of the things that it does stop 
kind of goofy. And so kind I feel of, about and, Hawkman, and I, too, the idea, we're on the right track now. We're going to move forward with something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, Bunker just leaves ridiculously. Bye, Bunker. Uh, you know, yeah, Penguin goes off on the wave runner. Wah, like he wah. thinks he's a cool 90s, you know, dude. And uh, just the other things going on. I do say when he got out, the, it's funny to me, he gets the sword out just to look at it. And then must good just put we, it back. You know, it's a good uh, thing we brought the all cast back, huh? With yeah, what we did with it. Yeah. I, I also like the idea that you would go and see Hate where he's like, cast. okay, I got to get something else out of this, uh, you know, this safe. And he's got to crawl up in it because we've seen this. It must be so deep and his legs so are sticking out and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't mind that we're getting through this. And like you said, Susie Sue was afraid that he was going to, you know, oh, you're going to get me at the end. You're going to, you know, screw me over. And he did not. And, uh, you know, Scott Liddell made sure. And if that it's that's the end the of that now. character, it is a good ending for Jason. Now, to leave I'm wondering, on that I'm her. hoping Susie Sue knows how to, you know, balance the books and things like that because it might be that's trouble anyway you might, job. Be, you might be setting up but that was kind of bunker's jason job and he's gone. jason didn't do that you no hired bunker did and he's yeah. out so I, I wish that. that i wish that he would have stayed though with her i wish that that would have been something and just have him there as well with him but we'll see and the next time we see the iceberg lounge the penguin will be in control i'm sure um but yeah i'm gonna go seven but we're gonna go off now to something or other i don't know if we're gonna get uh mail or if we're gonna go off to some other reviews but we'll see uh, right about now welcome to sexy time with a coffee hunter today you'll be listening to a scene from action comics number 484 from 1978, the 40th anniversary issue, Superman takes a wife. Clark Kent has forgotten that he is Superman. He and Lois have started dating, and as their dates become more frequent, romance blossoms. Clark has a suggestion for Lois. Sweetheart. Tonight I thought we'd take a drive in the country. Lewis, I've loved you for such a long time. The way things have been going, I, I hoped. Oh, I can't give you a fancy speech. Will you marry me? It's a beautiful night. We're looking for something dumb to do. Hey, baby. I think I want to marry you. A couple books left until we go home and go to bed. Yeah. And we're going to start off with Supergirl number 32, written by Mark and Drake, art by Ken McGuire and FCL Placencia and Tom Napolitano. Kara and John take the fight to Gandello and Rogel Zarin. While I was excited to see Superboy Jen up with Kara, 
this issue fell flat for me, and I just kind of want this arc to end. I hope that Mark and Draco actually gets to tell his own story before this book ends, because each issue I'm getting more and more worried that he's only here to wrap up this whole Rogozar stuff, and there are problems. The problem is... Nobody really cares about Rogozar. No. And it, it even feels like in this, it's like yesterday's news. Uh, you, when you have Brian Michael Bendis is even pretty much, you know, moved on for the most part with this. Uh, you end up just like, all right, like we still have to deal with Rogozar. It just seems just so old well, It's such news a weird idea me. now because we have Mark and Draco picking up the slack of Brian Michael Bendis' story because it is a part of the super family whole thing in Krypton. Yeah. When we have this week's issue of Superman, though, where we see the flashbacks of Jarell on Krypton. It just doesn't feel yep. like it actually goes with what we're dealing with here because in that one, out of all of the circle, Gandello seems to be the one who's like, you know what, Jarell, you're a pretty cool guy. I'm, I got your back. And like, here, I hate all you Kryptonians. You all should yeah. die. You're the scourge. And like in this whole series, it's like Gandello was the mastermind behind the end of Krypton, it seems like. Yeah. And, and with that, it just, to me, having this here, yeah, it's a super family book, obviously, but, you know, I want Supergirl to have her own book and she goes off to space, which gives you the opportunity to tell her own story you know away from everything but the only reason she went into space is to tie up this story and it it really feels like by now to me it feels like marguerite scott having to tie up that worm story in background the story of uh uh, you know uh ben percy's dark web story from nightwing where you have something that a lot of people didn't care about in the main book it was in and now you carry it over to something else and let somebody else take care of it and willem cloak and vicky vale are still in the dark willem cloak (laughs) never to be seen again (laughs) and i i I have liked the art of Kevin Maguire more than you. I I have enjoyed the art more than you through this. Um, In this, John shows up, and with the art style as well, you're ending up having some pretty heavy moments here. You're having a lot of, you know, fighting, a lot of anger, but yet it's a cartoony style. That's Kevin Maguire's style. And John's there. It's like he's there to be the comic relief. And it it just doesn't play out. And by the end, I just sit there and like, why were you even the book? The only reason you were put over here is to have the slide right, you know, deal. He's now cable uh, in this book. And it, that isn't enough to have them in here. And it doesn't work for what we're doing. No. Even with the whole idea, like, all right, we got to get back here. Hey, John, you have that teleportation thing, right? How it only works for Kryptonians. Well, that's a weird thing to say out of nowhere, but let's go. The, for yeah. us to have this whole wraparound where they're fighting Rogozar, and I don't know what their outcome is supposed to be. If Supergirl at the end of this is fighting Rogozar for the axe because the axe is this big thing. We don't really know why, but apparently it's this big thing that they're fighting over about who owns the axe, you know, through their rage. All right, John, you know, use your teleportation. So this way, I'm like, what did you plan on doing? Did you hope the axe would come with you and not stay with Rogozar? Because I don't even know. Did you plan on it somehow? Oh, no, it only works with – I thought it was going to somehow rip like, you know, Rogozar in half because he wasn't Kryptonian. He couldn't go with him and he was in the field or something like that. No, he's just there and he has the axe. I'm like – you, you did nothing with this teleportation yeah. bit. And then and then we have a couple pages of the Battle of the Axe. You know, yeah. who is it going to go to? It's it's almost well, like... even the you Axe. Know. We know it's there because it's been here the entire time since Supergirl's gone off and do this thing. But when they go to Gandela's the Trillium Collective homeworld, she doesn't... You never see the Axe until Rogozar no. shows up out of nowhere and says, Axe to me. And then it's this yeah. flying. I'm like, where was this the entire time, the whole issue? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and then you're going to have, you know, pretty much a custody battle between Kara <laughs> and rough. Rogozar for this axe. I know they are. <laughs> uh, the thing about this issue that kind of upset me, and it kind of is a bummer. Domestic axe relations. Yeah, really. You don't need to get them involved. You know, try to work it out. Keep keep together for the axe, people. Do it for the axe. Uh, you, you end up having this idea, though. In What's my that mind, axe? Is that high this school? is the We're first deal. Wait, What's, what's that axe? You, you picking daddy? How dare you, axe? Don't you remember all the things I did for you, axe? You're never the same uh, after you come back from daddy's axe. I'm, I was going to say, what axe? Daddy got you presents on the weekend? That son of a bitch. We agreed not to get presents. That jerk up. What? Hey, axe, come on in. Get off that stoop. Daddy ain't coming for you, axe. <laughs> da- daddy ain't showing up daddy. for you, Eric the axe. Oh. Uh, and yes, you are the axe. Obviously now. That's a cool nigga. Uh, Eric the yeah. axe. Yeah. Eric the behind axe. This. It's, yeah, it's because everybody that, that, that meets you wants to give you the axe. They cut they, me they loose. Cut, they want to cut you out of their life <laughs> is what they do. And also, you, you oh. got to get a little more sharp. You're as dull as an axe, they say. It's oh, yeah. a new dull thing. as an axe, that's yeah. what people say. Dull as an axe. You're an axe. You're rusty. Uh, you have this where, and if I'm not mistaken, you, you have a John coming back from his, you know, his walkabout. Yeah. That, that ended seven up year aging walkabout, him. which was a, he's been, a prison in volcanoes. Yeah. He, he's been hanging out, you know, in Superman, but we're not getting a lot. This actually, to me, was kind of the first time where he's allowed to go away from his father. And we can see what this 17 year old John's all about. We can have some fun. You have Mark and Draco, who is, is actually, yeah, it, it's, it's a couple jokes and what they're going to do. And what I'm afraid of this, because he goes from, you know, 12 to 17 uh, is the idea that he's very sexual. Yeah, tend to, he's very sexual. Well, the thing is, and, and gets a little thing, goofy when, with when, the sexies. When when Gandello's little lizard servant guy that we saw before, who was working on Owen stuff like that, has been working for Gandello behind the when he opens his back and those little bits of that lizard come out of him and they look like sperm going through this. I imagine, yeah, they there's look not like a lot sperm. to do in that volcano prison. He learned to no. pull uh, pull it out. You know, that's how they, yeah, like, he, I think he was he, pumping it out. He there. was pumping out. Yeah, that's what he was. He, was he learned pumping it, it, and then he's uh, using his you know telescopic vision. He was looking all uh, around. He, He's just looking. He was bored. The thing is that made me laugh is I wish that they played it the opposite direction. I wish that we were getting. Yeah, because he is. I mean, yeah, he was in a volcano. He wasn't with anybody else. Like you said, he might have been pumping it out. Uh, But I would have liked where (laughs) it would have been Carol like, oh, my God, they look just like a bunch of. And I want John to say, I know. Something like that. Like he doesn't realize that he's trying to catch up with everybody with this sort of thing. Or he yeah, would John, get the idea like cousin. later. Because I'm afraid this is what we're gonna get. When I want I do want the opposite where you have say a lady shows up and he's hanging Ooh, out with lady. Dick Grayson or something. A lady, hey, hello, Miss Lady. She shows up and he's like, Man, yeah, I like the the way that you know she looks. Those are pretty, you know, whatever. And John's like, I know that shirt looks real neat. I just like, like to imagine like this world that you know you want to see here, where Rick Dick Grayson, who's Rick Grayson, right now, is hanging out with John Jack and was. making sexual advances behind yeah. women's backs. He's like, yeah, because yeah, he can't remember. He's a good guy. He's Rick Grayson. He's a jerk. He's a scumbag. <laughs> he's got a nice girlfriend. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's there. Next thing you know, we, we get the next issue on Nightwing. He's working as a construction worker. He's catcalling everybody. He's got his you know, foot they... up against the freaking fences. Oh, against yeah. The... He, hey, there, uh, baby. Hey, there, baby. What you doing there? You got there? any fries with that shake? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, holla back, girl. Come over here. 
I Let's think I look at this. See why people don't like Rick Grayson? I'm on my lunch break. How about you come over? I know I'm, I'm going to get too too uh, crazy. Uh, but no, I know I just said Rick Grayson just because I thought of him. Uh, but yeah, I I want that you know naive you know young well, John mind, who, who's just trying to catch with Guy up. Gardner. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, he's in space, right? Yeah. He's there. Yeah, did I, did I ever tell you about the time that I punched the Batmans in the face? John's like, that's not how it went. You that bent, because they always <laughs> want to pull that one out there. And then as that goes, Jason just walks by. Jason Todd walks by, you know, polishing his crowbar, because now we're just throwing cliches out there. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, you have this opportunity, though, with this. That old cliche, Womanizer Dick <laughs> <laughs> You know that one, right? Yeah. The, the one he's going around working construction. Hey there! Look at this. <laughs> You're giving me a high rise, baby. Is what he's yelling. Uh, but yeah, I want to see John. I, I want to see John away from his dad here. This is the I first time he's some able kind of to go. Yeah, I want him. I want to see what that is. I'm yeah. looking at this book to be like, okay, what? How is he going to act with the other superheroes, the younger superheroes? Let's see. And basically, it's big bad wolf. You read my mind. I'm like, well, what the heck are you guys thinking? And then they, you know, they blow the house down. Super bad. And yeah. so you get that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know about that. But, you know, oh, those look like, don't say it, John. Yeah, but they don't say it. And it just goes on. And and nothing seems to really, it seems to be stuck between. And I, the cartoony art throws me off in this manner where you do have, you know, something we've been waiting for. We do have, you know, Kara confronting Gandello. This uh-huh. is Again. who. Again, but I'm saying this is like seems to be the finale. Like we're yeah. really going to go only to have Rogosar come and punch the, you know, and shatter her. Uh, so that kind of ends. And I'm then the Rogosar fight. It's only in a convenient way because we just left these people like, you know, in this big space battle that we had before. We teleported here. Rogosar just kind of shows up even though he was on the other side of the galaxy as far as yeah. I was concerned. Maybe he took Slide off, you know, because right. Gandello did get on the ship and was taken away. So maybe they just fo- hit, followed the ship here. But the whole thing is – Things just seem to happen in this out of nowhere. And I'm even talking about our heroes where that slug, that lizard man, he's like, yeah. Empress, go make your escape. I will die before I let them pass. The next paddle, Supergirl's right there. He, she, he let him pass. I'm yeah, saying, like, yeah. Every, I, and then and she's shows she's up, in the Sandra middle of getting up. attacked by all the Pokemons that came out. Oh, that's the what I mean. Yeah, because the all these. All the sperms <laughs> turned into wiffles then. And, and all I said when I saw them, like, Okay, who's the one with the Sage Force here? Because that's it looks like the Gremlins from that. They're attacking. You know, you have all this going on. And yeah, Supergirl goes from being consumed by all of these little, you know, things. It, it almost even looks Poor like John when, wasn't uh, given that power, though. Yeah, really, John. John is underneath he has the gone avalanche the end of the, of the, the issue until we need his teleportation now. Yeah. Yeah. So she just gets out. And, uh, you know, and, you know, for Gandello, for Gandello, I'll never let anybody pass. She passed. And, yeah. and you're there and they're going to confront each other. But then she's like, oh, well, you know, I, I know what I have to do. You don't want to corner, a, you know, a trapped animal always has nothing to lose. I always thought that the saying was kind of like it, it'll bite back or, you know, fight. but she ends up, oh, man. And Kara thinks she's committing suicide. And that's where she goes out. And even that progression was a little strange. It was strange weird because and a little like confusing. the motion where Gandello flies off because now it's created ice wings or crystal wings to fly away. It's just a weird thing because all of a sudden you just see Kara slam into the ground and she forgot she knew how to fly all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, what the yeah. hell just happened? And then you see, you know, yeah, it was weird. Gandello, she's a transformer, Jim. I know she is. <laughs> she's a triple changer. She goes from boring to ridiculous back to boring. Uh, she's there. And this is really. 
really, if that's you want to know, a, that's two transformations. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, they're boring. Er, oh, uh, you end up right. with now. Yeah, I have to tell everybody that uh, I don't laugh. I, I say this occasionally. I don't really laugh out loud a lot. Uh, I'll smirk and I'll, I'll look at things. I laughed out loud because pretty much I need somebody to get me and say, didn't anybody realize and tell Kevin McGuire that the progression of Gandello grabbing Kara by the head and then when it swings around to the next panel, it looks like Kara has her head right up Gandello's ass. <laughs> Gandello's <laughs> flying away with Kara's head up her oh, ass. So that's the that's human all centipede. it looks like. It all it looks like it's the, it is it's the human centipede going on into the point where even Gandello, it, it looks like it's Gandello's kind of end, but it looks like white hair that all of a sudden Supergirl has. She's in there. She's digging in deep in there. And it made me laugh. I sat there and giggled like, didn't anybody see this and look like it looks like Kara's head is planted firmly up her ass. But as this goes on. That's where Rogozar shows up in the convenient and I'm way. Thinking, of, I didn't you even know, see this before. The crackle looks like he teleports here as well yeah, because you yeah, see a crackle does. and lightning show up and then he just falls out of the sky. I'm and like, he falls out. I don't know what happened yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, with that, it looks like Kara, you know, one of those, she might have even died. I don't know. I, it looks like she was in real big trouble. <laughs> and the only thing that stops it is. You know, the, the teleport at the point of the exact moment where Gandela's just with the erasure of Czar's mongrel, uh, you know, uh, mongrel race. I apologize for the extension of neither. And then he comes out like, oh, there's my cue. Confession. Uh, ent- huh? stage right. And he comes in. And yeah, he couldn't have known that she was no. going to say that or hear it, but then ends up knowing. And uh, it's it's ridiculous. And this is where I thought the art really didn't serve uh, its purpose here because it's a little too cartoony. You're having a big battle. And Rogozar comes off really cartoony in this and at points is even not as detailed, so it throws it off. But when you get to the point where you have that three-panel, four-panel percussion, actually I see now it's five, where he ends up punching Gandello, he just looks ridiculous there with with those teeth and stuff. Kill you, monster. Ah, And it really comes off as like, this is a big moment in this book. And it's kind of being oh, played no for jokes. Here. It's yeah, yeah, really. And sharp teeth. It's it just plays did, off. Did, when was the last time you a saw joke. Little Monsters with Fred Savage to Howie Mandel? It's been a while. But do you, you there remember is that a, big a, enforcer monster that was working for the head of the underground yes, monster world? Yes, that big bloated that's, thing. That's, that's what Rogozar looks yeah. like here. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, I wish I could it, remember it, his name because it he comes just looks off too cartoony, and it's a big moment, and this is a big moment that we've been waiting for, you know, and it just comes off as a joke, even the way they do it. Like Rogos are so bad, and, and that's how bad is he? The, the problem <sighs> with bad. it is, but he's is not that evil. No, yeah, <laughs> really, you're the Shangri La. He's bad, bad, but he ain't evil. Uh, I look up, and he wears shades. Uh, when you do this, though. You're getting the idea that you want to show that Rogozar is a badass, right? This is what he's doing, Genda. But I've you're, seen it for over a year the, now. Yes, we've already seen that. And now what you're actually doing is showing us that Gandela was always a joke. And chump-ass gun tendon. Yeah, just done. <laughs> it's like it might as well have been like an ice statue, uh, just destroyed. And now we just get back to the hey, axe. ice lady. Rogozar's forecasting here. He's forecasting pain. <laughs> it's pain. Oh yeah. Here's a hot take. 
And then he ends up smashing him. Right? But just this yeah, whole thing so, with axe come to me, and then you look at the paddle, or this axe is just gigantic now, laying beside, like you know, hovering above Supergirl. Like, where was this axe the entire time this was going yeah. on? I, and then all of a sudden, when they are fighting over the axe, now we have Xander in Supergirl's spaceship show up, which now I'm telling you, it's even more ridiculous yeah. than any action figure oh kind goodness. of playset, yeah. you know, vehicle or anything like that, because now it just has grapple it's hands that come down. Right. It's not, no, Transformers it's are cool. The, the ship is not cool. It's just got hands that come out the bottom. Hey, I bet I've you didn't. Know some of those, could do this. I've seen some of those little transformers, those bots. Yeah, they the ain't cool, bots? and they're trans. Yeah, they're not cool. They're transformers. So they I say proper. this is a transformer. Uh, but yeah, he's and I love it too. Bet you didn't know that this could do that. He yells it out. She can't hear him. <laughs> he's in the ship, riding away. But yeah, they're, they're like, and now I love Rogosar. After all this time for talk is over. Really, it's really. I think you're going to keep talking. But yeah, they st- they start yelling and screaming about. The axe, and that's where John do what your grandfather said about you know your, your suit. Remember? Do you remember? And, and then they they end up teleporting away, and Rogozar has his axe back. He's very happy. Now the Kara's worst part like, about this whole good. thing, with the, even though we know what John's just here for the teleportation aspect to get us out of this whole thing, the worst thing that happens here for one. I don't know why Xander would show up here. You know, he's had a falling out with his mother, and, and why he does he would show know. up. He shows up exactly like Han Solo oh, yeah, in the New exactly. Hope. It's exact. Yahoo! Yeah. But no, yeah, uh, the Yahoo. whole thing. This whole thing. Yeehaw! Not Yahoo, because now it's Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> but uh, Yahoo! Whippy! The worst uh, thing that happens to me, point. I started thinking about this whole thing, is that they just teleported away from Rogozar here. Rogozar was left behind with his axe. The only other person here was the Xander in the ship. Like he's yeah. going to kill poor Xander. What's going to happen to him? My favorite panel besides Kara's head up Gandela's ass is the idea where Kara goes, oh, no, this is Doink. not good. And, I, and I'm sitting there where she's saying this is not good. I'm like, does she think she's still holding the axe? Like, she seems like she – I don't see it. It's oh, not in no. my hands anymore. And uh, the way she does it. Uh, uh-oh. Your favorite's not, not right before they teleport and she pokes him in the, the eye like the three stooges? Yeah. <laughs> we got to get some manipulating Doug going. It, it, it is funny. But yeah, they end up, you know, teleporting out. Oh, no. The axe is gone. I'm, He's the there is, in the middle Rogozar of space. Is just and like, All right. he, was he teleported to space or did he just somehow get into space know. on his, like, you know, using the axe? I have no idea. This He's issue glowing. is awful. For He's how much certainly I was got his glow back. He's got this, his, his glowing, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's don't didn't you did you see the announcement that just came out the new uh, miniseries? Rogozar gets his groove back. It's that a time. he, he heads waiting. off in the space with the axe. It's going to be great. But yeah, really, the big things with Rogozar here. You, you got to shit or get off the pot with this Rogozar. Uh, we know that he's supposed to be a badass because that's all anybody's told us over and over and over. And now he is just he's just boring. You're boring is what I say because. He is. I, I need something. And just him having back his axe as one of the big moments, because without the offer, that would be the cliffhanger. Like, oh, man, shit's going to get real with that axe. <laughs> like, all right. You know, is he going to get more angry? Because we saw Kara did. Maybe he was he was the more relaxed Rogozar up until now while the, the axe was gone. The offer is very bizarre and it, it's cool. Very odd, though, because it is it's Brainiac one. And and when I'm reading all these others, I read this. I'm like, what the hell are you trying to pull with this? And it's it's Lex, you know, showing he's he's kind of going behind. uh, Not even kind of he's going behind Brainiac's, you know, back to do this. 
And I'm starting to wonder, like, what is the end game for Lex? It's such a what, weird uh, thing because I don't even know this brandy because it has that look of that, you know, 1980s John Byrne yeah. redesigned, like, you know, robot brainiac, but it yep, doesn't look brainiac. enough like that. So he even no, says, yeah, do it, you appreciate being, you know, <laughs> brainiac scavenger so he can get his information on Krypton back? I'm like, why, how do you know this robot's looking for fucking like information on Krypton? Mm, you know. He's hanging out in a fucking warehouse that's abandoned. I'm yeah. like, what is he doing? He is, <laughs> you're trying thing. to tell this, this awful scavenger, you're the true brainiac. No, this fucking robot's an idiot. It's hanging oh, out I'm in an abandoned warehouse. He's an idiot. This is one of those things where you get, you know, we get wrong turn and say, hey, we're heading to Florida. We just, and, but you know what? We don't want you to really see what's going on. So we blindfold him, make a lot of car noises, and he's never even gotten a car. We're still at the warehouse house at work we're we're, uh, we're there oh man florida looks the same i think that brainiac it's went hot. to this brainiac one and like listen this here this isn't a warehouse this is what i like to say is the universe gather info he's like all right there's a wall he's been, he's been doing thing. this all along i just imagine he doesn't have the location because lex said look i'll give you the new location of superman's fortress so you can get yeah. all the information you need i'm like up to this point, did he just not have directions and he's been hanging out waiting for a Google Maps to freak out? update? What, I, what he did do, though, at one point, he did go off what I believe was South Africa and he ended up getting that runner's blade legs. And you know, those don't work out, Eric. He's got no, those they make you a murderer. Yeah, he's going to end up murdering somebody who's running around like a crazy man. Uh, but yeah, Never trust even cyborgs. With that, yeah, well, there he is, Brainiac One. And it, again, though, it's it's intriguing only because it seems like Lex is going behind Brainiac's, you know, his back. I think weird. that's kind of cool, but it does seem weird. But it, it shows you this is the first time that I can actually say to you that Lex is doing classic Lex of he thinks he's doing the right thing. And the right thing isn't exactly in his mind the bad thing because he's even going against some members of the Legion of Doom to get this, you know, end game going and, and all that. And he must need. Brainiac one, you know, look well, at telling you, got blade legs. I'm saying it's not Brainiac one. I'm like, you know, the whole thing is like, it's no, just that's that, what he calls it. He calls, he calls him the it. one true Brainiac. Oh no, he calls him, but you know, Brainiac one said, you know, Brainiac one, restrain yourself. It's <laughs> named when he says that. I mean, there it is. He, he named it completely right there in the one word bubble that Brainiac one calls himself that uh, it looks like, but yeah, it, it seems that that's what they're going to go with the name. Uh, it just you feels know, weird. Just the idea, because even this is like, he says, do you enjoy being Brainiac scavenger? And I'm like, no. you, you got to realize if this thing is looking for Kryptonian technology, he's just not Brainiac's just not going to wait for him to come back. They are linked through Wi-Fi, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. So he sees he, all this. He sees all the betrayal yeah, right yeah. now, Lex. How do you, and he yeah, built the doom bots that you're sending yeah, that's out. True. What is the thing like, here? You really, yeah, you're, you're do, using all my tech and, you know, talking about my bank, really. But yeah, it's weird. He does say, Brainiac 1, restrain yourself as the bot comes. So I guess that's how they're playing it. Uh, oh, it does say that. Like you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. For some reason, I was looking at the last page. I didn't see what no, you were talking he, about. The, then I got he you. twists it again. You are yeah, the yeah, one yeah. to like almost like a twist. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those where... It's intriguing enough because it's a mystery and it's something that, like, I'd rather see this than, you know, Shadow Thief stealing shadows. I know you I'd like actually Shadow Thief. I'd rather see Shadow Thief than just some. I just want this intrigues me that I want to. But. I want to see what they're going to do with it later. With Shadow Thief, I think he's just going around stealing shadows. I mean, really. Classic I, Shadow I Thief. I don't need to see that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and basically, he's still stealing. He's, 
He's classic. You, you get that by the end, he's just going to try to make an army of shadows. I don't think that that would be that crazy where he'll have the just shadow army. Just imagine this whole thing where you have multiplex out there, right? And the freaking, yeah. you know, he has all those shadows to all the versions, and then Shadow Thief uses those as his own yeah. army. Attacking oh, I'm telling everybody. you, that's his all all night ultimate buffet. army. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, but yeah, so this Brainiac, it, that's it's intriguing to me only because I know nothing. I know nothing. I'm like Schultz here. But it's kind of funny the way that that's going behind the back. Uh, but overall, this issue just it's continues. Down. What this book is, is just it doesn't seem I was seem looking really forward necessary. to this issue because John was going to yeah. be involved. Yeah, and it, it ends up down. always feeling like an afterthought and a book that only exists to tie up the loose ends that Brian Michael Bendis doesn't want to be bothered to tie up. And because of that, like the idea, like we had this big thing in, you know, the Man of Steel and, and going on in the, you know, Bendis' books of, oh man, Krypton didn't just blow up. We had this Rogo Czar, we have this. It's been too long. We we need to get info. And now it's kind of going back and forth and it's this and that. And nothing ever hits well with me that by the end, I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of bored with it. Yeah. So because of that, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 5.9. I'm almost at a six. I can't go quite a six just because you, you're just kind of standing around and wrestling with the, you know, the ax and things like that. Which but nothing really up did out of anything. nowhere. Yeah. And, and John seemed to just be there for a couple of yuck yucks and his suit. And that's it. So what would you give it? 4.5 out of 10. I Jeez. was not a huge fan of the I art. I thought here. I was being negative. I'm telling you, everything in this was just like I talked about in Red Hood, how everything was forced. This is that times five in my mind for yeah. how what, everything happens because – the people just show up for no reason at all, and they don't even need to be here. And the whole thing is yeah, showing act. up is so weird. Just, he just shows I remember, up. I'm in the book, line. everybody. But like, John and I didn't love need it to too. be in this, and they didn't utilize yeah. him at all. And and like you said, when you know that that's force like that, it is the thing where somebody shows up, they do the one thing they're there for, and then you don't see them for some reason. You know, Mark and Draco or ever, you know, may have suggested it to him, and he put it in. The idea of him just showing up with the grabber. You know, ship handsy, I'd like to call him just to be able to get Rogozar off of Kara so they could continue the deal. Chester Boy, the that, molester that's ship. Not much. Yeah, really. I'm telling you, you better watch it. Ship. I got a restraining order out on my car. <laughs> Ship is really you know getting a little over the top there. You got to watch yourself. Bet you didn't know it could be so handsy, huh? Yeah, really. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I'm I'm handy. Then he's like, get out of town. But yeah, so I'm a little more positive than you, just because I do like Supergirl, and you know, John's in it, but he does nothing. But yeah, Uh, and I'm I'm intrigued more with the uh, Brainiac one. We'll see how that goes. But we're gonna go off to the next book, which I, I know I'm not as as high on as this one. All right, Eric, and we're going to have next uh, Catwoman. That that was a weird transition. Right. We're going to have yeah. next of the books Catwoman to number 13. Uh, I think uh, that the Catwoman. number 13 got me. It's what happened. That's the oh, that unlucky number. You know, 13, the number of the beast, right? Isn't that what no, they call no. it, I heard? You're confused Catwoman guy. number 13, written by Joel Jones. Art by Joel Jones, Fernando Blanco, Hugo Petras, John Calise, Laura Alred, Seda Temafonte, Eric. You got everybody. Too many artists, what you're telling me. So many artists on this book. We continue the fun in Villa Hermosa. I don't know if you could hear the air quotes there with a three headed story, and it's a contest of which I am least interested in. And guess what? Three headed, huh? It's a tie. 
I'm not interested in any of these. This book really needs a change up and maybe the offer will be just what the doctor ordered. You know, unless it's Dr. Finnick. That is Eric, Dr. Finnick. <laughs> this guy shows up in this book and I'm like, really? Like how many people are going to show up in a book? Like, uh, I yeah. guess that was Maggie's, you know, doctor at the yeah. freaking sanitarium. Yeah. She was at. You didn't really, you know, you didn't really get a lot of character work with him. Right. He's well, just I, there. I realized in this issue that Dr. Finnick can teleport because like you said, we have this three yeah. story going on where things are going on. It's like almost like somebody told Joel Jones from DC like that. Mr. DC said, look, you got a lot of story you got to tell here. Yeah. You're not really given anything issue to issue. You got to put all of this into one issue there because we have, you know, one panel telling one story, the next panel telling another story, which can be done in a cool way. And I thought it was going to do that at first where you had Catwoman jumping through the rooftops, looking for Linda and stuff like that. While you had the Raymond Creel, you know, I promote, I support this message for, you know, cleaning uh, yeah. up the streets. Of I'm Bill Raymond Hermosa. Creel and, and I so yeah, yeah, that whole yeah. deal. I thought which feels it might have been cool right? way, but the thing is you're not doing anything to co- like, counter this whole thing because Catwoman is just going through the rooftops trying to get away from James. You know James, yeah, the art James, forger, because the art, art for forger. some reason <laughs> they had this weird it's, kind of relationship going on that we never saw. Well, they flirted a little with each other, and even Carlos is like, you know, I always you. see. He's like, I always see, you know, people look at Selena, uh, you know, that way. This is the first time I saw her looking back. And so, but then you didn't get anything of him. Come on, that baby, you got no, no, no progression of this character at all to go in this issue. Poor James, the art forger here. He, he's just forging art. You know, that's his thing. He's good at it. He's trying doing to make what he a likes. Trying fortunes. to make a living, right? Yeah. So uh, with this, you have him like, hey, Selena, you know, we're a pretty good team. You know, maybe you'd like to come back to the studio. I have some other forging that I got going on. I'm working on some Monet, some faux May, or I don't know what he'd call it. Uh, you want to do that? Faux she, May. I love Yeah, I'm trying to think of something of fake Monet. You're talking about Monet, uh, the artist. Does he make counterfeit money now? What are you doing no, here? He's, no, no. He's, I'm talking the artist. <laughs> the Eric, Monet. Which is like printing Monet. Uh, he right. ends up. He ends up there. No, really saying, confused. yeah, just come on back. And he ends up like <laughs> grabbing her arm, like, hey, just wait a minute. And she's Take like, your damn hands off hell? me. And this is her, her thing. James, stop. I don't want to be cruel, but your involvement in my life has reached the point of being more effort than it's worth. And I want him to say, listen here, lady, the, the point of being the, you know, me in your life. We only did a job together, and just because it's over, you're you're a jerk because they haven't been hanging out. We haven't seen him with her. Turns out James is a bit of a stalker. It seems like come on, my mind here, and it also seems like they just finished that heist, you know, a couple hours earlier, and this is just her like. Yo, the Just heist is think over. About this that. is like we, we summer had camp. Whole, I'm going back to school. We, I, I, we had that three issue, uh, like you know, art heist arc where we were introduced yeah. to James the artist. Then the next issue, we didn't have James at all. While Wonder uh, Catwoman was running away from the place, and then the, the third issue of that story we went back in time to go back to that art heist. I'm like. This yeah, is the, the most yeah. confusing arc ever. Yeah. And then just go to this yeah. whole thing where I'm telling you, we missed an arc where this love was blooming between James and Catwoman. Oh, yeah. And she's had and enough. This, and, and she is angry. Like, man, I told you a hundred times, even though I've never told you once. And, and I think James is just like, I don't know what's going on. They're like, really? And, and so with that, you have, and, and when you're going through this, you have this three bunch of stories going, you know, Carlos is trying to get his aunt, uh, you know, and kind of getting her Raina by just Creel hanging is around. trying to get that freaking and relic. They're trying to get the relic, which, you know, we never really got spelled out what it is. So now they're just calling it 
the relic, and then you I have remember, James the one and relic Catwoman went with on the, the other relic to become the main relic that can actually, yeah. instead of abominations, bring you back completely. I guess. Yeah. And, and so when we did end the one issue, you had the relic sitting there and kind of lighting up and Maggie looking at it, smiling. There's no Maggie even to be seen anywhere. God, I miss so Maggie. She's that not so around. Yeah. And that, that's why I said in my review that there's some interesting things in the series. It seems that they don't want to tell those. You know, Just that's the big story, story they want that we tell. want. And then this only goes in my mind is that Joel Jones did have this James show up and you're like, okay, we're going to have a little flirty flirty. You know, Selena always does this. This is kind of her thing. And people flipped out. Not a, a guy flipped out tonight on Twitter, still flipped out about it. I don't know what this crap is with this James and Selena. It's ridiculous with what's going on in Gotham. And now she's going to go back. And I do think that there was an editorial deal. Maybe he got that Anita issue we saying, missed here. <laughs> No, I'm I'm just saying in this, like, back off, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think that basically editorial said, you know, that that romance that never started with, you know, you got to end it. So it ends without starting. It feels really off. And through the whole thing, again, what I said in my review is coming out of it. Selena seems like a jerk. I want to like Selena in her own book. I want to be behind Catwoman and all this. And she just seems like a jerk because we never had a setup of what she's saying. We don't see that James is handsy or he, you know, won't let her go or won't, you know, leave her alone because we've barely seen him. And when we did see them, they, he was working a job. They came to him. He didn't come to them. So that's ridiculous. So you're doing that. He's looking to do and Ocean's 12, and now they got done Ocean's 11. Yeah, she's, she's saying, no, no, no. I'm now going to be you know doing the remake of The Goonies. I'm not doing Ocean's <laughs> 12. Uh, yeah. So they go end up where Carlos then is at, at the loft. And, and also with this, I do want to point out something that you told me before we recorded, where James does go to the rooftops, and I think that is – you know, pretty symbolic, the rooftops. Uh, and he goes up like and Selena's there. Selena's just there while other people did. Selena's there, you know, standing like a badass. It, it looks very uncomfortable. And he comes up, hey, what are you doing? And she thinks she's OJ. I'm looking for Linda. No, no, you're not. You're just hanging there. Well, it turns the out rooftop. she's not on you're this not rooftop or the one across the yeah, alley either, like, Selena. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, you do have this, you know, political commercial going you know for the creole deal and you know raymond, raymond deal. creole and and but even that wasn't set up well we went from the creole family being disgraced and being arrested to the next thing you know raymond Things following his fa- father's footsteps within like an issue and again that felt like we missed some issues now with this whole deal just get rid of the creels. Nobody likes them. I see a lot of people online like, really, we still have the creels going on? Just go and do – take a hint from what – she seemed to take a little hint from Ram V. Just just have three-issue little two, three-issue arcs of heists. But don't get like mad at the people afterwards. Out well. Don't, well, I know. But you like the Ram V one shot. You thought I that did. that was pretty cool. Was I think fun. that Ram V – wasn't Ram V what Babe yelled at the sheep? Ram V. Wasn't he yelling that to no. get them to do the, their video? Yeah, yeah, so you go. And as this is going movie. on, they end up grabbing Carlos. You know, hey, you know, beat him up a little. Ilmez, he's beating him up. Like, do you have my aunt? Yeah, we're going to get it. Where's that relic, buddy? 
And so they get the relic and he's going to hand it over for Linda's safety, then his aunt. And he's bloodied up. And that's the thing. It's like Yilmaz goes over the top. And I'm thinking, why are they really beating the crap at him this much? It's only to get him all bloodied up. He has to bleed. Uh, And he bleeds on the relic. The relic we know nothing about, really. We we get the idea that it is something that will fix Adam. You know, Adam came back. Sometimes yeah. that is better. We had all this. He's come back half-baked. He's doing all that. And it, even still, he's slithering around still like a moron. <laughs> uh, and so you have Carlos bleed you know how on the relic. Around. Yeah, really. <laughs> morons are always slithering around. That's where they get the Latin morone, Eric, which means oh. to slither. You didn't know that? Uh, so he bleeds, on, like he bleeds on the relic, and up pops a map for a second. Now, I'm nobody you, seemed sudden, to know what this relic was. All the returns yeah. with that goddamn bracelet that kid was wearing. We'll just show up. All right, I guess we have to go there. Well, you have, I don't tell you. At one point, we seem to have a magic thing going on. For some reason, when this like pops up and you see the world, a globe show up with a little yeah. fire. It really becomes a technological thing. It looks like it's like, Oh look, there's a hot spot over there. <laughs> yeah. And there's even Wi-Fi. a crackle. It says everybody's excited. And yeah, Ilmez, my God, it looks like a map. Really? The greatest detective over there. No wonder crime's running <laughs> rampant in Villa Hermosa. It's a, it's a globe. You stupid. It is a map. And then it flickers out. Raina. Oh, my. Where did it go? Uh, Everybody's stupid in this book. So this means, I mean, really, every time I have a relic that somebody bleeds on for a second, it leads to blood sacrifice. This map is a shock to them all. What did she plan yeah. to do with this rope? Because in my mind, know. she wanted to get this whole thing because she knew what it was going to do. Now the fact that this whole map comes up, oh, a little yeah. bit of blood made this map go. Obviously, the next thing is I have to get my son and make him a blood Raymond. sacrifice and, and kill we him. We need a blood yeah. sacrifice. I, I'm like surprised. You can get they, right I'm, here. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, really. I I, I think that Carlos can. Why I said Carlos can nine more get Carlos to son. bleed on it again. And have one of these guys take a picture. You, you like, don't, don't need a blood shit sacrifice. About Carlos. Why not slit his throat right now? Yeah, really. Well, I love the fact shows too, up, but. where she's like, "All oh, right, you know, a map." Like again, they're surprised. What is this map for? They shouldn't know. And and she thinks this whole thing is going to bring back Adam, but obviously she didn't know anything about it. And yeah, I, I just want them to be like, you know, hey, bleed on that again. It just, you know, we don't need no. to go. And I wonder, I wonder to say. You know what this means, blood sacrifice. And they're like, Raina, you always go with the blood sacrifice. There's a lot of things all the time. before You blood get a bill sacrifice. in the mail. You know what this means? Blood yeah, sacrifice. Really. It's raining we again. We owe an extra $15. <sighs> blood Looks sacrifice. Like blood sacrifice gets up. We're out of coffee. Blood sacrifice. Everything leads to blood sacrifice with her. Uh, she should get a nose is what she should do. And I'll give her one thing, though. She, she has stopped being vain. She is I hate she's the way flying she high now. She I'm is showing you, the fact her that true she's, colors. I, I don't mind that she's not showing her true colors and going full on Michael Jackson here. Is that the way it's depicted? It makes it look too cartoony because we well, have all these artists on cartoony. here. And I'm like, oh, it looks bad. It looks what like a goddamn cartoon skeleton. Oh, it's weird. I do like the idea that she's like, okay, I don't have a nose. I, I kind of look like a skeleton. But really, what I've always wanted was AI's cornrows. Can you give me these? Because that would really hook me up. Give me the cornrows. And yeah, she's all going, you know, with Are those cornrows? I don't even know what I'm looking at with that. I thought they were bandages at one point, but I'm going cornrows now. She looks <laughs> a little you, like a, a mummified AI. In my mind, yeah, she just I'm, got bored on the ride over here. Took some masking tape streamers. and started to our forehead and pulling it back. 
<laughs> she's going to a party. That they were playing pin the pin the tail on the head of Cray Rayner. Actually, I don't the thing know what is, they're doing. Thing is that tape to make the wrinkles on the forehead disappear? I, would, I actually thought it was the I thought it was the tape of holding a wig. And then when they ripped Maybe. the wig off, that's what's left. But I'm going corn you rose. Do know I don't about care that, what you don't say. You? Yeah, right. Really, from looking at you every day. You end up there. And also in a very forced way, you have Selena, and now she's going to fight Yomez. And it's every issue. And I see other reviewers say it. You always have to have a chase scene. Usually it's cop cars all around. This is just a chase scene through the warehouse that really doesn't amount to anything. Yeah, one, it, yeah, it's a middle panel. Thankfully, of a, of a it doesn't take page. half the issue to show us because it shows us this motion on one yeah. big panel. I'm like, you yeah. know what? I appreciate Which that. Okay. You're not fucking padding this shit the, out with it. The only thing this does is is to end up making Reina lose her balance so she can go into that. You know, the display of the hand sickles. I always have those displayed at my house. Breaks those open in, in case of wanting to cut Catwoman. Crack glass. She does now, this. Now, now, the thing is, I'm just looking at this progression, though. She f- stumbles she's backwards. She's not near her those go- at one point. Well, that's the thing. Is I'm saying right now, she stumbles backwards. There's a, a glass case hanging on the wall of these sickles. <laughs> her hand goes and breaks them. And then somehow, she's now turned around where the sickles are farther. There's no there's yeah. no wall around her that she bumped no. into at this point now. No, there's no now. wall anymore. And it's for awful. For some reason, though, Catwoman goes to get her. They they test tussle a little bit. And all of a sudden, Adam, <laughs> who you have not seen this entire time, the, the Slytherin moron, has attacked her with one of these things. But the art is so bad, it took me two more pages to realize that's what it was because it looked like he just zombie slashed her. Like, you know, ugh. I thought he had a zombie. He was doing the zombie slap fight. And and where it is is that they're using the sickle and the sickle's bloody as he puts it through. But he's in the, he's already the handle blends into the background and the behind her. And and the handle blends in and the, the, the sickle part is all bloody, so it just looks I like it was a just slash. Blood shooting out. <laughs> yeah, I thought he, I thought he scratched her. It's cat scratch fever going on. Also, he looks like he's pitching, and he just let go of the pitch. He's there, uh, and then you just a have the next deal lazy where pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, a slithering moron pitch. Hey, you know, moron. Uh, From the then moron. you just have yeah, you just <laughs> that means to slither. And you have Catwoman <laughs> who's just so yelling. Now she's just yelling out, and I don't even know what's going on until the next panel, where I realize when she finally pulls the sickle out. Oh, yeah, the sickle was in there. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I get it. But even at that, she's bleeding with the sickle, and then you have just the group like, smell you later. They're going. Well, that's out. the whole thing too. They I was going to. I was trying to get. I was trying to get to a point of this whole thing talking about these dual <laughs> stories going on, where it's panel to panel, where you have the people then leaving. You know, Selena's home, Carlos and Linda's home, and yeah. do- the doctor was with them, and now they leave, and now we go to the like you know panel next to it where Raymond is leaving his campaign headquarters. Then yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, I'm like, is his campaign headquarters right next to Selena's house? Dr. Yeah, Finnick Dr. Is Finnick there. is there. Like, and I yeah. Does he have teleportation powers? It's the classic. It's it's almost like Spider-Man uh, deal in the game. Is you're the man, Ray? Yeah, Mr. Mayor Ray. And he's like, yeah, he's pointing at people. I'm like, you're gonna be blood sacrificed in a minute. You better stop pointing. And then Doc, <laughs> that you know, Doc, that's your reader. Yeah, no, I, I was just thinking you're a real douchebag. You're a, you're not a slithering maroon. Uh, you end up where? Hey, Ray, <laughs> what what are you doing here? Your mama Finnick? wants you. I don't need you. Your mother wants you. Oh man, I told her all those times I wanted no. Part Parts of her, but I'll, I'll come with you now at 2 a.m. in the morning and see what she's up to. 
And that's where they go off. Yomez is the best, though. This guy is such a badass, right? That pretty much his uh, progression ends in this by getting chased out of the the house by Linda with, with, a, Linda broom, with a broom, and he runs yeah. out. I mean, really, <laughs> really. I, I want her Pretty to go. Badass. That's what you do, Carlos. You my know, one Carlos weakness. ended up getting beaten brooms. up. For, yeah, brooms. You swept me up my feet, Linda, as he's running. Then Rain is there. My wife thought I again, was this lazy. That's why she divorced me. She said I was too messy. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm allergic <laughs> to brooms. Yeah, I'm allergic to them. Uh, yeah, so you have all this going on, and now Raina, who just saw a blip of a map now decides we got to go full out blood sacrifice of my son Obviously. who legitimately right now is trying and maybe it's going to get us all the power we need back like his getting father the, had. our power back i mean really that's all we want is you know i could probably at least blackmail some money out of him i don't know how raymond, she's being supported you know anymore you, you, you are a fine candidate my son raymond here but you know what i think your brother adam would do better as the yeah. next yeah, politician I like adam over there <laughs> yeah look at him over there he's there yeah, yeah right yeah give it to him mama uh, yeah, just slithering around like a moron. He's just sitting and, there. I'm like, I would not I sit love, in that chair next to my freaking undead no, brother here. Well, just here's a the thing. I, I don't know the exact deal. Obviously, I there's no stats. The worst part is Rayna looks even more dead than Adam well, does. Yeah, and yeah, really, she might want to this family. To Adam, like, well, who's going to help me? And Raymond does say, like, hey, listen, I, I don't want any parts of you guys. You're going to ruin it for me. Everything's going good. Then out of nowhere, Raina even... Have you been drinking? I'm like, where is this going? It goes nowhere. Well, she's still but a mother, really Jim. Where, where Raymond really knows there's trouble. <laughs> I'm, I'm or guessing, not. She's still a mother. <laughs> I'm guessing that Raymond is probably, I'd say 6'1", six, 6'2", six, somewhere around there. He looks like a taller fella. He knows so there's trouble I, when, I gotcha. when his mom puts him in the big chair. That, that chair is for a giant. He, he can't even you, touch things- the ground. We we saw this previously during that awful freaking arc. I'm telling you, what was that one? Was that the annual where we had that freaking those girls what, that uh, was training? I would like to because- say that is issue one to thirteen, Eric, is what you're describing. But no, yeah, it was the whole no, deal that we had. Because with, the whole uh, thing is things have gone the wrong for the man. Creel family yeah. mansion since freaking their their father died. Because yeah. look at all the cobwebs yeah, and fucking like ripped things tapestry are just piled in the background. Up. That chair has holes in them, like. What has yeah. happened at this poor mansion? I, 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 I'm guessing that it was blood magic tied into her <laughs> husband's life force. I don't know. What's with the big chair? It's huge. This is probably a, you know, a tall enough guy. He can't even touch the ground. There's rats behind them. Really? What is going on in this mansion? And this was it a is, nice and, mansion at one point. Well, I also want to point out, please, uh, just it's more ridiculous because pretty much they're not even spelling it out as the Creole mansion. It is the governor's mansion. So this is the mansion that whoever is the governor, it carries on to them. Why are they even in it there? Why are they even in it right now? And maybe that's why, you know, Raymond's just like, I'm just trying to get us back the mansion. And Raina's like, look at it, son. It's a shithole. We want to get out of this. Why isn't somebody in there with the governor's mansion? Somebody has to have taken over as an interim governor after the other governor was killed. This is ridiculous. I'm oh telling you, the thing is, and- we have uh, we have gone on for this point in the book to a new artist that's on oh. this whole thing. Yeah, now yeah, it just looks like she's yeah. a predator, has tassels <laughs> hanging off her goddamn head. What is yeah. this? Really, you better Raymond better go cover himself with the mud. 
because he's in trouble. And <laughs> you end up having Adam. He's just slinking around. Every time you see him, he's in a, a more ridiculous position. I know just he's squatting why, down, why is he moving with his around? feet all squatted down and on his fucking finger fingers. He's like that. Did you see those videos of the horse lady? The lady that thinks she's no. a horse and does the equestrian. It's the most Why ridiculous the fuck thing would ever. I, watch that? I, I think that this is what he's doing. He's the spider's man. He thinks he's a spider. Yeah. She's like, and that that's the whole deal. It's like, oh, you know what? You know, mom, you look horrid. I mean, really, you have let things go. Plus, why is this governor's mansion just a shithole? But you know what? You seem a little more pleasant. And, and this is where I'm yelling, get out of there, buddy. <laughs> you can, right there's the trigger. You know that something's wrong. Get out. And you know, oh, you know, I love seeing my little boy there. You're my darlings. And then all of a sudden she just stabs him. And also with that, she's like rubbing his, first off, she's there, right? She's talking to him. Then she's rubbing him his ch- from the opposite side while yeah. she's still talking from the one side. So she might have, uh-huh. you know, extendo arms. She's a ventriloquist. Go gadget arms. She's doing go, that. Go gadget arms. Then, then he gets stabbed. Doesn't seem to really move Has at all. Has throat Yeah. And then he's off the chair way away and all that. And then he just falls and then she gets the blood and puts it on the relic, which does make the map, which they didn't know anything about. Look, all the map needed to linger was a good old fashioned blood sacrifice. All of a sudden, Adam's turned into monkey boy in that art. Half of Raina's teeth are missing now. Yeah, Only she's one side of her now she just misses meth. Is what, yeah, <laughs> meth is a bad drug, people. Don't do it. Also, they realize right now this map is just the global locations of White Castle, and they really don't need that. But really, Adam's hungry. You you don't realize that how you can get Adam right is they have to eat at every White Castle location. Now it's it's the great, great race now. We're going to have the around the world race. Need some sliders. Eating around the world in 80 days. They've got to eat a slider in every worldwide location of White Castle within the next two weeks or then they all die. That's what happens. Where the Scorpion King comes. (laughs) Scorpion King comes. It's setting up what is the worst reality show ever is what's going on. Going on, and I, the they're best. just staring. They're staring at this map. They don't know what it means. I'm even looking no, at one point. Looks like there's a, a blip up there in the Antarctic. What are they going to do? And I can only think that she's going to say something like, "These are all the temples, but where are you going to go? Huh? We just needed the blood sacrifice." And you I'm know what? At this we map. need I'm now. You, I have no idea where any of these things are. If this is like yeah, an old Mesopotamian freaking continent things, I don't yeah, know what it is. See in Australia there. I see that down there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, I'd like Adam. He starts talking. He's like, "Why isn't it there to blip on the couch? Because you can see the couch through it. He thinks that's part of the map. He just doesn't oh, understand. He's a my marone. special boy." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at you, monkey boy. He's like, when he's looking up, what's going on here? And then she's like, wait a second. It it just realized she realizes I just killed the only son that's worth anything to me. And now I have this monstrosity. Ah, yes. But yeah, then you end that and then you go off and Joel Jones does jump on in art now. And I like Joel Jones's art. Uh, Yeah, for the offer. And I like her art. It's just 
it kind of gets me a little sad that we didn't get what we were going to get was Joel Jones art and all of these, but also it throws me off a little now. I don't know if I prefer her art anymore because it just kind of blends in with all the other nonsense. We have this whole thing where she shows up to do the offer part where she goes to the covers mansion, goes inside, sees Raymond's dead body and for some reason takes her mask off and then (laughs) kneels beside the pool of blood and the dead body. I'm like, why? Yeah, and the oh, last time just, she was kind of around like this or whatever. Down on the ground. Yeah, she's tired. You know, yeah, she's there. She's tired. And she's only going to be there to get, you know, framed again for Moida in this place. But the governor's mansion. This isn't the Creel. What's going on? Yeah, and somehow Lex knows who's following, goes in. Yeah. I like, like, I don't know about that Doing dead by. body there, Selena, but hey, what's going on? She's like, boy, you look like shit. And he's like, really? Look at you. What is this, your house? This is a shithole. This is my no, no. shower Gov- curtain look. Governor's Mansion. He's like, yeah, Villa Hermosa's really fallen off since I, I heard about it here. Uh, and this is another one of those. And this is why I was so angry with all my offers. My offers are all like, hey, look at me, Lex Luthor. We're going to do things, Selena. You know, big changes are coming. And I got a plan for you. And then we stop. We don't get an offer. I'm we don't telling know you, this ending is on. so funny to me, too, because like this, find out what Luther offers Catwoman in two months. But first, come back in August for Hermosa <laughs> Heat Part Hermosa 1. Like, so you're going to come back next month for a part one of a new arc, then interrupt it for the offer, and then go back to Hermosa Heat Part 2? Herm- Herm- yeah, yeah. Hermosa Heat feels a lot like it would be uh, like a Miami Vice type story. She'll probably call James up. Hey, James, I got another one for you. He's like, fuck off and hangs up. I don't I'm done need with your, you. You roller coaster ride of emotions. Get out of town. I don't need you. Get out of here. But yeah, it, it's it's just, you know, we had some fun learning some Latin tonight here for this and all that stuff. Blood sacrifice. Is that Latin we did? Yeah, yeah, Latin. That's Marone. One for part I, thought, I forgot what you told me what it was. If, where did it originate? It, it, it was the Latin. It was Latin for slither. It, it I was thought back you said it like Marone from the original Moroccan or whatever it was. No, no, it was Latin. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, you, you have that. I didn't get that fancy. Uh, but, yeah, so you, you end with this. I'm like – this this book just does nothing except make me no. laugh in all the wrong ways. It's just bad. Now what she got? She just gonna leave? Now she shows up. Why would she even go to the governor's mansion anyway? I guess maybe to get the relic back. But you know she's kind of late. But you don't even get that. She's just there. You know with the dead body. I, I don't know. It's just the whole idea of this series is just nonsense. And yeah, where's Maggie? I don't even Maggie? know why they'd come That's, here because I just the whole Maggie. thing too. The whole thing is. Raina Creel has not been at this mansion for a long time now. Why would she go back to this mansion? And it's not her house. Also, like I said, it, it, it you see it again later because Raina, at one point, she was on the run. You know, she was going down. We thought she was in South America. We couldn't tell, but she was on the run. She was a one at woman. And she's still just flaunting her stuff going around. No noses going around in a limo with Creel as the license plate. I mean, she's really out there flaunting it. She don't care. Now she's killing people. And like we said, the whole idea of her manipulating men to get money and manipulating, you know, Raymond's dad to be the mayor, the governor deal to try to end up, you know, getting money and influencing the people around Villa Hermosa. And that kind of went out the you know, window now. And yeah, yeah why, why isn't she doing this anymore? She Now she's just like, hey, I'm going to kill you. And, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I gave it a, a four out of ten, and it's nonsense. What what would you give it? 
I would be right there with you with a four out of ten because I did not care for the art throughout this whole book until we got Joelle Jones on for the offer. But the offer is more of a smack in the face because, all right, all this yeah. stuff you've been dealing with, we're going to get back to it at some point. But also, we're going to have to deal with them. Just the idea. Yeah. Come back in two months. For, I mean, actually, next month yeah, for Mosey Heat. And I'm like, that's don't you do that That's classic for me, this book, though. This yeah, whole we thing did that where, where we, we have had the so much Ram story. Then, yeah, we just keep doing. Well, we this have sort so of much thing, story, though. but we have to jam pack three things into this because we've ran out of time. Because you were fucking dragging your feet this entire series to tell this one story, so we have to jam pack it in here, and it doesn't fit together. It doesn't work at all. I just want to know why don't we know yeah. anything about anything no. going on anymore? And just think if if they're going to go traditional, this is the start of a new trade. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe they'll add an extra one for this because we're starting our Mosa Heat. It sounds like it'd be a really bad, like, afternoon talk show. Welcome to Hermosa Heat. I'm here, me and Erica here on Hermosa Heat, where we talk about all the gossip. That's straight fire. That'd be pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so when, with this, though, we end up where that first arc ended, where all of a sudden all these characters were thrown at you that you didn't know uh, up until that point that you barely got, you know, developed. That happens again here, where James, we hardly knew ye, and now she's yelling at him. We have Dr. Finnick. I'm like, really? Dr. Finnick? He's, he's been, everybody's been wondering what's up with him. Uh, you know, he, he's got a prescription for thrills, is what he has, and I, I don't know who this guy is. So every every time I'm addicted you end to up thrills. with one of these issues that oh, I'm ends sorry, up, pills. you know, being, yeah, really, it, when you end up having an issue that has to, like you said, force to an ending, which the first arc did as well, you realize that nothing has been set up. You're forcing things that we didn't even know. And that's awful. This, this, There's no reason for the series. It, really, we said before, one of the big things that's keeping this are the art germ variants, but also probably getting her in this book until she ends up, you know, going to so that So we think this is going to be canceled by December then, so when that can pick yeah. up for the yeah, Bat Cat Yeah, when the Bat Cat starts, I, I would say that this is done. This will be done. And, you know, the, she'll have three trades under her belt for this and good sales. The sales are good, but the sales are good with the art germ variants, it seems. That's really inflated That's some right. things. You got to keep but that But hopefully up. she can use that. Hopefully she can use that. And this book always has one. And maybe that's, you know, was part of her contract or whatever. That's a, that's a smart cookie if it is. And she can go off and say this was one of the better, you know, solo selling books and use that as leverage down the line in other jobs. And I do think that she has some talent, especially art wise. And I think that maybe that's what she can go back to doing mostly. But, you know, they want to do both. It's like a Brian Hitch. That guy had a lot of big plans for that Justice League and it didn't work out. But his art's great. So he always has that to go back on. But, yeah, we're going to move on now to the final book of the podcast. And next up is Batman 74, written by Tom King, art by Michael Yan and Jordi Belair and Clayton Cowles. As is the usual Tom King fashion, I went to the story hoping some major questions would be answered while yeah. those are ignored. I end up with more on top of those. Will we ever find out how Thomas Wayne came from the Flashpoint timeline? No. Who knows? Which Martha was in the coffin? No. He's actually promised that we'll find out about Flashpoint deal, but we'll see. I I don't trust him. How does Batman keep recovering from broken backs so quickly? Who knows? At least we get the Russian folktale, the animals, and the pit from issue number 57 again. And this time we get it twice. (laughs) There you go. Let me tell you about this story. And then let me tell you the the story. Because I'm done. <laughs> this is nonsense. You end up, it starts off with Batman and his father, Thomas, fighting off more of Raish's, you know, hit squad ninjas. 
in the desert. And then they end up taking care of those. The one guy, there's no way this guy's alive. But he yes, was impaled he is. with a sword right yep, through his he's abdomen. Alive. Oh, he'll live. And that's the idea that now we're going to take this guy who'll live, which I'm guessing maybe the other ones didn't live because it just seems to be Batman yeah. himself yeah, who I, was I, picking I, this guy up to put on the horse in order to, like, you know, I don't, I thought at first, maybe you know, to make and not help save him. him. Just yeah, say that he's, he'll live. Yeah, you're, well, you're then going the idea this. is we're going to go and take this guy because we have to have a life for a life in order to bring back Martha Wayne. We need to sacrifice a person. So in my mind, this is the only guy who's alive there. And Batman yeah. is not saying anything about it, but no, he was impaled he with a sword. And the only thing that I got from this whole ride, besides for like, you know, Batman being very odd in this whole thing and the idea that people are going to survive this abdomen thrust through him, this impalement, is that Martha Wayne, I don't know why we're bringing her back because everything Thomas is talking about, she seemed like a real nag. Yeah, yeah, really. She was a real jerk. Uh, yeah, so it's all for the visual here, and and you, you just go back. You don't know how long they've been in the desert. You, you He's not going to tell you how long. When but, Bane originally but, broke Batman's back, and how you know Azrael had to take over for him because of all yeah, the recuperation he had. I'm telling yeah. you, it was a big important story because there was things that had to happen for him. Yeah. Now we saw an Iron suicide. Like Bane everything broke else, his back. he seemed to stretch yep. his way back to get his back right back in place. And this yeah, one, then Bane's back was broken by Catwoman. He healed yeah, pretty quickly fine. from that. Yeah. And in this. You had the setup in the last issue of that Thomas, hey, I, I, I was the one who did the surgery on it's your a back. It's back surgery, baby. You're still hurting. You're still on meds. And with that, the recovery, I don't care if you tell me how long he's been in the desert. Riding a horseback through desert does not, not heal your back. And I've, I've talked to some people. I've argued with some of this. One guy said that uh, it's well known that back surgery – is a recovery time of two days, and then you're back 100%, even if oh. you're like an athlete. You oh know, a, a basketball player has major back surgery because of a broken I, back. I, I, They're I was back in the, two days. I was under the impression that it ruined careers myself, yeah, but what no, do I know, the, I guess? So you know? also another guy told me that because Batman had broken his back so many times, it heals better because he's used to it. And I'm like, I don't know that that makes I that work either. These doctors, I think I might have to get a third opinion here. Yeah, really. So you have that. But yeah, you start off with Batman at least leaving a bunch of guys to die. And the only reason you're made to think that he goes to this guy who's been impaled by his father. He goes over and he's like, he'll live. You're thinking that that's the Batman with a code that yeah. he's like, oh, you're lucky. He's going to live or else we're going to have some problems here. No, no, no. Nope. That's the Blood setup sacrifice. of a sacrifice. You <laughs> he's know, got, that, he's and, working and with Rayna Creel's freaking ideas now. Even at this point, sacrifice. Yeah. And he, you're getting the idea that he understands what happens in the name pit. Of course, it can't be just the last. You know, the name pit. pit. It's got to be clever. The name. I just pit. like the idea for some reason. I never took this Batman of the Flashpoint universe as a worldly fellow. I thought he really just stuck to Gotham for what was happening in the world and stuff like that. The idea that he would have killed Talia Al Ghul and Ra's Al Ghul yeah. and found out about this name pit by Kadeem, which isn't a Ra's Al Ghul thing. I'm like. You're really stretching yeah. some things now, here to make it work. Stretching. The, the only reason it's stretching is because we have to have a pit because of that stupid folktale. You have to enact the story of the animal in the pit because then you need a pit. But then you also have to remind everybody about it for Thomas Wayne to go through page after page after page of reminding us about the folktale only to then tell us the exact folktale again as they go into the pit. <laughs> I mean, really? The, you know what this is? This is the pits is what it is. It's ridiculous. So he's it's like, yeah, great you know, taste the, less filler. No, he's like, hey, remember that story? 
story you used to always beg to, you know, listen to when you were going to bed that nobody ever knew about before? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dad, I remember Daddy. that. Yeah, your mom, she really hated it. She said it was going to mess with your mind, and she didn't want no, me no, to No, no, she talk. was fine with it. That's the no, whole thing, no, because no. he yeah, didn't he want to tell the story would. anymore. Mother, yeah, your mother, she just, you know how she is. That's the thing is, she. I don't even think she knew the story. She just wanted to let him get what he wanted. She just wanted to raise a brat. Where he, She's like, you used to cry, and I'd say, well, let's leave him. And she said, oh, no, we can't let him cry. We can't let him cry. Then you go with the idea, I thought you were going to be like me. What do you mean by that? Tough. What, I'm not tough? No. Oh, you're disappointed. No. All right, let's keep moving on. And they're going, they Stubborn get a as drink. She was, I miss your mother. You know, every day, the pain yeah. of her passing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. tell you, the most that he talks about here, besides with the story, is how much it seems like Martha Wayne was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, also, he's like, yeah, she died. It was pretty, pretty bad circumstances. Yeah, she was the Joker. Yeah. And so he, Batman goes, oh, tell me about it. Nah, I don't think I will. All right, here we go. Is him and Brian Michael Bendis getting together? Yeah, we these see. Things? Because, yeah, yeah, that, that's all it is. And then they're they're going to go down. Now they're going that's down the you know, into the That's the worst part of this whole thing because Tom King, he went into this whole story, the idea that Batman is going to bring back, you know, like, you know, Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne is going to bring back Martha Wayne. I'm like, this is probably, in my mind, the most interesting thing we've done in this series for a long, long time just for this issue to end. And like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. I buried it. Yeah. I'm like, so Martha Wayne is just buried in the desert somewhere. Goddamn yeah. by Kadeem. Yeah. That's and, so weird. And with that, though, we don't know which Martha Wayne. No, nope, we don't uh, know how don't Batman know, was able know, to get up in the deal. night and well, sneak yeah, around we'll and take a body because, and bury it. Yeah, because they're going down in this, and they're t- they're still talking about you know the whole thing, the whole idea the in the of pit. the animals in the pit, and you have the name pit and all this going on, and then Batman just is like any Batman does in it. What I think this is going to end at book. too. Uh, this is going to end with the I'm not going to be Batman because of you and mom and all this stuff like we already had in this run because he even he even hints at it in this. He's like, I'm not just doing it for you or whatever. But they go down and it continues with Thomas pretty much saying, I just don't want you to be Batman. I want you to be my son again. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have the Without my, you that know, tragedy. There's no reason to have a Batman. I'm like, all right, yeah. it just seems like it could be cool. And then it just leads to the fight where we have the over narration well, of yeah. that story again. Yeah, the because- story happens again. Yeah, just so you, that Batman, Thomas can hit the coffin. That's Batman it. Batman out of nowhere, though, and I'm telling you, Batman's giving his whole explanation of what he's done. And uh, all right, he's like, "What's going to lead to this?" And then it's just him punching a freaking yeah, just flash punches him. in the face. He <laughs> could have, you know, battle. he could have done this all along. He could have, you know, uh, really, he could have just buried that body and left. There would be nothing stopping him, but yet he goes all through this, has a guy who's now left in the pit probably to die. Maybe he was impaled, but you know, all this stuff happened for no reason. He could have just skedaddled out, it seems. Uh, But yeah, he's there and that's where Thomas Wayne hits into the coffin. And until it's kind of spelled out, uh, the art did not show me what was going. I'm like, I didn't get the idea. Oh, it's just a bunch of rocks in there. Then I realized what's going on. But yeah, and then he well, freaks out. Too, what? This whole thing, that guy is laying on that coffin who they're bringing for that trace. And then he's just gone. I'm yeah, like, and then did, he's gone. Did, yeah. did Flashpoint Batman, when he fell on the coffin, did he did, like disintegrate this guy? Yeah, well, you know how that what happens anymore. in this book. He probably ended up in the Flashpoint universe, that guy now. People <gasps> oh, are no. just flipping and flopping. Yeah, but he's like, what happened? He's like, while you were sleeping, I buried her in the desert where you'll never find her. And then I'm led to believe, like, this is where my biggest complaints have come from Tom King, is the idea that he'll go through 
a lot of setup to make something like a badass moment. And then the next issue will go against it. Last issue was the badass Thomas Wayne, who is so on guard, who's so in tune with things that silent ninjas can come up and he will wake up to hear and attack them and kill them and then be done with them. He's on high alert. He's ready for this. But Batman's able, and you, you, the only a thing man that you can tell me- back surgery is able to go and do all this in the night quieter than a, a silent ninja. get a body, which we think is a body. It may be a bunch of bones. We Could don't be. know they because we don't know what it is. He ended up taking them off, taking his time to dig a hole, put the body in there, come back, close everything up, make it all the same, and then go to sleep. And, and Thomas Wayne never wakes inside up. There. Yeah, put rocks in it. But he never wakes up. And Where'd if you, you these told rocks? me- I don't know. Yeah, really. And if you tell me, well, it's because Thomas knew that he had already taken care of all the ninjas. Well, we see that's not the case no. at the beginning of this issue. So that wasn't the case. So you, this is the thing. This is the same as you can't go in and out of Kadeem, can't go in and out of Kadeem until you do. Thomas right. Wayne's Moving on high on. alert. Nobody can sneak past him. Nobody Moving can on. get, he's going to get up. And except Batman can go, like you said, not only get a body out of a coffin, take it off, dig a grave, take it, then come back and load the thing with tons of rocks. But he doesn't wake up and does this all lickety split just because. Tom King realizes, oh, I don't think people like this idea of a Martha coming back. But that was an interesting thing. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. And see how that ends up. We thought it wasn't going to end up well. Well, they're fighting and fighting. Sometimes and they have dead that. Is better. Don't know what happened to that guy who got impaled. And then well, they, he wasn't kind dead of, before. He certainly is now. Yeah. And it, the whole thing fades as they fight to only lead to one hand coming up out of the pit. And you're led to believe, I would think that you're led to believe it's Bruce when we're not, we don't know. And, you know, well, unless you went and on, put on some more clothes, because I'm looking at the fight where it's a shirtless Batman wearing gloves. And then you have, you yeah. know, Thomas Wayne Batman, who has a full like clothes on this yeah. hand that comes up. It has a glove on, but you see past that. And it looks like it's some kind of gear. Yeah, the thing so- is, I think that they're playing that it's a longer oh, I- glove because yeah. uh, even Thomas Wayne has a brown coat on that. That yeah. wouldn't even look like that either. So it doesn't look like either one of them uh, hand, but it's, you know, dun, dun, dun. It's who's that Guy who survived that's who it is well yeah really it's him I'm getting out like, of here. he's just going he's like, crazy these guys are crazy <laughs> what the hell with them i'm seeing uh, double yeah, for batman the, yeah for batman the city of bane begins next and and i'll oh, give you a whole deal because they've even had some of the pages from that have leaked on the internet uh, this hand looks like it would be thomas wayne's but who knows we'll yeah. have to see we'll have to see the deal now with all of this, and we're getting upset about the idea of, you know, not learning where this, you know, how did Thomas Wayne come from Flashpoint? Was that Martha from Flashpoint the way he's kind of alluding to in my mind? Or was it the bones of Martha who died 20 right. years ago? Uh, but there's other things that better be resolved by the end of this whole. T- we have, you know, 10 more issues now for him to finish up his run. And one of the things is something that bothered you a lot. And I really don't think we're going to get back to the idea of when Batman was like, oh, my man, Bane did all this. And Alfred's like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Yeah. That never What's happened. And then he goes to Arkham Alfred. and he goes into Arkham and like, I'm going to show you. And can I help you? And Arkham looks pristine and nice and all that. I don't know that we're ever going to get back to that. We're talking about those things. I'm still just looking for the ramifications of the Penguin betraying Bane. 
Yeah, from Penguin Thomas betraying Wayne Dame. The what Bat happened cave? to Penguin? Yeah. I, I want to know what Tim Drake has done since getting slapped in the face and going Gem off World. and not helping. Yeah, where's that? Or where's <laughs> I'm going the back rest? Gem World, yeah. Bruce. Yeah. I mean, you can explain too. Like Batgirl, she's now stuck with Leviathan and stuff. But as we see with Rachel Ghoul's army in this. Tom King doesn't play well with others anyway. No. So I can't assume that Gem World is the reason for Tim Drake. That's just left aside. That was just a big moment to get everybody excited. Oh my God. And then when you go, he has this magical ability to make people forget what the hell he talked about before. He's got the Superman and then he goes against kiss. it. I mean, I, like you said, in the gift we had where Booster went and Bruce Wayne knew nothing about. Our Batman knew nothing about what happened. Then he twists no. and turns later saying he did. Batman and everybody's went into on an it. excellent adventure. And then everybody's into it. And then it and became like, a bogus oh, journey. And then yeah, well, when the bogus journey's pointed out, people say like, well, it doesn't really matter. That's just a minor yeah, thing. No, no, that was the biggest, one of the biggest things that led Catwoman to not marry Batman. <laughs> Please, you, you can't have this Batman where you want to really push that he can't do anything because he's crippled from a back surgery so that Thomas Wayne can protect him. And Thomas Wayne being this all-knowing, all-seeing guy, to then it switch around to Thomas Wayne's a heavy sleeper and Batman can go gather rocks in the desert. He was powerful tired. You can't tired. do this. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was tired. Uh, if, you, if, you, if he mentioned one thing, it was like, because you did have... Him mentioned that Batman was on painkillers. I'm telling you, if, you if Batman would have somehow spiked his goddamn water with saying. these painkillers or something, something. He had painkillers. You had a setup for that. You had a way to get out saying, and then Thomas was like, I felt groggy that morning I woke up. Oh, I should have known. You rascal. You know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're just there like your there you go. Yeah, really, you whining <laughs> bitch. You, you end up, wait, that's what you need. That's what you need in these. But he ends up just having wow moment to wow moment with nothing connecting. And it never changes. I keep thinking that we're going to, okay, now he only has a couple issues left. His run has been shortened. Now he's going to get to it. He's going to tighten it up. Laser vision. He still does the same thing. So this is his storytelling. He does not care. And I've been told he doesn't care about the details. He doesn't care what he set up. That's where the people go with it. But people go with it. (sighs) The demo's right now. They they end up, oh, I just like it. The one guy on, on, I saw in one of the uh, user reviews for this issue basically says that you don't need details. It doesn't need to make sense. It's a long form poem. Oh, really? I don't like poetry. And now I realize why. I I like limericks. Yeah, I do too. There was a man from Nantucket I heard one. <laughs> Classic. But yeah, so this is just nonsense. Uh, because of that, I'm giving it the full out. Fuck you, five. Not even an F U five. Fuck you, five. Oh my! It's just you're setting up things Calm that down, you never resolve. Yeah, you said the F bomb <laughs> earlier, Constantly. so I'm going with it. Yeah, so I, I figured it eventually. Plus, you, when, once you called Martha Wayne a bitch, a I bitch. figured I figured all bets were <laughs> now, off. Even, what about what even though you did it earlier, that two faced yeah, crystal bitch, the two faced you you have laid down the, the gauntlet here the whole night. I finally went with it. I finally took the bait in the last book. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just not. That's a fuck you five for me too. Because yeah, even that, everything we've already talked about, just on top of it, that you got me to care about this argument because I thought you were finally doing something interesting. Just saying, all right, we're done. All right, yeah. fuck me. I my my heart's become the name pit. 
That's what it is. It's a dark pit. Even that, you're introducing this and going, and now we're never even going to get the that. That's kind of cool. I don't Damn know. It. You didn't get to see it, though. That's where you put the stuff that's been dead for a while longer than the Lazarus pit. Yeah, really. And I actually thought that by this point, that guy who got, you know, run through, he was actually going to die and it was going to ruin the plan. Oh, uh, no. But then, you know, that would have been just the same. And then you'd have Batman just flip out and fight. But yet, like you said, story it's almost like somebody saying like, hey, do you know how to get to the uh, 7-Eleven? Well, yeah, you turn left at uh, four. You know, you go down Practice. to four Street, turn left. Wow. Then when you get there, you and then just punch the guy because he's just talking. It ends up just walloping. That's how things waiting, work in Quaker Town. Waiting all this time because you have Learned to years go. Years ago, never asked for directions. Yeah, really. Well, you have to end up going into the pit so that you can have this stupid folktale make it seem like it meant something. People are like, this is a great bookend to issue 57. No, no. This is just a repeat <laughs> bunch of nonsense. Yeah. yeah, really. Please. Yeah, I, I hope that, you know, the family of that author is getting a lot of money from the three times this thing has been spelled out. And it would have worked better if it wasn't like this thing that we had tied in so heavily to KG Beast. Yeah, yeah, it's just there, and out of the out of nowhere, he just says as they're walking through the desert. Remember that Remember story? That book? Remember that story you used to like? God, I you were didn't. such a stupid little child in your stories. And that's the thing is, it, to me, it made it worse because before it was that you know he at that point he was going back to the well of his juxtaposition between characters and, and Batman. Here now, it's just like I hated that story. I didn't even understand it. I'm, I'm with you, Thomas, but uh, but your mother. She, she wanted to make you a jerk. She wanted to make you a spoiled brat. Not like me. My my dad beat the crap out of me. But, you know, it was for some good. I felt like it did <laughs> good is, later what on. This, what is this doing? Stop justifying understand. child abuse, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, really. Well, that, it, it to me, that was like a wink, wink of saying, like, that's what happens. You know, then they pass and eh, get out of town. But, yeah, FU5s all around. All what around. is your What is your book of the week? My book of the week is The Flash, 74, so was I mine. it was. Yeah, Flash 74 was mine as well. At least, you know, we had some fun. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. This is what we have next week. And two of these books will be on the Patreon <laughs> So not much you're telling Patreon. me here. No, patreon.com slash weird science. And so really, there's not going to be much left for the no. podcast because there are not a lot of books next week. We, got like we have six. Aquaman number 50. Eric, we have Batman number 75, City of Bane begins, and we get two weeks oh, of Batman. Wait. We have Justice League number 28. We have Nightwing number 62, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number oh, one, and Teen Titans 32. That's it. That's yep, all the books, books for next week. Two of those week. will yep. be on two the Patreon spotlight. So four so books we, next week, folks. Yeah, we have a four-book podcast. Oh, my. Ah, uh, yes. But, yeah, if you want to listen to We're those other Friday two off. books. Yeah, and I'm this guessing. Full weekend recorded shit next week. I'm, it's going to be great. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah I, I'm guessing uh, Jimmy Olsen will be a spotlight book along with what I will say will be Batman number 75 is what Not I Not Aquaman number 50? Pick. No, I don't think they'll pick that. I think they'll pick Batman and Jimmy Olsen. So if you want to listen to those. Wrong, folks. Yeah, really. Uh, go over to the Patreon, sign up. You can sign up now. You won't be charged until August 1st. If you want to quit before then, you can. I just urge you not to keep joining and quitting every week. That's nonsense, Eric. I had to Kill put everybody. my foot down. I had to put my foot down this week. But uh, that's not here nor there. What do we say at the end there. of the podcast? Everyone have a great week. Keep week. it weird. And we'll weird. see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!